Talk Brunch. Served hot. Talk Brunch live. And I have to say, I feel so much lighter in some ways and heavier in others, both because I am no longer paying for any streaming services and also because I am no longer paying for any streaming services. The latter makes me feel as happy as the earlier. Don't know how you feel about that. I mean, I still have a few here and there, but I mean, that's just me. I'm just happy at the fact that I can say I'm not a former UFC champion who couldn't finish a YouTuber. Couldn't finish. You know what? That's always been his problem, though, not being able to finish. You know, look at his whole, the last four fights or so, Mr. Woodley has had. Disappointed. Well, you know what the bad part about it is? At least those guys can actually fight. Yeah. Like... Like I, I remember when we when you messaged me about that fight, maybe I think that actual that day. Because truth be told, until you mentioned it to me, I completely forgot it was happening. My literally exact thought was, was like, "Yo, if Jake Paul does not leave there alive, if Jake Paul leaves alive and, and or conscious, you know, Woodley gotta go." <laughs> well, Woodley, Woodley, Woodley was on the go. way to a retirement anyway. He could have at least gone out better though. Yeah. Like, 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 like if, if you go lose the fight, lose somebody who actually does this. But those fights also make me happy that I'm not subscribing to anything. I guess I should rephrase it. It's not so much that I'm not subscribing to anything. It's that I'm not giving anything my money currently. Yeah, and that, that makes me yeah, happy. That makes me, I mean, I'm giving some things my money, but I'm more selective. I cut a lot of services. I heard that the Cowboy Bebop is shite, that, that the woman who uh, is going to play the role of the female, she said that she couldn't wear the sexy outfit because uh, there was no way to do it. And then they found pictures of her in like a lower production thing wearing a, pretty much what would have been the sexy outfit. <laughs> like, bitch, what you mean? Yeah, like there's something wrong. But yeah, whenever I see them do that, like whenever they bastardize all of our old creations and when Netflix decides that they want to take another one of our animes and they want to turn it to something of their own and things like that happen, you know what? I get happy about the fact that I'm not paying anybody, anybody at all. And Ain't I, nothing wrong with that. I can't judge. Yeah, if, if I can acquire it another way, either from a friend or from another subscription, I'll, I'll bum somebody else's stuff or just other means like or just do a simple Google search or whatever. But no more money until things start to be good across the board. You all don't have to follow in suit with that. But that's definitely the way that I'm going to be doing things from now on. And I think you should. Honestly, I think we make more of a big difference if our people come over to the dark side where I am, where, I, you know, things don't cost as much. Everything cheap. Because what's really worth it right now? Like, if you would look at all of the major services, before we get into wrestling here, if you would look at all of the major subscription services, what is their uh, current killer app? What's their what's their uh, gigantic uh, big thing that they have, each one? Yeah, see, if you're looking overall, it, kind, it usually depends on, I guess, what's coming out at the time. Because, I mean, you know me, like, with Hulu, the main thing I'm waiting for is fucking January because Tack on Titan is coming back. But when I've been when 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 in between that time, it's kind of just been one of those things where it's like, okay, let me see what I, I can scavenge together. Yeah, nothing's really like popping right now, I guess you could say. 
like for, for for the only reason I keep a lot of the stuff like Netflix and Hulu and everything around is just because like just stuff that I watched in the past that I enjoyed, or like I might be like reminiscing on like old stuff that I find on there. But it's like when it comes to some of the new stuff, like nothing too often is really jumping out at me. And that's what I mean. It's like you pay for a service all year long, and only occasionally it has the stuff you want. Why do we do that? That's a good question. I love Cobra Kai. I talk about that all the time on here. But it's not all year. It's coming back. It's been renewed for the next season coming up in October, and it's been renewed for a season after that. This season hasn't even come out, and it's been renewed already. It does some shit. We're going to have years and years of it. That's how you know you get shit when it's like, your stuff ain't come out. Hey, um, give me like two more after that. What? I never but got the impression. Won't get out, give a shit. Give me two more. I never got the impression that it was going anywhere. Oh yeah, yeah. That that that's, that show's not going anywhere for a long time. So there's a good show there. I mean, really, Netflix is still the king. I like Black Mirror on there, even though I didn't get to yeah, watch all. Love Death and Robots is always that, great. That is great. I got I got I got to get cracking on this last season. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good show. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? It's good if we were to go service for service. We covered Netflix. And what was your Hulu again? For Hulu, my big one is Attack on Titan. But that's just because, like, that's the one where, like, they, they upload those uh episodes, like, basically as they come out. But wouldn't Crunchyroll have that? I think so, actually. Yeah, they're more of an anime place. Yeah. And Attack on yeah, Titan. Yeah, yeah. Crun- Crunchyroll is, like, pure anime, for sure. I think I have Crunchyroll too. I just hardly ever use it. I think Crunchy. I think what it is with Crunchyroll, I use it for the anime that I can't always find. Like what did I watch on there? I think um, <laughs> you gotta laugh at me for this one. I watched the uh, Gundam Wing Endless Waltz maybe a week or two ago because I hadn't seen that movie in forever. Oh yeah, that's a cool movie. And I was like, are. fuck it, let me. I was like, let me see if I can dig that one up. I found it and I was like, oh, I miss zero. I miss. <laughs> I yeah. miss Gundam Zero with the wings. <laughs> I, it's funny you bring up the wings because I, uh, I there's always a debate upon whether or not Endless Waltz is uh, like a canon aspect of the Gundam story. Like, is that canon or is it not canon? And it, I, I kind of feel like, and I think the most accurate answer is it's an alternate universe. Yeah, it's, a, it's not it's, even that it's canon or not. It's just like they look at it's just a universe where they just wear fucking heroes gundam just happens to have wings yeah it's a future alternate universe but but it wasn't just that they were all designed differently like uh his had wings and they never explained it because not like it could be upgraded because at the end i don't want to go too far into but at the end of the series they send them into space how would it have wings on the way back right and he stops it from from going into the sun but yeah all of them like the heavy arms had like more cannons i love my favorite is actually Deskythe, since Duo Maxwell's Deskythe was always a depiction of the Grim Reaper. I love the fact that it legit His came back. His nickname was the God of Death. Like, yeah. <laughs> I love that it legit came back with like a hooded cloak. It was just like, to me, that was really crazy. Like when it, because it, the fact that it also has stealth technology, so it uncloaks when it first appeared, it uncloaked and it had the hood on too. It was like, that's kind of scary. It looks like a robotic that's Grim Reaper. Shit, you way to die. <laughs> And it's one of the people who... who, Because I think Deathside was one of the bigger ones. Yeah, and he's one of the people who had the least disregard for life when you really look at it. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, (laughs) fucking dude wouldn't give a shit. Like, Yeah, but, you know, the series like that and everything. But going back to our original point, like, I'm sick of all of these things that we reminisce about and all these nostalgic things getting bastardized. And, uh... We, we, we spend months and months trying to, uh... You know, paying for for shit like that. We, We established... What are they? So we established, uh anime on one of them for hulu and i guess for me i don't even know why i kept hulu because i killed hulu recently i always used to say it because of smackdown because of smackdown but you know what i never watched it on there 
even when yeah, I, had I oh I never had Hulu for the rest. And Hulu wasn't worth the money of having it with the ad skipped, and it wasn't worth the money of keeping it with the lower one with the ads there. So that just made it not worth it. If they would have kept the lower one with no ads, maybe it would have been in business. But the higher one, so you're gonna half pay me and a half give me ads. It was just like you know what, there's better deals than this with the right people <laughs> you know it's like what are we doing here right now so that's really what uh stopped me there so amazon amazon video i think is one of the main ones i kept prime video amazon prime mainly because oh, it, that one's great well first of all we're on twitch this got, we do have benefits as far as emojis and functionality in the talk brunch twitch channel because it's a talk brunch twitch prime channel otherwise it would be a generic twitch channel so that's one thing the deliveries so far, we're not talking about the videos, but delivery, being able to get free stuff, the, the, the HyperX microphone and many other things that we've needed to have the show run. Or when something's messed up in an emergency, we needed a new machine or something to do something that we're trying to do on here. Amazon helps there. So it justifies itself without the videos. Completely justifies itself. Now, as far as the video content goes, uh, there's a little bit more underground, I guess I'll say. You know, there's stuff on there like Love, Death and Robots. Um, I don't know. What would be the top Amazon shows? Oh my god! Um, I don't even know necessarily when it comes to the shows, but I don't know some of the movies that really are banging on there for sure. Like I know the new that new Borat was um popped up on there. They um they brought those what was it like three or four Evangelion movies recently onto there. They brought they brought all four of the Evangelion movies that take place after the original series. The four new yeah, movies, pretty much everything you... post third impact. Yeah, which you and I haven't gotten to see, uh, which the first one I saw years ago. I saw the first and second one years ago. The first one is pretty much a retelling of like the first six or seven episodes with little deviations here and there. They just make you think, oh, okay, it's a it's a reboot. But then like the second one and the third, not to get too spoilerly, make you realize kind of like with the new Final Fantasy seven, that it's not a reboot. It's a redo a remake. Both of those series, which have a lot of similarities, did the same thing, where it turned out that the words in the title were about the story, not about the condition of the content, meaning like the Reinvangelion was called something like you cannot redo. One of them was called you cannot redo. And it literally, that was a hint in there. It's not a redo. It's like the, the it, this is repeating. They're in a loop. There's something happening here is what the impression I get. But you're watching it happen for the second time. And it turns out totally different this time. I don't want to spoil it because you're going to even be surprised. But the impact that happens this time, completely different experience. So, yeah, so yeah that's okay. a good Amazon prize. What I don't like is that Amazon started releasing videos of, uh, and I got to be careful here because all those people will point fingers. How do I word this? So Amazon started releasing videos of Oscar cosplay. And my biggest issue with the Oscar cosplay is that the series is a very psychological series and I kind of feel like showing somebody um, cosplaying as this character diminishes the importance of uh, the series. You know, it was never meant to and the creator himself had this attitude. It was never a series that was meant to have that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was never it was, a, that was not by design at all. I'm seeing if I could find the stuff that they put up on there for that. Because, again, I'd rather show than to describe because describing would just get me heat. <laughs> if, if you've, uh, if anybody's been on the my... end of August, we don't need that kind of heat right now. It's hot as hell as it is. Oh, you mean that heat? Never mind. 
if you guys are following me on social media, you might know where this is going and why I'm I'm dealing with it the way I'm dealing with it. Oh, this should be interesting because I don't know that I've seen it. Now that I think about it, but then again, I feel like I'd know if I did. So. Hold on, I'm looking now. I'm sorry. I hate to hold the show up for stuff like this. We post a lot. I realize that, like when I go back to look for something, I'm like, man. Well, only because of our content, though, not like the crazy posters that we find out there. Nah, y'all know who y'all are, especially you with the face. Okay, good. I found it. <laughs> oh man, I'll let you see it because oh, I really want oh, you. God. You don't know what I'm talking about at all. I don't think I do. Oh, this for this is gonna be good. Oh, good. I'm so happy. I'm more excited for this than the <laughs> wrestling stuff. Welcome, viewer. Okay, here we go. Oh, I'm so fucking happy. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that worry me? Stacia, should I be worried? You better tell me now if you love me. Welcome, viewer. Starting bimbofication. What the fuck is this? complete. Miles J here, and today I'm going to be showing you how to get the Oscar Langley going out to a club on her night off from being a child soldier look. What in the fresh hell have you unleashed upon my soul? That motherfucker said bimbofication. What? And then you, and then you widescreen it, you ask, what the fuck? <laughs> I looked over for a second, and then I looked back up and I saw a big screen. Whoa. Fucking Oscar over here. Like, what the fuck are you? <laughs> anyway, whoops. What? Sorry, wrong button. That being said, my problem with this no quest. That was not RuPaul. Damn. What is happening right now? Hey, you open Pandora's box, motherfucker. You should know you don't better do that shit with Quest in the room. Listen, I took the fucking buckle off the front of the Pandora's box where the little padlock goes, and I just peeked in with you. I did not open that shit at all. That's just maybe six seconds of the fucking clip. And it keeps going. Yeah, I think I saw, what, ten minutes? Yeah. It's as long as a CM Punk promo. <laughs> but not as fun. Except I'm okay with them cutting this early. Yeah, so look, my issue with it is that this series, regardless of who is doing it, isn't something that you should celebrate in cosplay. Like, really, that's the message you're going to give Amazon? Let's talk about Oscar's night out from being a child soldier. Like, first of all, it makes me uncomfortable because of the fact that I've watched this series since I was a teenager. And Oscar, for the majority of the series, is portrayed as a 14-year-old girl. I'm not really interested in her night out. And I certainly don't need my friend Miles here to teach me how to, or you, or anyone, how to dress like her for a night out. To be honest, it's pretty easy. If you really look at the outfit, her outfit is more complicated than Miles' version. Miles' version is just a fucking dress and some and some fucking stockings. Oscar's is way more elaborate. Secondly, I know that the defense that they're going to put on this is that, and here's a minor spoiler, but there's no other way for me to go into it. There's a time jump that does not happen the original time around. There's a pretty big time jump. I believe Asuka would be 21 in the new lore when you hit about the second or third. It goes beyond where the original series goes. So there's, so I guess they could, the argument could be, well, by this point, sure, she could have a night out on the club. That doesn't mean I would want to see it. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I what? could do without it. That's like if years from now, like imagine if we're doing this in like another decade and we hear that Izzy had a night out on the club and they're like, well, Izzy's an 18 year old now. That doesn't mean that I want to see fucking Izzy have a night out on the club. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things where it's kind of like, it's just not comfortable for me. I don't know how you feel or whatever, but I just don't, I don't like it. Like I could just not have that in my life be perfectly fine. Another thing that bothers me is there's a little bit of hypocrisy, not just with Amazon, but Netflix is responsible for it, too. Like, they don't want to over-sexualize characters, which is the reason why Tila has man arms like John Cena in the new He-Man while He-Man's dead. And it's the reason why. Oh, new, yeah, the and it's the reason why in Cowboy Bebop, they, they, they want to cover up the girl. Right. And we're hearing about this a lot. They want to show empowering women. And Netflix is part of that movement. But then they put something on there like cuties. That isn't it like a bunch of little girls dressing like freaking sluts twerking their asses oh around? Oh, my God. I forgot that show existed until you mentioned it. Oh, fuck. So it's kind of like, wait a minute. You're going to be judgmental about the fans that were upset at Cowboy Bebop for not having an accurate depiction of the female attire in that. That was done by the original creator. And then say that it was like a thirst thing and that the fans are mad because it's thirst bullshit. But then on the other hand, you have, you're completely shameless and showing a bunch of little girls twerking their asses in something that's complete. I never even clicked on that fucking thing. Whatever. When I heard about it, I wasn't even mildly curious. I heard stories and articles, but it was one of those things that sometimes you'll find things on Netflix that you'll just bumper through or click or fast forward through just to see what kind of shit it is. That's one of those things that's never even come anywhere near, not even the thumbnail of my my content you know of my of my setup but they're they're fine with that shit and we're also fine having this uh this happen here this portrayal here of of, uh miles our friend miles dressing up as a oscar computer teleport me to the makeup room I'm assuming if you're watching this video that you know what Evangelion is and and if you don't, you probably aren't going to want to find out now because you're going to be like, what the fuck am I doing here? Yo, that face could not have gotten off the screen fast enough. Ugh. I didn't oh, even mean God. to take it off of our Tron. It was more like the way I don't mean to block when someone throws a Hadouken in Street Fight. I've been playing it so long, I just press back. <laughs> like, nope, be gone, say something. <laughs> you know, it's like muscle memory. <laughs> it's a wonderful thing it does. <sighs> But I feel much better when I keep my money. That makes sense? Yeah. That's what I do. I keep my money nowadays. I just hold on to it. I hold on to my money. Every time something like this happens, I remind myself that I'm keeping my money. The rest of you guys should think about doing that. I told you before, whenever people go, oh, what do you guys watch on here? Like, what do you like to watch, Rick? I told you most of the time, I'll look for content like this. People think I'm just saying that to try to put the kind of shit we do over. No, the, the kind of shit we do, I started hearing it and seeing it and then wanted to do it myself back when it was still new but really when i go off i go on youtube usually my first go-to like when i'm doing post-production on the on the audio version of this i'll go on youtube i have youtube on in the background watch other people like us or cornet who i consider other people like us you know it doesn't have to necessarily not be a celebrity when i say other people like us people automatically think that that means exactly like no i consider cornet like a regular guy who he thinks for himself and he doesn't it's not like it's scripted you know like he just goes on there with with uh, his co-hosts brian last and the two of them just they're just talking like we do there's nothing there's no person behind somewhere telling them what to do you know what i mean 
And that's kind of the content I look for. So that's the content that I choose to support. It doesn't hurt me. Like as much as it might seem like, oh, well, you know, because of the fact he cut off all these services, he's going to pirate everything. No, not really. I hardly was watching anything at this point. Am I, are we cut off from something? Did something, something clip on here? Uh, that started me for a second. I was like, oh, shit. That scared shit me. No, it's not on my side. That's weird. But yeah, I usually do. Scared the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah. But I usually look for content like ours. You know, like that's usually my goal to is something that we would enjoy. And, I've uh, seen his recommended. He's right. Yeah, I go for other podcasters or other things that are. I just don't like fake stuff. You know, I'm just at a point. I'm not telling anyone else. That doesn't mean I watch a few things. I like the. I, you guys know I like the Marvel Cinematic stuff. Most of the Marvel stuff I watch, Walking Dead stuff, Rick and Morty stuff, but very limited, honestly. And it's mainly because a lot of the stuff is crap, and because a lot of the stuff is being controlled. I don't want somebody behind the scenes. I'll put it this way. When you look at adult films, I was trying to stay not not be crude about it. I've noticed that our generation steers more towards the amateur adult films, the only fan adult films, the cam girls. Then they look for like the uh, the vivids or the pink pineapples, the actual fully produced porn. You know what I mean? And it's the same reason, even though it's a different premise. People rather see something real nowadays than to see something where they know that there's a man behind the curtain. Back in the day, it was like Playboy and Penthouse and watching all these scripted things. And, you know, the guy's a pizza delivery guy and all this bullshit. Nowadays, they want to do it to drive around in a car and be like, yo, this is me with my camera. We're going to pick this bitch up over here in the corner, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> you know, and it's like the whole storyline's dropped because this is real. <laughs> and we're going to put her in the back of this van. You know, you know why we're going to put her in the back of this van? Because a van's fucking relatable. You know men with vans, right? You know a man with a van. Everybody knows a man with a van. It's more conceivable that this man with a van <laughs> had a train ran. <laughs> oh my God. How dare you, Dr. Seuss, that you motherfucker. <laughs> the man with the van. Write it down. Fuck it. Do you remember that used to be the gimmick of Fandango in NXT before he became Fandango? He yes. used to he used to walk around and rub lotion on his midsection and he used to come up in a creepy van. He was the man with the van. Oh god. Oh man. Point being, this story, this is all we're, we're, this is just the opener too. This is the icebreaker. I haven't even opened up the program right. yet. But the point being that all that that uh is there even a point at this point? I don't even know. Who the fuck knows? I mean save your money. <laughs> Definitely save your money. There's no question about that. But that's the reason why I don't mess with any of those services or anything like that. It is unbelievable. But you know what? I do want to talk while we're talking about services. Um, Flack. Have you ever heard of Flack? No. Okay. You're scared. You see, now he's not trusting anymore because he's worried right, be like something else. Fucking, he's like, oh, my God. What's going to happen now? What's going to happen now? Flack's an Amazon TV series. We'll get back around to everything else. People are like, man, they're all over. Flex and Amazon TV. I don't want to forget to drop this trailer. But what's cool about this series, which this is something I would recommend if you're going to watch something, it shows how far public relations PR people can really gimmick up any public figure or celebrity if they need to. Like if they need to work somebody, you know the way the rock says you got to live the gimmick? It's like these people train you how. I'm going to show you the trailer now. The world keeps turning. We just help push. Don't stop. Keep going. I've got this. If this comes out, I'm dead. Wake up. I don't care if you lie or send innocent people to jail as long as you're in control. We are the guardians of the galaxy. Go. 
What do you know about us? You've got offices in London and LA and New York. You cover everything from media training to brand management and specializing in crisis management. We don't use the word crisis, we call them challenges. I'm Rob. I work for the PR firm that represents your husband. Oh, thank God you're here. That was a normal bar. As you are. Our job is a top-down rebrand. What about a sex tape? Ooh. Oh, oh. That's it. That's it. Suck it like a fig. Plenty of uh, squeaks and squeals. Did you see what you were saying about me on Twitter? What's it like under there? Can't we just say it wasn't me? Who's going to issue the denial? You look like the invisible man. If managed correctly, the first openly gay premiership football player is going to make millions. But I'm not gay. Do you have a boyfriend? Or yeah, a guy called Joe. Jay. Jay. Why did you have sex with me? To see how I felt. And how did you feel? I didn't. I don't. You really the feeling there's two people inside you? A Philadelphia girl end up in this game. I enjoy it. Makes the most of my natural talents. Which are? Lying and drinking. So, they are funny. so there is a recommendation. Yeah, that looks good. Yeah, you really get to see them work the gimmick. Motherfucker, <laughs> say, are you gay? <laughs> And then each, you have to see away. I felt so bad. Oh God! In that episode at the same time that uh that they're trying to make that guy gay to get him over, there's another guy who actually is on the team that is gay that's trying to hide it. <laughs> and then he sort of gets pissed off when the other guy gets him over. That he's like, how courageous! And the other guy's like, what the fuck? I'm actually gay. <laughs> <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> I'm so upset because it's a fucking key and PO bit that's almost like that. Except it's ever gay being gangster rappers, and it's the fuck. Funniest fucking thing. Oh man! But so it's like, I almost see where that's gonna end. Oh god! Yeah, watch that show. It's entertaining. I feel oh, like when it comes to Amazon movies, like I, I've been leaning towards the movies, like especially since I started using stuff like a uh, 2B TV, which is a free one, and then Amazon. I found like indie horror stuff. Oh my god! I have found some shit. Yeah, like my no, this one right now um, on Amazon Prime is this one called uh mom which is like an acronym for i think it's like mothers of monsters they're probably one of my favorite ones on there right now oh yeah i'm gonna have to check it out but yeah for anyone that that asks about my content consumption i really do look for other people doing this kind of stuff like when i get off here usually cornet finishes putting up his youtube stuff right around the time that we uh get off or at least it's up for me so then i listen i'm like ah, i said that uh-huh i thought the same thing yeah you were right see i thought the same about that AEW shit <laughs> I get amused from that. I try not to hear anything about that kind of stuff before. Like, if I see them put something on something that I'm not up to, I'm like, no, no, we're going to wait. I want to see how many points I get. My own little grading system here. But yeah, guys, cut off the things. Don't pay for shit that's not good. You know, only pay for the good stuff. That's the moral of the story overall. Let's talk some wrestling stuff going on. Nikki Bella. Do I watch Lupin? I have not seen it. I have heard about it. Should I put it on my list? By the way, guys, follow me on TV Time. It's an app you can download on your mobile phones. You can sign in with your Twitter. That's what I do. Uh, go to TVTime.com. I believe there might be a sign in there. Follow me on there. I, you literally can list all of your shows that you watch. Uh, and what's cool about it is like 
you get to tick off the episodes. It lists every episode in the air date, so you can press a tick next to them just so you could keep track. Because if you're like me, you'll abandon a show for like two years and come back and be like, where the fuck was I? You'll get halfway through an episode of season three and be like, oh, yeah, I did see this. All right. And you're like, oh, someone season four. And like, you fuck yourself up. So, you know, use TV time. And you just keep track of the last episode that you were on. And also it tells you when shows are premiering again. So if there's something that you watch up to date, you know exactly when it returns. Now, there's a f- plug. We don't even have it as a sponsor. We should have it as a sponsor. That's when we should. I know we always joke about right. other people complain about not having sponsorships and are entitled. And, you know, maybe we should have that just because I like them. Yeah, this is really good. Yeah, TVtime.com. Check it out. So uh, Nikki Bella revealed why she... Uh, well, I'm going to actually let you hear this because I think that the entire thing's funny to hear first and then talk about it. Nikki Bella talks a little bit more about her experience at SummerSlam. This was an interview that she did with Extra. So I'm going to run that and we're going to hear why it's funny if you don't figure out why it's funny. Would already. you mind introducing this young man next to you? Yes. So this gorgeous young man to my right. No, I'm not cheating on Artem. I know you all want to know the story. This is my little brother who you've all (laughs) seen on Total Bellas. This is JJ, my younger brother. Hi. Hello, I'm JJ. (laughs) Who's on the market? I'm on the market. (laughs) I feel we've done a really good video there. That will go well if you don't get likes for that. If you don't, yeah. I mean, if he doesn't get likes for that and you don't slide into these DMs, then I don't know what you all are thinking. (laughs) Can we reflect on... The new hair. Because I know people, a lot of people talk about it. Can we talk about the new hair? How people are I'm going to choose to skip the so new hair. I've never had short hair my entire life. This is yeah. be the next chapter of my life and however long that may be. And I feel sexy. I, feel and we, I actually got to see her first time without hair. Fans, we heard them already. They want you to return. Yes. What's the status on that at the moment? You know, I, I talked to Brie about this on the daily. Like... I look at Tamina and I look at Natalia and I see him hold his tag team championships and there's nothing more that I would love to come back for that. I truly hope that in the future I can can come back in that ring and compete. Compete in front of my son, oh, who would sit front row. It would be a dream. It's not over for the Bella Twins. We definitely will come back and make our mark. And I was going to say, without, sorry, Jake, without interrupting there, your son, does he have a concept yet of what you are as a family i mean i feel like he thinks our family are just made up of ballroom dancers he points his toes better than mom he's going to be more graceful than mom artem's always like yes that's my son because he'll point his toes so good and i'm like see i think i'm, I'm part of a family and i mean this in a really respectful way fuck is she talking about john are friends seeing him tonight that performance that fight that ending what did it mean did you speak to him about it the whole centerpiece of this culmination of magnificence what what did it mean to him how do you how do you guys feel about that you know i actually have to say when you're in vegas the the tables took me away i was too busy playing roulette and i was winning big so i missed it thank you she took forever to get to the point Yo, she, she, bear, she no soul. <laughs> she no soul, John. She did that shit on purpose. What do you think of the John site? You know, I missed it. We know she was there for the, for the Bianca Belair thing. Oh, yeah, because she was pissed. She didn't. She wasn't looking at the John thing. You know, I had a text message. I had to check. And when I looked up, much like missionary sex with John, it was over. 
Oh, <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't know. It's a satire. <laughs> Terrible, right? Terrible. Anyway, there is the link for anybody who's watching this. I don't know why I give these links when really, if you're listening or watching, you've heard the shit. I don't know, but I'm nice. So I guess that's why I do it. SummerSlam. Did you hear how good they did? Knocked it out of the fucking park. Apparently. Damn. It's the second biggest pay-per-view of the year. The most viewed WWE pay-per-view of all time. I'm not even sure how you get that calculation. They sent the press release to ringside. They had 551,000 fans at the sellout crowd. Okay. Um, Merchandise sales, sure, 155% over 2019. Great. The SummerSlam videos did more than 1 billion views across all of the platforms. So that's how they calculate it. So I guess because but at the same time, the Internet and things like that are becoming more popular. That doesn't mean that SummerSlam itself was viewed. Someone could have just viewed one video. Like, how are they calculating the views? I'm not taking those numbers. They sound gimmicked. So like they threw in the YouTube and other stuff just to kind of pad onto those numbers. Yeah, you're padding numbers, WWE. I know what tell padded me numbers just, look tell like. Tell me the live pay-per-view ones and then I'll tell Yeah. Well, we, well we've, we've seen them do that before, so... But it's just weird because that's a, that was like a press release they were, they provided. But I don't think Ringside asked enough questions about that. Like, what, how the fuck did they come to this? How did they come to these? Hello. Hold on a minute. I'm setting up the next thing. You guys know I do that while I talk. Anyway. Yeah, let's get to the next thing because that's a boring story. Fucking numbers. Fuck numbers, right? So uh, apparently Bill Apter got in touch with Tammy Sitch and interviewed her. Have you guys seen any of this? Nope. Yeah, me neither. I'm just going to see what the hell's going on here of the International Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame. And look who I just ran into at the convention. Sonny, welcome back. Hi, everybody. You yeah, going to sing my song it, for it, me? I do know. You know, <laughs> I, 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 you know the, uh, uh, the people that originally recorded it, my fer- favorite version was by an old school singer by the name of Andy Williams. Okay. He was one of my favorite singers. that version. Yeah, he did a great version. That's the one I know. So, uh, the sunny yesterday, my life was filled with rain. <laughs> We can okay. do. We You're can do. Wait, 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 wait. We can do the rap version. Yo, Sonny, you smiled at me and real. We have to go past this. Get to the point, Skipper. All right, we ain't doing yeah. this show. <laughs> Years ago. Yeah, it's been a while. So you know, the the question comes up. Uh, what have you been doing? Well, I've been a little occupied. You've been occupied? Yeah, with, 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 you know, kind of like locked down in jail. Here and oh, there. Oh, right. You were in jail. That's right. Yeah. yeah well, I wasn't going to bring that up. No, it's okay. But, you know, it's, it's a fact of life. I'm not ashamed of it. You know, I drank and I drove and I paid my price and paid a lot of fines and did my time. And, you know, thank God that's behind me now. What and you, I don't drink anymore, so we're good. What were you drinking? Oh, anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been sober for a while, though, and I feel better than ever. Well, that's great. So I've never heard, I don't know if that, is it just me? I've never heard somebody ask somebody who's recovering and it was an innocent, what were they drinking? Like, what was, what was it? Right. Was, it was it Hennessy? Was it, was it Bailey's was it Irish cream? Yet? Yeah, you know. Was it, like, was it, was it Patron? Like, what were you drinking? What were you wearing? Were you touching yourself? Come on, Aptar. What are you doing? <laughs> I want to ask you a question that I've never asked anybody. Oh, I can imagine. A typical day in jail. Mm-hmm. What would that be like if someone's watching here and saying, I might... 
Yeah, are there other women in there with you? Do you shower together? Where are we going with this after? I want to go. I hope nobody's saying that. What is going on here? Well, a typical day would be, you know, you come out of your cell at 8 a.m., you go back in at 8 p.m., you watch TV all day, you read books, you play cards. But uh, because of COVID, um, rules were a little bit different, and we were locked down for 21 hours a day. We were only out for two hours in the morning and an hour at night, so it was a little bit more rough than usual. But if you can adjust to any environment, then you can make it through jail. Now, what, what about what about people like uh, officers and uh, officials there? Yeah, how many of them do you fuck? That's not what he wants to say, right? It doesn't feel like Aptos Creepy <laughs> right, in this. Aptos Creepy, hashtag Aptos Creepy. They know who you are. Pretty much. Pretty much every corrections officer in every jail seems to be a wrestling fan, or at least was one in the 90s. Right, right. So I got a little special treatment at times. You know, they'd bring me like food what? from the officer's dining room. I'd get pizza or cheeseburgers or cheesesteaks every so often. So I was okay. I wasn't suffering too bad. Wow, that's great. And did, did the fans stay in touch with you? Oh, yeah. Got lots of letters and, you know, uh, fan mail. So, I, you know, thank everybody out there that, you know, continues to support me and supported me while I was there. It was really nice getting all the letters that I got. So now you're back in the uh, in the wrestling convention uh, mm-hmm. area. Is I don't know why. <laughs> you know, the fucking timing. You play that shit. I look the at the music. I see a stage. Did you eat pussy? I didn't even see that. <laughs> you know, I looked as the music was playing. I was like, you <laughs> Yo, and, and all the bots are active for this? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Like, all the bots, the bots allowed all that shit to come through the room. But yet when Cobb Young tried to pull the link earlier, Nightbot said, nah. That's amazing. I don't care one way or the other, but it's just amazing that the bots are so strict. The bots remind me, like, a lot of Netflix. Like, they're so strict on certain things, but then other things they'll just let slide. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, let's continue this. You're going to be doing a lot of, uh, I know, Bud Carson's booking you. and Yeah, uh, I actually, uh, I'm actually booked every weekend through December 4th right now, so I'm great. pretty busy. Um, You're saving your money? Of course I'm saving my money. I'm setting up for my future. Which but, is uh, what? Well, I want to get into real estate. That's the long-term goal. She has the, t- the typical real estate look, definitely. definitely. So, uh, you know, I'm going to get my real estate license, then eventually a broker's license. I want to buy and sell properties, flip houses, and have some rental properties. That's the Flipping long-term goal. Houses, that's a wrestling thing. Yeah, yeah. it's a suplexing. Right, yeah. yeah. But, oh, that's um, great. We but, can you know, right now house. I'm focused on my OnlyFans page, and that's basically is going to fund my yeah. future in real estate. So well, everything's going well. out there who don't know about that, would you uh, tell them where to find that? Sure. You can go to OnlyFans.com forward slash W-W-E-H-O-F-E-R, Sunny. It's a lot of fun. Everybody loves it. So come and join. I'm going to tell them what happened last night. Are you okay with that? What happened last she, night? Yeah, yeah. She was banging on my hotel hotel room door here in Albany really? all night. You're what? not supposed to tell No, me no, that. but I wouldn't let her, I wouldn't let her out. <laughs> anyway, what would you like to say to everybody? <laughs> that was a good one. I give credit. Yeah. It's funny, it's amazing. I didn't actually review this clip or plan. I didn't, it's like this all just was amazing. <laughs> that fucking last line, that man says, she was banging on my hotel room all night and I didn't let her out. And that <laughs> awkward pause. <laughs> Where he was waiting for something to laugh and she never did because it's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, that was good, man. That she was learned awesome. with the joke till that moment. It was like, oh, no, 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 no. Anyway, if you want to see the rest of that, the links are up. Be uncomfortable at all, hell. <laughs> Be uncomfortable, yeah, that too. The links are all up <laughs> everywhere. You can man. endure the rest of that. <laughs> the links are totally up in all of the places where links go. How about that? I think. 
boy. I'm looking around because I didn't have a particular program order. I had a general one, but the tone of this has to like, we have to switch some of this shit up now. Right. We got to get the fuck out of Yeah. Oh, find something funny quick. Jesus Christ. Let's not even go funny. Let's go. Let's do the Booker thing now. Let's get Booker out of the way. Booker T. Booker T has heat because of. So much heat. Because of his opinion on what happened with CM Punk, right? Yeah. How he felt about his, uh, return to the wrestling world yeah so uh this is what booker had to say on his podcast links included hold on i have to turn off the other thing it was still running in the background i didn't realize that but this is what booker had to say in his podcast links included CM punk is back man and um i got a chance to um witness um the, the return of CM punk i really did and um i don't know uh, you, you guys out there that's you know the Big AEW fans, you guys agree with me uh, to do, disagree with me, um, but I need you guys to challenge me on this one, okay? Uh-oh. I'm begging, I'm begging you guys, I'm begging you, all right, to to challenge me on on what I'm talking about here. And, and you guys, like I said, if y'all don't agree with me, let me know. If you agree with me, you ain't got to say nothing. Uh, uh, but if you do, you, you can say whatever you want. But this is my thing right here: CM Punk, the return of CM Punk, Chicago, Illinois. You know, hometown, um, not, not, not my backyard. I built this damn city. Okay. I put Chicago on my back. You know, that's why it's over 20,000 strong in the house tonight. Okay. Because they, because they know CM Punk is going to be in the house. Okay. Right. Okay. Give, give that, you know, all credit. To CM Punk, CM Punk, uh, you you remember how I, I always talk about how when you have a moment, you may only have that moment that one time and it's poof, it's gone. You may never get a chance to get it back. Now, CM Punk, he has a chance to get it back. Uh, we'll talk about that later. Like I say, he's going to be around for a while, uh, so he ain't going nowhere. Now. This is my, my point right here. CM Punk came back and he had 10 full television minutes to go out there and make his point as for CM Punk being back. Okay. Um, he had the perfect crowd to be able to go out there and really, I'm talking about have a party uh, up, up, up in that United Center. Okay. But. Sim Punk came back and took his moment and chose to talk about WWE. That right there was just a total miss as far as I'm concerned as a baseball player, throwing, you know, and a pitcher throwing, you know, and he throwing, you know, fastballs. And if I'm hitting them or not, he struck out. Okay. I can only imagine. You know, people talk about the rock, whatnot, but I can only imagine if the rock had that same 21,000 in, 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 in Miami, Florida. The Rock would have talked about every landmark in Miami that everybody in Miami frequent since they were little bitty kids. He would have talked about the bridge that they had to come across. He would have talked about the school that we had to come up fighting. He, he, would, have, he would have had those fans with going crazy with excitement. But CM Punk chose to talk about the WWE. And that nine minutes went by so slow when it could have been 
a party going on in the United Center. We talk about the pipe bomb moment, okay? We remember the pipe bomb moment. And what was CM Punk talking about then? He was talking about the WWE. Exactly my point. From a perspective to where I'm making my comeback and and I'm thinking about the other side, that's that's just totally... um, a place that I I, sh- I wouldn't even be going. And as well as you talk about how the moment started out like this on a sure. on a on a rise, and after after the music stopped playing, the rise just started going down and never came back up. That's a moment for you. I could get, I get it. I understand that. But but my point is, the moment um, is once the bell rang. Um, and, 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 the, and, the, and the bell rings after the music stops, um, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and I just don't think CM Punk delivered the way he could have, um, in, in, you know, as far as a promo go, because I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel a promo. I felt like a guy talking about a, a WWE. And, and when you're talking about the other side, only thing you're doing is giving those guys airtime. And of course, I know the uh, AEW crowd eat that up. Sure. But, but for me as a professional, um, that's the last thing that I'm going to be thinking about is the other side. I'm going to be thinking about, you know, the here and the now, uh, you know, and like I say, I could be wrong, but I just think he missed a moment there in front of his hometown over 20,000 people. You know what? No, no, I'm not biased. I'm not biased at all. Um, I'm just saying when you got a moment like that to really go out and create some magic and make the fans really, like I say, I'm talking about making the roof come off, talking about what we getting ready to do opposed to everybody that heard about the stories about WWE, if I'm not mistaken. Everybody know about the CM Punk story with WWE, that's been told. But I'm talking about, you know, okay, just say, for instance, I put myself in the same boat, okay? When I left WWE, I lost the Hunter SummerSlam. Right. My last match. I went to TNA. I could have came on TNA. The first thing I could have said was, WWE, WWE, that. But I wanted to create something with AJ Styles and Samoa Joe and, and Rude, and that's what I, that's what I'm talking about. I had no time to think about what had happened with me over in WWE because hell, I made a boatload of money um, in that company, and hell, I might go back one day. You never know. Yeah. Um, it wasn't something that was on the on the game plan, but I was speaking from experience and experience only, not from a bias. Um, WWE. You know, see, I'm just talking, I'm talking about the moment that CM Punk really could have created with that 10 minutes of time that he had opposed to wondering, um, what and thinking about what WWE did. For me, it was the same promo that was given in WWE. It was about WWE. Yeah. It had, it had nothing, uh, meaningful to it as far as, what I'm finna create and, I'm, and who I'm finna blow up and how I'm finna take AEW by coming in and being a nice guy and, and, and throwing out freaking ice cream boys. Who gives a damn about that? What are, you, what are your thoughts before we go a little bit, before we break this apart a little bit? So he heard that Chicago crowd too, right? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. To be honest with you, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just curious because uh, 
newsflash, Booker, um, that crowd never stopped chanting, so I don't see much of a lost moment there. I don't recall CM Punk. Sorry to interrupt you, because I definitely want to hear what you have to say. Oh, yeah, about. yeah. But I don't recall told, him. I, mean, I almost wanted you to jump in first, but I mean, yeah, feel free. Like, oh. I just don't recall him ever saying WWE. He didn't. See, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing where I need. See, Booker talks about not being biased. You literally just said the most company thing you could have said, so fail. But he may have mentioned where he was before he came here, but he never said WWE. And. He talked about he might like squandered his moment, and then the moment went down. Motherfucker, the crowd never stopped chanting. We we showed the clip. Well, we showed the clip when he first date when he first came back. They were chanting his name. His music hit. They got louder. He came out of the tunnel. They got louder. He was jumping into the crowd. Hugging fans. We got the fucking CM Punk cry guy, which I swear to God, shout out to that fucking guy. Because when I tell you he encapsulates that freaking moment, there was nothing lost. It wasn't the same WWE promo because it wasn't a fucking promo. Corn- In fact, truth be told, I know you heard what Cornette said about it. Cornette said the absolute best thing. No, 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 no. I got to drop. I got to drop. Oh, you got to draw. Oh, Actually, oh, you know what? Fuck it. Run the Cornette drop. Let's see what you say. We're going to go straight to Cornette. Okay, great. Because I love what Cornette said. We all know I never usually agree with Cornette. When I tell you that man perfectly said exactly what that moment was. Give me but a minute. I'll roll back into what well, I'm saying that right after Cornette's drop. Let me, let me cue this up real quick. I'll get you right yeah, there. That I heard that shit. I was grinning from ear to fucking ear. And I was like, yep, that's exactly right. Just saying. Cornette has no heat. I wonder why. What was he watching? What was he? If if any of that had happened, I'd be right in Booker T's corner. But it didn't. He took 10 minutes to get to the ring because he was actually out there for 20. He took 10 minutes to get the ring because people were screaming so loud. Then the promo was 10 minutes. And with he never mentioned the WWE by name or by letters. But what he did was address the reason why he left was that I could not get well physically, spiritually, emotionally in the same place that made me sick, which was a great line and also that people knew was the truth, that he wasn't working them. And then he proceeded to talk about everything else. I'm back. And then he sold the match with Darby and a blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Is it just that because Booker T is Booker still affiliated with or aligned with the WWE and he felt like yes. that he had okay have they sent out a memo that you cannot praise this even though it was the greatest moment on wrestling television in recent memory so you have to lie about it or you have to I, mean, I trended on Twitter again because people were saying well even Cornette liked it Booker I mean that's it's insane and let's face it Booker T has never done a promo like that in his life I've done a few promos like that but never with that reaction but wow. Booker's never had that reaction nor ever done that promo. Boom. And I just I don't see what anybody could besides the fact not seeing what anybody could dislike about it besides that it wasn't any longer than it already was cuz that I did not hear this yet full disclosure. I didn't realize he buried right. Booker. You know like, what the funny <laughs> thing about it is I was uh, actually talking about the previous thing he said when he talked about like when he had talked about the actual debut. I hadn't heard this either. Yeah, let's keep going. That would have helped us not see the rest of the shit on that show. But besides that, what he is accusing Punk of doing 
did not actually take place. And I don't know what he was listening to. Yeah, if you watch that and listen to that promo and came away from it thinking Punk just buried WWE, I don't know what the hell is going on in your head. Is it just the Houston thing? Nobody with it has has Vince bought Houston, where nobody that lives in the Houston city limits can knock <laughs> the WWE. That may be true. Like the Scientology mind melt, the Baghdad Bobism of all of a sudden just spinning the company line, even if they don't ask you to. I'm not sure. I don't know what Booker T's talking about here. It seems a little bitter is not the word. It seems maybe personal against Punk just because what else could it be? He's completely misrepresenting the promo. Well, I, and I don't know if there's heat personally between them or not. And like you said, it's not bitter, but it's just. It's weird. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Just, yeah. Because if, if he doesn't like punk personally, then I can understand that. But then I would have tried to figure out a, a better way to knock a guy I didn't like personally than to look like an idiot by saying that the thing that everybody universally pretty much loved was not any good and, and with a fake reason why. Yeah, be careful, Booker. You may get labeled as out of touch. But what I was going to say, Jim, and I didn't watch much TNA over the years, every now and then, but I think you were in TNA when Booker T came in. Yeah. Do you remember? Because I don't, off the top of my head, if I saw it back then, I don't remember any of those promos when he came in, because I know other guys, like uh, the Road Dog and Billy Gunn and guys who left there came in there and it was really anti-WWF stuff. Did Booker T ever, because he's criticizing Punk for this. <sighs> When Booker T came to TNA, did he ever mention or talk about WWE in a it, negative light in a promo? It seems like, the, you know, I wish that I had chapter and verse here, uh, either a transcript or a copy of the shows, because obviously, besides the fact that's been 15 years ago, if I was going to remember promos word for word, they probably wouldn't be Booker's. Um but it seems to me like that there was some mention, some sideways mentions of things at first. But but as I said, I don't remember the Booker promos. I'm going to remember punks for goddamn 20 years. I don't remember Booker's because they weren't that memorable as CM Punk's was. And I think now he looks, I'm not even knocking Booker here. I'm just saying you, he looks bad knocking something like that when he's never achieved anything like that and hardly anybody else ever has either and it obviously was over and so that it just looks bad i don't as many people have figured out over the last couple of weeks i don't knock everything i just knock the, the stuff that's the shits and it's not my fault that most of the things in wrestling are the shits these days but give me something good to look at punk's return Walter and elia ftr other people we praise, and I'll say something good about it. It's just so few and far between. The man speaks the truth. Yeah, he sure I does. Mean, I mean, the one thing um, I remember him mentioning when he first talked about the um, about Punk's debut, when has Booker T ever run out of music? <laughs> that's, the, that's my favorite line from that from that whole thing he said when he was talking about the backup. Yeah, Punk basically ran out of music. <laughs> His music just stopped. And it's like, yeah, he might have alluded to it, but he didn't just outright say WWE. And then Booker's talking about he the, talking about the moment capped, and then it went down. When the fuck did it go down? That crowd was chanting CM Punk the second Rampage went live. They were chanting it during his entrance. They were chanting it during the commercial break. They were chanting during the promo, and they were chanting after. At what point did it go down, Booker? I need an explanation. And when he talks about his TNA run, 
the AJ Styles thing wasn't even first. He didn't even mention the chuffa that started that started when he was fusing with like Bobby Roode and like he punched his wife and they wound up in the main event mafia with a weird African accent all of a sudden. <laughs> You keep telling me about that. I keep forgetting. I remember that shit that because happen? it came from... He was on commentary calling himself Black Snow. Like, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> like it's, yeah, it's just... It, it's no shock that he got heat because it's just... It's the dumbest thing you could have possibly said. Like, CM Punk showing up on Rampage is going to be a moment fans are going to be talking about for years. Why? Because we haven't seen a reaction like that. I can't even remember the last time somebody's gotten a pop like that. Like that out, like for me, I don't know about you. I feel like that outdid the Money in the Bank uh, pay per view when he wrestled Cena. I mean, it was a really huge reaction. Like that was a mat. That was a that was a massive (laughs) quest that I forgot. African Booker T was a thing. (laughs) Yeah, sadly, I freaking remember. Guess what? Nobody else does. Well, I'll tell you what. Look, I remember this freaking debut. Well, I'll tell you what. I like I told you before. I'm always late for a reason, and Booker T did bring up. Uh, when he went to TNA, when he went to TNA. Well, let's take a look at when Booker T went to TNA. Let's jump. Let's get, skip past the intro stuff. I'm going to have this up on the screen so that everybody here can see. Let's just jump a little bit. Wife, let's going to go. I'm going to go. T's own words. Exactly why he came to TNA. I'm going to go exactly one minute into Booker T first entering a TNA ring. Is that fair? Do it. Okay, let's do it. Things. You know, before I start on this this journey, this journey called T N A. I just want to address everyone, you know, you know, for the last month, you know, my phone, my website, BookerTonline.com has been blowing up, you know. And it's been blowing up because everybody wants to know why I left the WWE. Hmm. <laughs> hey, uh, Booker, you ain't think we gonna find that one, did you, Pippin? You said the latest Booker. Did he forget? Probably. You know, that WWE mind washing bullshit makes you forget real quick. <laughs> the WWE mind wash. He's indoctrinated like the Reapers do. I'm telling you, dude, he's, he's, he's one of the comp. He's in that same line Roman was when Roman had that little offhanded comment. Like, oh, can y'all, like, like, can y'all stop? Like, dude. You, you 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 got the ring. You can stop kissing their ass now. Like it's ha- it's like a sixteenth of the reaction, and you mentioned WWE by name as the first thing when he got in the ring. <laughs> and then and you know CM Punk didn't have a website to plug. That's part of what. He took it further because he went, he plugged it into a book. Let's continue a little bit though. Wait a minute. I love for many, many reasons. And I tell you what, 
I know everybody in here want to know why. So when the book come out, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell the whole damn world why I left. But tonight, I'm here to talk about why I'm here in TNA. I'm here because it's the hottest thing going. I'm here to test my wits and my skills against some of the best young competitors today. I'm here to take TNA to the high level, baby. Spoiler, he didn't. <sighs> oh, Booker. What happened, right? Check your face, check, check your messenger. That's what happened. I found it. Let's have a look what we got here. I'm going to pull this straight into our Tron so that we're ad free. Da, da, da. Thank God we have faster new system. That does that kind of stuff. Pulling up skeletons from Booker T's closet because he want to talk shit. I can't wait. I don't even know if I remember this. I do. I'll never forget it. Every time he started talking offhand this shit, I remember this. You know, you know what I say? I say, look at these bumps. Look at the dress. You see, in my country, in my country, they say, if it looks like a chicken, if it clucks like a chicken, it's a chicken. What the fuck? You see, you want to talk about the mafia, you talk about the mafia to the face. You see, from this day, this day forward, the war will start right here tonight. Did you know what I said? By the end of this year, there won't be any of you left. And you know one more thing? One more thing. It's all about the five. You understand? You know what, what I mean? What is happening? It's all about the five. That was fucking terrible. I don't remember that at all, man. I must have been <laughs> off the grid for that. I that I blocked it out. I don't know what. Is this a fucking Mandela effect? I don't remember that happening to Booker T. That's worse than G.I. Bro. <laughs> Booker, before you go talk to fuck shit, happened there? the internet never forgets, sir. Apparently, I do. <laughs> I don't remember that shit at all. It's not like I saw it and it was like, oh, yeah. No, I don't remember that shit ever happening. Look at the people who were in the ring that had to watch that, man. I was embarrassed Bro, for I'll him. Never... Hold on a minute. I got to look at the fucking faces of the fucking <laughs> young talent in the ring. That, to me, is more telling. Thing. Look at fucking poor young Samoa Joe, AJ Styles. You have Alex Shelley out there, Chris Saban. Look at the fucking people who had Joe to stand and endure this shit. And Booker T talk about Punk Baby one neck. You don't get the fuck out of here. That you is amazing. You your first line and then became Wakanda team. I feel bad because those guys must have been nervous about what was going to happen to this company at this point. Even if even though things were good, just like things like that happening must have been like, oh, this is and You weird. know what the bad part about it is? Here's the kicker. Remember this whole like Apollo Crews thing? He at least like explained his origins back in Nigeria and everything. Yeah. Booker did. We didn't get that with Booker. African just came out like that? Just fucking he just came out. in. <laughs> You know what, man? I, I, I don't feel bad. Even if companies survived, I don't I wouldn't have felt bad if they didn't. Because they were given right. more There's than one chance. Shit that we've seen where it's just like, what the fuck are y'all thinking? The reason I wouldn't feel bad if they would have gone out of business is because this proves that they kind of deserve it. Because I can remember times after this point where it's really good. 
which makes you wonder how the fuck there could have ever been a point like this that existed for it to even be able to be really good beyond this because you would think this is the down days like when you watch wcw and you see and you see like you could tell when the shitty days are when like it was the end of days you know this wasn't the end of days a lot of cool stuff happens after this point so that means they somehow recover from really shitty booking because they they had a stable of people up there that they shouldn't have (laughs) you know like the whole thing's a mess and somehow i still remember there being cooler shit so that means multiple times they've recovered and fucked up again tna is that company that and is that the first town they go into in Final Fantasy? They don't get anything but Phoenix Downs. Like, <laughs> you know, like, we ready to die this evening. We used to start every TNA review of the week with that. And that was Mr. Anderson, by the way. We need to get an updated one and somebody saying fuck Impact. Yeah, I made that. I found Mr. Anderson at an indie show saying fuck TNA. Yeah, that was right after they released him. Yeah, figures, <laughs> right? That's, if that's the best time to tell somebody <laughs> fuck TNA. But yeah, it's like, it's so funny how critical he is. Of what hands down has to be one of the biggest wrestling moments in this generation. And what we talked about last week being a moment the wrestling fans needed. And all the while, he got this shit dug back up in the closet. But what's amazing is that he specifically said, when I went to TNA, I didn't talk about WWE. And then we put on the first minute and he's like, when I was in WWE. (laughs) First line out, mentioned WWE. It's almost like... It's almost like people love to fight with each other and argue so much that they just forget that information is readily available everywhere. They rather go, no, I rather fight. <laughs> just everybody in the world like this, this, like information. That's what's frightening about information. It's readily available. So you gotta be careful of what of, of what you say because, like, especially the way YouTube is now, motherfucker, people figure shit out. You can research oh, something. You, you can say something, and then I can take what you say and go and research it and come back to you and present the correct information. <gasps> People hate when I do that. Unbelievable. I just thought it was weird that he specifically said when I was in TNA. That didn't happen. You know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of, uh, what was the Rick James line that he said before cocaine is a hell of a drug? He said literally, like, the exact thing that he did, but that he didn't do it. What was, you remember how that bit went? Oh, shit. I'm just... Yo, he said, oh, my God. It, was, it wasn't about being on the couch or something. He was like, yeah, acting like I go into people's house and put the, my feet all over the couch. I don't do yeah, that. Yeah, he was just like, yeah, and I got to go with my feet in the ground. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> and then right after that, the very next sentence was, yeah, I went into his house and put my feet all over his fucking couch. And then, and then went cocaine and went <laughs> hell of a drug. That's what <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god! That's how I felt about this. Where I was like, "Booker T's like, so pissed I- off." Now I gotta watch that shit after the show. God damn it! <laughs> it's like, oh, wait a minute! <laughs> Didn't you just say the exact opposite of what happened to the camera <laughs> in real time? <laughs> they said that they beat the- That's what we gotta they do. We gotta find Booker and beat shit out of his legs now. They Hold him down, punch him in his kneecaps and shit. They should have never given you ninjas money. <laughs> <laughs> Ah! <laughs> oh man, Booker, what happened here? This is so weird, right? Your memory is very selective when you're trying to make a right point. Oh man, but the funny thing about it is, it, it was so bad about it. I didn't think about this until just now. It would have been bad enough if he would have just said that. 
but it's bad enough that he said that, and there is footage out there of him doing exactly what he said. <laughs> the opposite of what he said, and not even getting the reaction. Uh, not, not even a 16th of the fucking reaction. And Bully Ray and David LaGreca of Busted Open Radio also spoke on this. What Booker is saying is not resonating with me because, to my recollection, I would have remembered if Punk talked about the WWE too much. Because nine out of ten times, me and Booker will most likely agree because of our background in this industry, our knowledge of promo psychology, yada, yada. So if Booker were to say, hey, small critique, don't even go near the WWE or the memories of the WWE because it's unnecessary, I would probably agree with that small critique. But to say that he had the opportunity to have a party atmosphere and that he missed and struck out, I couldn't disagree more. I was a grand slam segment. Punk's moment, Punk's promo was awesome. Booker's entitled to his opinion. Of course. Maybe, maybe Booker heard things that resonated with him differently than it resonated with me. When the bitter taste that Punk had in his mouth from the WWE, is part of his story. And I felt that he felt the need to acknowledge it. I never thought that Punk used the WWE for a cheap pop when he came back at that. It's not like he said, screw them, where the people popped. I think it was just alluding to the history there. And I think he knows his audience enough to realize that they, they probably appreciated the fact that he did allude to that WWE time just yes. a little bit. Just a, just I, I a ne- little bit. If I would have heard what Booker heard, what do you think my reaction would have been on this show? We'd have been like it, it would have been it would have been a negative reaction. It would have been I like really buried the shit out of CM Punk. Buried him. Because then I would have been like you cry baby bitch. You had you had prime real estate handed to you, and you went, you cried about the WWE? He didn't do that. I came on the show, and I put him over to the moon. Yeah. Not because I had to, not because I wanted to, because he earned the right to be put over. AEW earned the right. Tony, for the way he handled the Punk situation, earned the right. And Punk, for his delivery of the moment. And the fans earned the right to be put over to the moon. And the boys know, Dave, if I put you over to the moon, it's a big fucking deal. And and Bully, first of all, that crowd was there to see CM Punk. That was the party, was Punk coming out in front of that crowd. So if you're looking for the party, for the AEW fan base, that was a party. It was trending number one. CM Punk was not AEW Rampage, not Chicago. CM Punk was trending number one on Friday. The most shirts sold in the history of pro wrestling tees that night for that CM Punk t-shirt when they put it out on sale. It was like, for him to say it was a strikeout, that was not a a single, a double, a triple. It was not even a home run. I think that was a grand slam on Friday. Booker honed in on a tiny negative aspect of Punk's promo and decide to bring it to the forefront. Booker is not wrong about what Punk decided to do by mentioning the WWE. On paper, he's right, but I don't think Punk mentioned it nearly enough to be ever considered a miss or a strikeout. 
And there you go. Yeah, I can't argue with him there. Another person, it was weird though that Booker even said that. And it's funny because I was originally going to do like all the other creators and podcasters were doing and just come on here with the quote that the dirt sheets had because they had like a really short Booker T quote that he said. But I was like, you know what, man? Every time I see something like that and I go and find it, it's never that. I don't like the paraphrasing that goes on. So I, that's why I decided to run that so you guys can hear it. And that was, of course, I had to do a little bit of vetting just because he goes back and forth. They go to break and shit just so you guys get the general um, thoughts of what Booker said there. But, yeah, I don't know where Booker was coming from with that whole thing, honestly, at all. Right. Like, if that's not a party, I don't know where you have been. That was unreal. Considering that the Houston Astrodome WrestleMania 17, considerably considered the greatest WrestleMania of all time, uh, had, what was it, 83,900 fans in attendance? Yeah. I believe, according oh, yeah, to the record, something like that. I could be wrong a little bit. Don't quote me. But I know it was definitely somewhere above 80K. And this was like what? I don't even remember the number to uh, where they were. It was but somewhere it was, in like the 15,000, 20,000, right? 15 to 20,000. So first of all, people that are saying, oh, that this, this pop was the greatest pop, statistically, that's impossible. It's a good pop, I'm sure. You know, the Houston fucking Astrodome had 83,000. You could look it up or Google it if you want. I don't know if that's the right fans in attendance, but it had up there, man. Almost 100,000 people were there next to like 15K. Just, you can't even, at that point, you can't even comprehend the pop. You know what I mean? The wrestlers themselves say that when you're in a place that big and there's that many people, you can't even, it's so, it's so loud that you can't hear it. You know what I mean? There, there are pops that scale to like just astronomical levels when you're in big places like that that's the reason why they make big places like that it's kind of like when we were talking about that smackdown that we watched where they suddenly were with all the rappers and stuff it's, they were definitely reacting i heard people saying oh well they weren't reacting it's like sure they would do you see the fucking size of that place you think you're gonna hear a pop in that shit you wouldn't hear a gunshot in there <laughs> you know it's huge so i think for what what he did it was a, it was a gigantic pop it was it was a and who's to say that in a big place that he wouldn't have done like an astronomical one right yeah it probably would have been the bigger the place i mean for booker to say it's not a party i mean there were moments where the fans were almost starting to overlap were starting to overpower his music a man cried out there right right that man showed that that was those were manly tears damn it <laughs> that music hit and that man broke into tears <laughs> i seen the guy's twitter he's real He's not, not a made-up guy. He's a regular guy who oh, just no. went to CCM Punk one day that happens to be from Chicago, you know? So, I, uh, I said before, that, that guy you know encapsulated I mean? that moment. You know, he has a wife. So, he was definitely crying because he was emotional about the CM Punk thing. So, what you're saying is he was the oh-my-God Nikki guy from that one Samuel's line? <laughs> Remember <laughs> that fan, man? I'll never forget that story as long as I live. But no, that's what yeah, happens, that guy, and I love all the that. fans that we see when we go there. They're just all they're oh, they're, they're, they're different. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that guy was. I think that that, that was one of the best reactions we were probably ever going to see because that was like he was everybody at that moment. Like we waited seven years for this shit, and we finally got it. Like that was a party and a half in Chicago that, that night. So it's like wait, and, and Billy's right, like. He locked in on this one moment, and it's like he ignored the entire situation after that. Yeah, it didn't really make any sense to me at all. That, that's not how you analyze a segment. 
Like, yeah, you can mention the fact that he loosely mentioned WWE, but mention the crowd roaring from start to finish. Like, mention him jumping into the crowd, hugging fans. Like, mention the fact that the crowd popped again when he basically mentioned the fact that he was going to fight Darby Allen at, at All Out. But no, you just want to mention the fact that he basically alluded to something everybody knows. Is there like some sort of a, almost, almost kind of elaborating on it too? Is there some sort of a hidden conspiracy in WWE for all of the the people who are like really the inner circle company guys to just bury CM Punk? Any chance? That wouldn't surprise me. I hate to be a conspiracy theorist. Did you see what our truth tweeted? I didn't see what he tweeted, but I heard he talked out his ass like that motherfucker hadn't been just the the lower value hardcore champion segment for the past year. He said, "CM Punk, you lost to me and Miss because you because we were hotter than you." Sorry. And I will never, and I never thought you were impressive at all. Just typical entitlement. I just remember thinking, "Wow, I've that's such an odd character thing." I forgot they were even a team. Oh no, I love Awesome Truth. That's one of my favorite teams. You know what it is? I forgot. I forgot. You know what it is? I forgot they even. I forgot they wrestled against Punk during that. I was going to a lot of events during that. I love that the reaction that they would get. Yeah, but yeah. Like, where the fuck would that come? And like, I wonder what happened there. Right? It, like that was weird. It, and it's so funny of, I, I've always been a person, like, I've been a true fan since DNA days. Still, to this day, the only African-American NWA heavyweight champion. But of all the times you pick to talk outside of your neck like that, you pick it while you're running around having fucking Tazawa as a fake dog chasing the 24-7 title. And this motherfucker just got probably the one of the biggest pops we've seen outside of, like, a WrestleMania or a major pay-per-view. Timing, sir. Where is your awareness? Like, holy shit! Like, yeah, okay, you're in the WWE. Fan, fucking tastic. Like, uh, what? But sometimes I swear, there's there's guys in WWE where I swear sometimes they kiss their asses just hoping it ends in a push. Well, who the hell's on the push Booker T right now? No, I'm talking about truth. Oh, right, right. Like, <laughs> I, I swear to God, that must have been a get me out of this 24/7 title shit tweet because that was so devoid of logic. <laughs> And let's be real. They, 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 if they could find a way, they'd push Booker. They've done dumber shit. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to say anymore with this. The Booker thing was weird, and Mark Henry also responded oh, in regards to this. Yeah, right? The Mark father. I did not mean to do that. Everything in this show is unintentional today. Yeah. I don't think Booker Sometimes T actually watched the whole thing. I don't think that he watched it from beginning to end. I, I think somebody told him about it because... Booker T knows that if you have them, and, and, and this is a wrestling insider thing, I'm going I'm to welcome y'all behind the curtain. When you got them, you sit there and you allow it to happen. You don't have to do nothing. For two consecutive minutes, CM Punk could not breathe out deeply without the crowd intensifying. You talk about a party? I was there in the party. As, as, as was I. You you could not hear people standing next to you screaming at the top of their lungs. Punk is awesome. He's back. You couldn't hear it. It was like a jet engine right in your face. My clothes were vibrating. I've been in the ring with The Undertaker in the main event of WrestleMania. I've been in the ring with The Rock. I've stood ringside and I, I've been able to watch Stone Cold stun everybody, and every time he stuns somebody, the sound gets louder and louder. 
I've experienced what it's like to wrestle Ric Flair, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, some of the best of the best. And then when he grabbed the microphone and he started talking, he talked more about ROH. He referenced the WWE, not saying words, not mentioning nobody in particular. I'm probably wrong. Yes, you're wrong. But love you like a play cousin. But you're wrong. Damn. And that's a guy who was in the building when it happened. Hmm. This is interesting. I wonder what's up, what the whole motivation was. Because, yeah, Booker T is kind of exposed here, man. Doesn't look right. Like it's, just, it's, it's just another guy kissing the company's ass. That because sucks. that's all it ever seems to be anymore. Yeah, he called him out, you know? Like, stop asking him for, like, two seconds and look at it realistically. And I kind of agree with what he said. I wonder if he even really actually watched the fucking promo or that whole segment. Yes, like, did he? Because because, it, because when that first came out, they were actually two separate videos. It was the entrance itself and then when he started to talk. Right. It surprised me a Booker just skipped him when he started to talk, heard that, and then clicked Whatever on. you've asked. Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to do that. Thor Booker came on the call, right? Oh, he, 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 he ain't about that life. Don't do it, Booker. Don't do it. I heard your feelings on here. I ain't got no contract with WWE. I'll say whatever the fuck I want. But, uh, he, did, he did respond, though. He did. Let me see if this is it. Serious. It, it, it's, it's amazing the hate, uh, you know, one get, you know, for praising someone or, or just um, having a comment about someone like CM Punk. Like I say, CM Punk and I, we don't have, we don't have any beef with each other. If, 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 if I saw him, I'll tell him, uh, man, you could have did so much more with that probe. I was looking for the pipe ball. Okay. That's what I was looking for. Okay. <laughs> so if, if you can't respect that as a man, um, because I'm willing to say to a man's face what I say on the air. Okay. When I see him in public. Because I'm not going to belittle a man on the air um, because I'm a man and I, I know how I would feel. But if you got some constructive, constructive criticism about Booker T and I hear it and, and, it, and it go in the right ear and I go, man, you know, he, he might be right, you know, uh, but I'm not going to hate on the guy or anything like that. That's just my point. So let me ask you this. Just I just want to clear up things that people say on the internet has wwe or did wwe tell you to say anything that you've ever said on this show have they had influence have they made phone calls when you brought up aew and said booker don't talk positively about aew ring of honor impact any other wrestling company but us you know i represent the wrestling world um i've been in this thing over 30 years now and i have a a bunch of young guys out there right now that's you know making it in ROH, getting trials in AEW, um, getting, you know, you know, signed in WWE. Um, um, and my thing is this, man, if I can get these guys in some work anywhere in the world, Japan, I'm going to get them there. And, I'm, and if I could talk about it because it ain't a, it ain't about me. It, it ain't about WWE. It's about the wrestling world. It's about these young guys being able to have somewhere to work. And WWE cannot supply every wrestler out there trying to get a job. That's just not going to be able to happen. So the more places out there to work, um, the, the better off the, re- the wrestling world is going to be as far as I'm concerned. WWE is always going to make their money. Um, that, that's going to be there. But as far as 
the company telling me to do anything. Um, no, that has never happened. Um, they do call me sometime to get people on the show. Uh, so there you go. I started getting concerned. I was like, yo, you're actually going to mention if they did or not. <laughs> he did a few times in there. Still don't mean he didn't, but <laughs> they, they, they already didn't have to tell you. Yeah, well, at least he's long-winded. It gave me time to, like, reorganize the program here. I was, like, nitpicking through our stories to see what will be a nice order. Yeah, it's always handy when you got somebody who just don't know when you shut the fuck up. Yeah, like, yeah, I was just looking through, and I was like, well, what will be good? What will be the way that this program goes? <laughs> like, I'm just a tag bit while he just goes. Like, what's our vision of this whole thing? You know, I'm actually still working on it now. Okay, don't worry. We got some good shit here, though. Good shit. Right. Yeah, but actual, Booker. Well, good shit. But Booker, I felt like in that thing, he didn't really say much of anything, to be honest. It was kind of like he said, look, I have nothing against the guy, but he never really said anything in regards to what that means. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just sounded like one of those little offhanded, let me try to edge some of the heat off of me comment. Yeah. Which is kind of it's probably because there was no actual way to fucking back yourself out of that. <laughs> And, and it's like he, I love how he has that. He says that phrase like, "Yeah, oh, you know, I represent the wrestling business." So I was like, "If you did, you'd understand why everything you said was terribly wrong." Like you don't, you don't get a reaction. Like the one thing everybody keeps talking about is the reaction. It's because what has ever gone wrong in any way, shape, or form, and yet warranted a reaction like that? Because I can't think of anything. Like I feel like I feel like. When you pull out a big moment like that, that's the re- that's the exact reaction you are looking for. You're looking to have that crowd explode to the point where you almost can't even hear your own music if you're watching it on TV. You're looking for those shots of the people crying in the crowds and the constant chanting to the point where you almost have to quiet them down or wait for them to burn out before you can say anything. And for the love of God, the man crouched down and sat down in the ring. That by itself got a pop. Yeah, it did. So, <laughs> like I said, it, it really did feel like uh, there was some sort of a vendetta there. It's just more of like these guys who are just trying to stay in WWE's good graces because that's the only people you ever hear about it. It's either Roman Reigns saying he's not as over as The Rock or everybody else because he's Universal fucking champion. It's Booker T trying to keep that legend rapport, talking about all oh, the Chicago, it could have been a little bit better. And it's our truth trying to get out of the fucking 24-7 bullshit. Yep. And if there's any other logical reason, reason behind somebody saying something like that, please somebody tell me. Because I can't think of one. <laughs> yeah, it was almost like he saw a different promo from the rest of us. Or just didn't even watch the promo. That would be the real guilty smoking gun right there if it was just like they did send out a memo and then without seeing it. um, That's just what he did. But to just discredit the reaction that the fans had was kind of weird and i think one of the reasons why there's some validity to the fact that they might have wanted to downplay this is because there are stories going around that uh, according to wrestling observer fox was upset at the fact that wwe didn't even so much as try to make an offer to cm punk to prevent him from going to aew and that uh they basically said that in the end it came down to wwe deciding that getting brock lesnar and becky lynch back on tv was more important than cm punk and that Fox and CM Punk have a very good relationship going back to the deal with them that they had when he was doing WWE backstage. And that Fox was the one of the first to congratulate him on the success in the ratings for AEW Rampage on Friday. 
That, that kind of is telling right there. The fact that Fox was one of the first networks to say to CM Punk, congratulations on your Turner network ratings. Like if I was Fox, I'd want to punch WWE in the face while congratulating CM Punk. So I believe that there is validity to this shit where it's like Fox was pissed off because we know that Fox had a good relationship with Punk because on backstage he could say whatever he wanted about them. He talked shit about WWE and they liked him better, it seemed. So this explains other things that people have been asking, messages I've been getting and things I've been seeing on the internet all week. A lot of people are wondering why it is that Brock Lesnar is always on Raw and now he shows up on SmackDown. And the answer is SmackDown's the higher rated show. That's one answer. But the other answer is that maybe they want to please the higher rated money making show. So they decided to move Lesnar and Roman. Obviously, Roman being there, but Roman was used to be Raw too. So this whole thing was to fluff, yeah. fluff Smack. I told you guys that they were going to try to do that. And the whole thing was Becky, when she left, she had to give up the Raw title. Stasis even but pointed out. She came out. back and got the SmackDown. She came out and got the SmackDown. They took the two big people there. So they're trying to make up. That's the reason why that's happening. They're definitely trying to show Fox that they matter. And uh, I'm kind of amused. I don't want to be amused, but I am. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of amused with watching the ripple effect that that is causing. Because according to the Mat Men Pro Wrestling podcast, there's an issue with NBC and USA. And they're pissed over how stacked the SmackDown roster is. So NBC and USA into a corner. So NBC and USA are basically saying, why the fuck did you take Brock Lesnar and Becky Lynch off of our network and put them over on Fox? And Fox is saying, why the fuck didn't you get CM Punk and WWE's going, well, here's Brock Lesnar and Becky Lynch. And then USA is not going, well, who the fuck do we get? <laughs> you guys are going to get Tazawa and our truth You get Tazawa and our truth who our truth definitely considers CM Punk entitled. You get to somewhere and I'll do the fucked up, man. That's what you get. I think you mispronounced relevant at the moment. Oh, man. So so now everyone's mad. I like that. Ironically, in, in WWE or anything doing with WWE, not conspiring, just saying. Everybody's just pissed off, except for CM Punk and everybody in AEW. They all look happy. Right. If you were like, to take away judging. The, like, they were like, we got the biggest pop in like the past decade. Hey, we're yeah. ecstatic. You motherfuckers are lucky that we don't grade things on the show and how happy people are. Then everybody will be fucked. Oh my god! They'll be like, "All right, that's the AW who? be running through everybody right now." <laughs> who was the happiest people this week? Hmm, it looks like it was Tony Khan and his guys over at AEW. They all look really happy in all the screenshots. Oh, let's bring up some video. What's this? This is them backstage, really happy, eating catering, happy as shit. Who doesn't look happy? Well, let's look. <laughs> <laughs> Every week we'll be the same. You're, you guys are lucky we're rating this on the spots, the moves, the booking, the stories, the writing, the business. Because if this was based on a happy meter, man, you guys be I'm fucked. Part, I'm just saying a part of my stuff is a happy meter. Just say it. Um, It'd be like when we sent the dream team into the in, in, into the basketball Olympics. That's pretty much the outcome of this is predetermined. If this was a happy thing, they got you there. But you know who's not happy? Everybody else. They sucked the all the is, happiness out of the room. Vince McMahon he, was so busy getting all of the indie wrestlers that they were grabbing all the happiness. Everybody showed up in WWE and they were like, well, we got all the indie wrestlers. What now? And they were like, oh, shit, but where's all the happiness? <laughs> nobody made room for the happy. Writing it down. Yeah, nobody made room for the happy. It's kind of one thing that I've been feeling, especially with like a lot of the fans what we're seeing now um, when it comes to the people who have been sticking with AEW. 
I think there's a lot of fans that aren't even necessarily judging it on the product. I think you're just judging it on the wrestlers that are happy. And they're seeing a lot more happy in AEW, so they seem to be drawn over there. And I hate to say it, but when you really look at it, Friday nights have somehow, and I said it was possible, Fridays have become the place to be. They're doing millions of views. They're doing high numbers. They got Becky Lynch. Brock Lesnar wasn't there this one week. It's on realm at this point. Brock Lesnar wasn't there this week, but he's going to be there regularly. So they got that. They got the the bloodline. You know what I mean? Like, they have everything. SmackDown's the show. I I didn't start thinking about it until just now. It's not even fair to be like, hmm, was Raw better than SmackDown? It's to the point where it has to be was, well, was last week's SmackDown better than this week's? The only thing you can compare SmackDown to is SmackDown at this point. I heard Drew convinced them to give him back his old music from when he was a rookie, so that'll that'll fix Raw. Yeah. Now they can just get rid of that irrelevant ass feud with gender, maybe. Yeah, I don't know what's going on anymore, man. But yeah, that's apparently the whole deal. It's weird how the USA Network, who has supported the WWE almost as long as I've been alive, is the ones who wound up with the least shit in this entire thing. Because TNT is over there rolling in happiness with CM Punk and all of their happy friends with their jungle boys and even their fucking Griff Garrisons eat. Then you come over here to USA. We come over to Fox and they got Becky Lynch and Brock Lesnar and they got a bunch. They got the like I said, they got Paul Heyman and the Bloodline and the Tribal Chief. There's all kinds of cool shit. The whole show's good. USA's got like lukewarm lunchables and our truth. USA, you're right. It has our truth and Tozawa and Reggie. <laughs> I love how you say his name, <laughs> Reggie. <laughs> like you know him. <laughs> They're fucking Reggie over there. Hey, got my boy Reggie. <laughs> you know Bobby Lashley does a good job McIntyre not so much yeah, but now it's at the point where especially because they seem to be carrying on this Goldberg bullshit so they could easily fuck that up in just a drop of a hat I couldn't think of a better time to keep big stars like Oscar off TV for unexplainable fucking reasons you know right like, it's almost like they just want that show to crash because where is everybody I'll, 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 I'll gladly, I'll gladly dig the grave. I don't give a shit. You know, I've been over Raw for, God, forever now. So if that's the one we got to sacrifice to kind of even out the happy, I'll gladly sacrifice it. You know? It won't even, it, it won't even get like the Walking Dead Dale treatment. It won't even get the Sorry Brother. Just pew. No, I would take that time slot. I'm not even kidding. You think that was a joke? That was a fucking shoot. I would take that time slot. I dared them. If they, if the, if the Empire falls, I'm taking that time slot. All right, we'll be out here way earlier. If you're like, I don't even think that's a possible future, but let's just say we wind up in a future where at 8 p.m. on Mondays, nothing happens from now on. Something's fucking happening. <laughs> I'll put it to you like this. It, 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 doesn't, it doesn't even have to be raw going off the air. If raw just becomes unbearable, it will be decanonized and we will run at 8 o'clock. I find it unbearable a lot of the time. I just have it running in the background. But no, if there was literally like at eight o'clock, we weren't here with it in the background, then I guess I'd, I'd start earlier and at eight o'clock we'd go on. Yeah, I'm not joking. I, I mean, at this point, the way as freaking cookie cutter as it seems to be, it was much filler bullshit. It's like at this, at this point, it's like you it, it it's not it's barely even background at this point, because at least with background, like full disclosure, I'll usually have like YouTube stuff running in the background. This is the point where it's like, if there's a drop going on, I at least want to be able to glance over at my TV and see something interesting. The but more with realistic, Raw, it's just like... Mm-hmm. The what? The more realistic... Uh, I mean, we're just talking hypotheticals at this point because I don't think anything will move that fast in life. But the more realistic alternative would probably be 
to follow either Dynamite or Rampage. And that really says something about how much the world has changed. Because you would have never seen me on here four or five years ago with Destin being like, yeah, you know, we're thinking if things shift, we'll just run after impact. You know, like the fact that I'm even saying worst case scenario, and I'm not saying worst case scenario, like everybody should pack their shit like impact once did in that ad. This isn't worst case scenario like that. Worst case scenario, like the way people have bomb shelters and the way we have like a freaking national guard and shit like that. And all kinds of crisis control. Worst case scenario, if Mondays were to fall, yeah, we would explore our options. But I think the smartest place, assuming that it's exactly like this, like they fall, everything sucks, Drew McIntyre. But on the other hand, happy people, CM Punk. Then, yeah, obviously, I think the smart move would be right after Dynamite or Rampage, we put the show then. And the whole first half of the week would just be gone. It would be the craziest time in history. But I don't think that would happen. Like, I don't think that would happen. You never know, yes, though. Because there's a whole bunch of Booker D's out there just riding <laughs> with the Because there's a whole bunch. Come on, man. Hey, man. I tell you right now, if you go come from CM Punk for getting that fucking African preacher gimmick, you know? I remember Black Snow Booker. I was there. <laughs> no, I got I, 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 I to pick something more accurate. A whole bunch of R-Truth since I was out there. No. Oh, man. All right. Let's move on, man. This This is fucking great. One more CM Punk thing. Um, just because we watch Heels and he's not part of Heels, I think I might be an episode or two behind. I have to check my TV time to find out. Replug. Um, that being said, <laughs> replug. They have to cover up all his tattoos in order for him to uh be on this thing. Apparently here, and he uploaded the clip of what they need to do. I think the moral of the story, when you look at this, is don't get tattoos. And I mean that. Or at least that many. Because now that I see this, it's kind of like, it's the worst thing that could happen to your whole life. Because look at what you'd have to do. You couldn't do this. You'd never be able to cover yourself like that. Look at this. It's crazy. It's three hours. It's in fast forward. But it's three hours to turn him into the character he's going to be playing in heels. Wow. God. That is something else. He looks bare. Jesus. It's a good job. Right. That's some impressive shit right there. They have to do the same shit for The Rock, I'm assuming, right? Because The Rock doesn't know whether The Rock does have his tattoo exposed all the time. But then again, at least in, from maybe in my memory, a lot of his movies nowadays, he has a shirt on. So. When when he's that character in the in the Fast and Furious movies, does, do we see the tattoo? I, I, that's how far behind I am. He didn't, ex- he didn't exist in the um, last one I watched. The last time I remember, the particular type of like whatever he was wearing, you didn't really see him. And if you did, you only saw maybe like a little bit of it. Uh huh. But it's like one of those things where it's like it's covered up enough to where if you had to identify him by his tattoos, you wouldn't know it was wrong. Gotcha. Guess that makes sense. Well, Punk's happy. Everybody's happy. It just seems like the people who aren't supporting the cause are the ones that aren't happy right now. Eh? Who would have expected that? Fuck him. Fuck him. No, I got. I got. <laughs> I got to do the bad luck follow. The bad luck follow a one. Fuck him. That was the best fucking thing ever. That motherfucker hopped up on that on that podium, looked up, and just said, "Fuck him." Oh wow. Okay, let's move to some stuff. Let's talk about the NWA a little bit, which I did not watch. Did you? Yeah, I might go back and watch that one, but I didn't. Uh, I heard about the event. I ain't watching. We do a lot around here. Somebody else wants to become a correspondent and come on here and watch other shit. We don't feel free to throw your resume into something, fold it into a paper airplane, and throw it directly here 
if necessary. Come with a good audio, I swear to God. No, I'm kidding. You know, come here with a good mic. I'll be coming here to sound like you coming in on a fucking pair of afterglows. <laughs> if they're just calling in for a little bit, they don't have to uh, do anything like that, you know? Don't come in creepy. But don't don't expect to stay on here if you have lackadaisical shit. Right. Ric Flair was at the NWA and he cut a promo apparently, so I'm going to just run it on here. No lead in, just promo. Here you go. More than CM Punk. Wait, where you at, Booker? Yeah, send for the man, right? Send for the book. <laughs> Booker's not gonna like that one, man. <laughs> yeah, nice Booker to see Flair out there. Done by NWA. <laughs> hmm. But that did, on the serious note, that did have to be cool for all those NWA fans. You get to see him though. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Like that's uh, a guy you think of when you pick NWA. Yeah. So quick side note. Um, according to Fightful Select, Brock Lesnar's new contract, he's going to wrestle about eight matches over the next year and a half. For anyone who's wondering how long he's going to be around, it's always, he's always, um, available to negotiate more, but definitely a minimum of eight matches, year and a half contract. For those of you that wanted to know. So, he'll be around. It'll be nice having Brock back. Think so? I mean, we went, what, a good year? year and a half almost without him this time around so, which is the longest I think we've gone for a while and it's going to be intriguing to see how because it seems like they're going to run Brock as a face with this whole thing with Roman so that is going to be a little bit of a curious dynamic especially the way Heyman's been since he's been back yeah yeah definitely will be different that's for sure but uh, I don't know when it comes to uh, I don't know I find the whole entire situation with uh him strange because at one point it seemed like they definitely didn't want to have him you know like they didn't they, the bridge was burned we heard he was gone they had no interest in doing dealings with him i never believe them whenever they say that because i'm like it's brock lesnar like some of y'all would say y'all kids get brock back for a night 
Yeah, right. It almost sounds like like my suspension of disbelief. Like, I, I go never believe that bullshit whenever it comes. Like, oh, they're not interested in you. And I'm like, don't get, get the fuck out of here. Like, y'all know, y'all don't want nobody to know y'all interested. <laughs> I'll never forget that first time. I know I always talk about it, but just because one of my favorite moments, and you have to have a good eye to catch it. But I'll never forget that first time he came back when John Cena was in the ring. They always show that one camera angle where it legit just looks like these two grown ass men were hugging each other, jumping up and down at the same time together, like if you won the lottery. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I know the guys. And they fucking hug, and they just, the, the way two dudes would do, like if they realized that their lotto tickets numbers matched right there, like they both embraced like chest to chest, <laughs> arms wrapped around each other, and they were both jumping up and down in the fucking embrace while his music fucking hit. I've never seen anything like that shit in my life. <laughs> Everybody talks about Brock Lesnar guy. They don't talk about hugging dudes. That music went dun, 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 dun. And you saw those motherfuckers yeah! jumping up and down hugging. We got to find that clip one day because that to me is one of the greatest Brock Lesnar ones. That's a WWE Kevin Dunn camera angle moment. That must be one of his favorite ones next to like shit like when the one where like it shows John Cena and then when they change the focus, it blurs John Cena and there's like a kid in John Cena attire in the background. Know that shot that they like to do? Oh my god, that fucking shot. <laughs> you know those dramatic ones they go for. Oh, everybody the, knows that one. But those two dudes hugging with the with the jumping up and down when Lesnar came out, that that right there, that's marking out. So, there are people who love him that much. Yeah. I mean I mean I like blatant savagery a lot. So I mean he wins me over like just shit he does, like when he picked up the referee by the back of his fucking belt. Remember that? Like the referee was down and out on outside of the ring, and when he went to get the ref to throw him back in the ring, he picked him up by the back of his pants with one hand <laughs> and just swung him into the ring, like if he was a sack of potatoes. Well, that time That's that one he of those things was like, I see that, and I'm like, I wonder if just for fun you don't tell the ref he's gonna do it. But the time he ripped off a door and threw it, oh yeah, he almost took out like three people in the crowd. Oh my god! And it went into the crowd. I'll never forget that one as long as I live because I was like, yep, souvenir. If I ever have spare time, you know what I want to do? I want to do an edit, kind of like Botchamania does edits. I want to make it where, like, you see freaking Brock Lesnar throw the door at Raw, and it goes flying into the crowd, and then it cuts, and you see uh, the fucking side of the arena explode from the Budokai tournament from when Vegeta Ooh. blasted it. <laughs> you see, like, the purse and the pearls and shit, and, like, the teddy Ooh. bear. <laughs> Fuck it. Ah! You know, everybody got killed. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about? I remember. 
doesn't why does that remind me of the Saturday morning slam? Because we're because by the time this all said done, we're gonna take NXT about as seriously as we took Saturday morning slam. It seems like a Saturday morning slam thing though, right? It seems like it, it looks like this NXT people who logo aren't even... tells me mm-hmm. that they're making changes, and one of the changes is it's gonna come on right after reading Rainbow and right before, before Bill Nye the Science Guy. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, AEW kicking their ass and really fucked y'all up, didn't it? Jesus Christ. What bothers me, let me see if I can bring it up, is just how cool the logo used to be. Right. Like, like, like the one we have right now. Look how beautiful this badass. is. Look at that shit. It just feels like a really nice thing, you know? That tells me I'm about to watch some of the best wrestling on the planet. Like, I'm and proud of that Joe shit when I see it, you know? Champion. This new one tells me reading rainbow comes out comes out and then arthur comes back comes back right after rest in peace arthur like what one of these i'm not supposed to take seriously spoiler that one's not the like, what oh it looks like a hippie design the on the logo like what the fuck are they doing but no yeah it does kind of look like the kind of pants stasis we wear you're not wrong <laughs> you're not wrong <laughs> So all they did was basically take a woman's pattern and make me have to look at it, minus the, the nice ass that would go to it. Yep, all pattern, no ass. Fuck, I can't write that down. God damn it. I want to try something really quick. Oh, God. I'm just curious. Like It looks like somebody made a graphic in Jets at Radio <laughs> Look like a fit right now. Saved by the bell, Tim. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> That's fucking incredible. What's incredible is that logo. Oh, that logo is underwhelming and sad. I can't wait to see what the ring and everything looks like because they said they're changing everything, right? Joe, you better drop that title and get the fuck out of there quick. So Samoa Joe did an interview where he spoke about NXT and the releases and everything. You know, bring this up here. Bonjour. Let's see. Spotlight. How do you think Vince McMahon perceives NXT? I think he perceives it as the future of his company. And I think that he's heavily invested in it. And uh, it's funny, you know, like I I read all this stuff that I hear from people and then... And then, uh, you know, at the same time, you know, he he's probably the biggest proponent of its existence and and and, you know, what much of what has happened in it thus far. So, um, yeah, no, NXT, it's the future of WWE. And it's a it's a big reason why I'm excited to be kind of associated with it, because I get to I get to delve into the future. You know, I get to work on new new things and new projects and, and, and introduce new stars to the world. And that's something that. uh at this point in my career, I'm very, very uh, excited to do. Well, Joe says Vince sees NXT as the future. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say here, man. All I I'm mean, saying, this is what I'll say. He was there during the Booker T African promos. Just saying. I heard they're going to bring back the zombie. I heard they're going to bring back the alien, too. Wow. Yeah, see, nobody, everybody remembers the zombie. Nobody remembers the alien. What a mess, man. See what happened? Sam Punk sucked all the happiness into Wong Company. All the good cats. And <laughs> yeah, we're back again. 
Yeah, I'm not going to forget. Oh, you know, one person got kind of screwed over, and that's Gangrel. Do you hear what happened to him? Yeah. Um. Well, basically, yeah, basically the story is after uh, Edge made his brood uh, entrance at SummerSlam, Gangrel was actually set to be on that next Dynamite, but uh, they actually wound up pulling the appearance. Mm-hmm. Because but I did hear he did still get paid for it. So, AEW contacted me, and they wanted me to come in and do uh, Dynamite today. Uh, tomorrow, Wednesday night, Dynamite. And they were putting the entrance together. They were going to do the fire. They were getting the pyro stuff. They were putting the music together. They were getting it all together. So the same time that, like, I was training and, and, and really happy for Edge Inside. I was no selling it because I was like super worried going, Oh no. I, like, Oh no, please don't let this ruin things. Please don't. And then it just kept blowing up and getting bigger and bigger and bigger on, uh, on, on the Twitter thing. I'm like, Oh man, you know, so then call a couple other people. Like I know I said, I made a few phone calls. They go, I wouldn't worry about it. You know, your thing is, uh, it, it, it's different, but, but then. When SummerSlam hit, I knew that was like the final nail in the coffin. And it was so cool because I was like, wow. I never thought like that the Gangrel, which was my entrance originally, and then it became the Bruce entrance, what would look like in 2021. Like, it looked flipping awesome. It was cool. His coat and everything, it came up, came down, and it hit his music. It was just tremendously done. And um, so when I got the phone call that like uh, – they were going to go a different direction. And it's not their fault, man. It was just timing. And I was so grateful and so happy to be a part of that. And that they even thought about, you know, uh, Tony Khan and everybody. To, I think it was Tony's idea to bring me in and do all that. Um, I believe it was. I, I was so grateful and so happy. But I knew deep down inside, I know how things go. It was just like that timing. So I was thinking like, all right, it's time for me to call Edge, Adam. So, so, uh, yesterday after they, that happened, I called him and he goes, Hey, man, oh, did you see it? Did you see it? I was getting ready to call you. I go, uh, I saw it, man. He goes, Man, like, I, I was so happy and honored to pay tribute and you worked so hard and the brood was a cool time in my life and everything. He goes, I hope this helps you get more money on some bookings and you can move some merch, this and that. I go, and I let him go and he was so happy. I didn't know what to say. And then I go, Yeah, it, it kind of cost me some work too. He goes, what do you mean, buddy? And I go, well, that little other company over there, <laughs> like AEW, we were getting ready to, like, they were getting ready to do a thing, whether it was a one-off or two-off or whatever it was. Knows, I was yeah. getting ready to, I was going to be able to do my entrance again. I was going to get to go through the fire, not Edge paying tribute, but me. But I didn't tell him that. I held that in. I held that in. I didn't act like, I didn't sell that. I just like, and, and uh, he goes, and, and like, he got so cool, he got quiet for like, like, it felt like an eternity. I was like, hey, you still there? He goes, man, I'm so sorry. <laughs> he goes, if you had told me, I go, I didn't know, man. I just got booked. And they just they just were going to do it. He goes, I'm so, so sorry. And I could hear it. And it felt like he was going to cry. And I was like, no, it's okay, man. It, it's good, you know. I'm, I work every weekend. I'm doing things. I, I didn't tell him how stoked and pumped I was that they were going to give me a chance to do my entrance. But I would but. But uh, he, he he felt like so so bad, you know. And he sent me pictures of Lyric with the jacket on and everything, his daughter. And he's like, "Man, I feel like, no, 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 it's cool, man." But I went, but it was fucking awesome, man. I love seeing you do that and this and that. But he felt so bad. It was just one of those weird timing things when it rains, it pours. But I understand. He told me he had been working on it for like two and a half months. He mm-hmm. he said, "You don't know how how hard it was." to get the bloodbath thing in there because of the PG situation. He wanted the red and the blood. And and it really came down to, like, 
if it's not black, it's not happening. They weren't going to do it. So he, he went with the black. But I believe he fought for like, he said two and a half, almost three months. He, he was trying to put this together. So it wasn't like, idea overnight for him. He, he planted seed. It was with Seth Rollins. They were going back seven years, um, right? Seven years in the making. Um, so it was a big deal to him and he wanted to pay homage to, to the brood, me. And, and I believe that. I truly, truly believe that because he's such a, I, I don't know how many times I've said on here what an amazing, uh, human being he is and stuff. He even had the brood sneakers. Did you see his brood sneakers? I saw it. I feel bad for the guy, though, man, because you know what? That would have probably opened up a lot of bookings and even Twitter follows and shit. You know what I mean? Because of the fact that he would have. And it would have probably been a a good storyline. The fact that they can incorporate him with Christian. Yeah, that would have been great for him. Yeah. And, you know, it's unfortunate. I want the timing is questionable. I wonder if maybe somebody WWE got wind to the fact of the timing of Gangrel coming out in AEW. And thought, hey, now's a good time to pull the trigger on this edge thing that we've had brewing for a while. <laughs> it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility, unfortunately. You know, they figured psychology would tell you if you get all the publicity of Edge doing it, then you're not going to have Gangrel do it. Right. And yeah, you're right. We found out that Tony Khan paid him anyway, as if he appeared. And they never even mentioned that he was supposed to appear to any of us. We none of us knew. But and that's great. That's fantastic because that's the kind of company that it is. WWE, I'm sure, does the same thing in all fairness. Whenever you have people to show up backstage that we hear about, they usually pay them as well. Um, yeah, that, that sucks, though. But it would have probably been more of a long-term reward for the guy. The exposure he would have gotten for being on Dynamite that he could have probably carried over into other shit like Impact or wherever or even back on dynamite become a recurring and it doesn't mean it's not down the road it is impossible but it just sucks that that happened you know yeah it's unfortunate but it is good that like even though it did suck for him he is obviously having a good sport about it and i mean it's somebody who he got to be a part of their early career so it's like obviously when you get to see an old friend have a moment like that you're excited for him yeah so I hope there's something who works out for the guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I definitely would like to see Gangrel back in some capacity. Like, Edge and Christian both got success, and then he was kind of left out. Yeah, he he, he he really did kind of get left in the dust and all that. Yeah, well, here's hope. So, uh, the WWE 2K22 producer was quoted talking about the games. He said, I've heard some concerns about WWE 2K22 going quiet until January. The challenge that creating updates like the SummerSlam trailer requires support from development, and we're trying to stay completely focused on making you the best game possible. Just reassuring everyone that we're going to continue to support online services for 2K20 and 2K19 through the 2K22 release in March. Road to Glory, my player pay-per-view tower in 2K20 will sunset September 26th. In-game messaging is automated and may be incorrect. Okay, but... But didn't they say when they first announced that it was going to happen they were going to be a lot more transparent that and or we we barely heard anything since that announcement that and it almost sounds like this is another rick james statement because am i reading this wrong just reassuring everyone that we're going to continue to support online services for ww2k20 throughout the 2k22 throughout the 2k22 release in march Road to Glory and My Player Pay-Per-View Towers in 2K20 will sunset September 26. In-game messaging is automated and may be incorrect. So what do you mean? No, sunsetting means it's going to go away. 
So the, on one, the first sentence is they're going to continue to support online services for 2K20 through through the release of 2K22. But then the next sentence is that the services are going to be going away March 26th for the My Player pay-per-view tower and the Road to Glory. And that's the automated messages. You can't even turn off the automated messages that are no longer going to be accurate because they're not going to be supporting that aspect of the game. There's not like a switch or a button for something like that. You can't even just put like a little symbol in front of the code that tells the rest of the code not to count. Something, anything to just make that the end game messages disappear entirely if you're not going to support the thing that you just sent us before said you were going to support? What the fuck? <laughs> Which one you doing, Jenkins? Which one? Fuck off. Fuck you and your games. Fuck your fucking game. Have you ever seen that one with Francis when he throws all the games behind him? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> fuck your fucking you games. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> I instantly thought the boogie. Fuck your fucking all the games are still flying by. No, no, no. What are we about to do right now? If y'all were not in for his last rant on a PSO stream, <laughs> fuck you. Oh, yeah, we need to. I got to incorporate one day, one of these days. If I'm running late again, which will probably happen, I need to just have that running in the background. <laughs> that one was fucking great. <laughs> yeah, that was the first one I was a part of. That was hilarious. If you want extra content, I have to find out what it's called. If you're looking for extra content, with Destin and myself just talking about talking shit and we actually talk about some past shit too I'm probably gonna make this shoot up but if you want extra content of us talking shit now I gotta come to my own channel hopefully we don't I don't get an echo which show was it do you remember um let me go back and see because I know it was one that I was tagged in it's it's practically another podcast if you're listening from a podcast place you're gonna have to um let me see Scroll back. Like you're gonna have to go to either Twitch or Facebook. On Twitch, it's called. It's called. It might be Facebook. It's an August 25th Fantasy Star Online stream. It's the only August 25th dated Fantasy Star Online stream. Yeah. It says tagging companies and negative tweets isn't classy. And Destin, myself, and Seb go on a long, almost a two and a half hour rant, mainly me, but we go on a bit about how tagging companies, because people tag companies uh, with a sense of entitlement, asking for perks and twag and stuff. And this, this goes this goes a little bit deep. We wind up segueing into stuff here, past podcasters, just things in general. If you want extra content that's just us shooting gossipy shit, I guess, then go to twitch.tv slash talkbrunch and look for the video on the replays that says tagging companies and negative tweets isn't classy. Yeah, there's, there's Along game with sounds. that, you even get to hear about a little ghost of my past that reappeared. So. Yeah, yeah, you, it's, it's a shoot. It's a shoot cast. We haven't done one of them. Yeah. There's game sounds in the background, but really it's about two hours of us just talking. I don't remember what I called it on uh, the Facebook page. We're eating time finding this damn thing, but you know what? It is worth a plug since it was a I'm Oh, yeah. Down. But let me see. I'm going to go to um, our Facebook page and see what if it has the same name there, which I, if it I believe doesn't, it does, because I mean, I'm looking at it right now. Let me see. Uh, let me find you again. Yes. Exact same name. Yep. From five days ago. Uh, if you're looking on Facebook gaming, if, if you don't know how to get this, Facebook.com slash talk brunch or Facebook.com slash GG slash talk brunch. I mean, I'm sorry. F F fuck it. Just go to Facebook.com slash talk. <laughs> Very simple. Or go to talkbrunch.com. How about that? I actually own that one. Go to talkbrunch.com and then click one of the links there that's either a Twitch or Facebook link. And you'll find the video on demand section. 
And so for tagging companies and negative tweets isn't classy. And you'll just get a little sample of, we do that on some of those, but that one is the most thorough where we're talking almost the entire time. It's practically an extra podcast. I'm glad Destin brought that which, up. Which, uh, spoilers, I don't know when this week, but uh, might wind up on another one. Another what? Because, uh, uh, no, another, one, another one of those uh, rants because uh, events have changed in my life. In a good or bad way? Oh, really good. Fantastic. What the fuck? That scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I fucking hit something by accident. <laughs> Yo, I wish everybody could see me look up the way back. Oh, God. But no, definitely uh extremely positive way. But you should you write know, that one. I might. <laughs> you should write that one on all things. Just keep getting better. Right, fuck it, right? But uh <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a lot of uh positive changes, but might get some shit off my chest. I'm not sure yet. But keep but definitely keep an eye out for those PSO streams because you never know when I'll fucking show up. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah. As definitely. long as them fuckers last, trust me, I'll pop up eventually. Oh yeah, I can't wait. We're super behind when it comes to the PSO stuff too. Like we're trying I to go be tomorrow. Them. Fuck it, I don't know. Yeah, we have all kinds of stuff. And yes, we're going to be bringing back some of the old stuff as soon as I could get a, a oh, grasp yeah. on the uh, the timing. There are other things that we want to do. But let's see what happens. In other news, as far as games go, WWE locked down a new name for a video game apparently called WWE Brawl. They did this copyright and their trademark database August 26th. Can't wait. That one's going to be great, too. Going to be 2K Battlegrounds 2. Mm-hmm. Reported earlier today, uh, according to PW Insider, WWE sent out a mass email to inform everyone that Adam Cole is no longer under contract. So, the mystery continues. If you look on his social media, he removed the links to his WWE shop store from the, the Twitter profile. The store's still active, but he doesn't have any links or any reference to WWE in his profiles anymore. WWE's also marked a lot of the stuff from his shop to 25% off. And the deal did expire officially today. And in a interesting little minor note, actually outside of a WWE, I don't know if it was alluding to anything, alluding to anything, but uh, ROH had their Glory by Honor um, event, and on night one, Mike Bennett was was wearing an old Kingdom shirt, and they took time to mention it on commentary. Well, Mike Bennett and Maria should have went over to AEW because they already have Matt Hardy there. So if Adam Cole shows up there, they have the Kingdom, the real Kingdom back. Yeah, they have the old king. They have the old school kingdom. Without all the new fake people, they put in it. That was for you, sassy wild horse, whatever. Oh yeah, fucking T.K. O'Reilly, the guy who snapped his leg and that fucking moonsault. Like I'll, I'll only remember him for that and the fact that he called himself a sassy wild horse. It's just that after that, it was it. Like, nah, you're done, buddy. Yeah, I'm seeing if there's any more. Uh, God, I remember that shit. I remember because I remember we watched we watched him break his leg live. <laughs> Is the that was the first time I heard Rick react like oh because <laughs> <laughs> I never watched it before so I never heard that reaction but it was like that reaction when you know some shit's wrong like that yeah, it definitely was bent over that guardrail it was all you heard with Rick go oh yeah man it's like I'm, Phoenix is lucky that shit doesn't happen to him Phoenix is fucking Phoenix must have made a deal with the devil for the shit he gets away with. Like, there can't be any other logical reason behind it. People do way less crazy shit and get hurt way more often than Phoenix. 
Maybe that's the key, just making peace with the fact that this might end really badly. That has to be. That's the key to everything. Because that's, cause that's the same for him, fucking Darby. They just throw themselves over the top rope and hope for the best. Oh, boy. Well, let's pass some stories through here quickly. What time is it? How much have we done on air stuff? We've done about over two hours. Yeah, see, so we're late. Two and a half. Yeah, not good. I wanted to get to the weeklies already, but let me see if there's anything else. According to uh, Bodyslam.net, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson's debut is going to take place on the September 5th all-out pay-per-view. This is this pay-per-view Saturday or Sunday? It is a Sunday. Okay, which, by the way, the poll is done, guys, so we're going to be doing that at the end of the night. And, of course, there will be a post-show this Sunday. I mean, of course, it's the fucking CM Punk thing. I didn't even realize... It's like when you think about it, I didn't realize how f- close it was to when it was announced. Right, but. it crept up fast. I noticed that it seems to be the case with a lot of AEW pay-per-views. They creep once it's around the corner, they come up fast. Yeah, and this will be the first time that I ever get to talk about a CM Punk match in a post-show. That's true. You know, I think I've talked about everybody else's match. I've never gotten to speak about a CM Punk match in a post-show before, so that's really cool. First time we'll all be talking about it when you think about it. The main event is a CM Punk match. So, yeah, uh, very exciting stuff going on here. But we're hearing that Brian Danielson will be debuting as well. Oh, boy, that's going to be nuts. It was getting bumped up to this pay-per-view. It was going to be in the Arthur Ashe Stadium September 22nd in Queens, New York. But with the way things are looking to everybody except the people in charge of making important decisions with the Cove, it looks like we may as well get it out of the way now while things are still good. So it'll be happening in this upcoming pay-per-view this Sunday as opposed to in Queens. Basically, what they're saying is that with the way things are looking, there's no guarantee that by September 22nd, there would still be an Arthur Ashe Stadium that they can go to to do this because everything's spreading and getting bad. So. I guess they wanted to bump it up to an earlier time while there's still an opportunity to capitalize. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. Get that pop while you still have the ability to be able to get it. Yeah, and they basically said that the company is is, is rescheduling certain things because of that. Um, But there's been a lot of concerns with Daniel Bryan's debut, which is why they're going to be doing it originally earlier than planned. His contract is a deal for about the same money as with WWE with less dates than they were asking, though. He'll still wrestle for AEW, but he's not going to have that same schedule. And it allows him to also work in Japan. Two things he wanted. Yeah, so. Other news story is that, uh, let me see what the source here. Apparently, according to Ringside, they were told by a source within AEW that Jim Ross is slated to do backstage segments, like a lot of the sit-down interviews. And he's not going to step away from the announce table, but he's going to be leaving it as a full-time role. So uh, they said, don't be surprised if when JR's existing contract is up, it isn't renewed for his current role position and responsibilities. And they said that this decision was JR's call and that they're assuming he'll do special matches because AEW has other guest announcers who are going to be filling in like Jericho, Mark Henry, Paul White. And according to uh, we heard that Jim Ross was quoted saying that the contract he came in was three years because that's what Khan wanted. Uh, he wants stability. It made Time Warner happy because they're used to his work in their company for the years with WWE as well. And that the de- three-year deal is slated to run out on April 2022 when he's 70 years old. So Jim Ross will probably step out of the full-time announcer role within the next six months or roughly. 
And Tony Khan, when he was asked about it, was quoted as saying, I'm not sure. A lot of, of that is up to Jim. I like having Jim here. I want to keep doing matches and calling shows. I want him to keep doing matches and calling shows. I think he adds a lot of value, and he's the most recognizable wrestling voice of all time. I think in terms of his penetration worldwide. And so he's a great ambassador for us in many ways. I don't think I'm really happy about what he... I think I'm really happy about what he's brought to the company. I'll have to sit down and talk with Jim, but I know right now he's happy calling matches and going forward. It seems like that's the plan. So we'll see. We'll see. Having yeah, Jim Ross I mean, out there, get rid of Excalibur. Give him a retirement. Retire him, right? Yeah, but I mean, yeah, as long as JR's been in it, I would figure at this point he would kind of be able to call his own shots. Yeah, well, of course. Why wouldn't he? didn't really tell the guy no at this point. He's just like, all right, what you want to do? Let's do it. Yeah, exactly. So how come people are mad? What happened with Brandy now? What's this? Let's see here. Oh, what Brandy say? She tweeted, this might start some shit. Well, it's actually the shitty Maji. But let's talk. I see a lot of people complaining on here that there aren't enough black talent featured in wrestling. Yet, when black talent is out there busting it in main events and holding championships, where's the love? Am I just missing it? And then she deleted that. So. Okay. Look, it is not our fault. And I thought she was Hispanic, but it is not our fault that Red Velvet can't hit a fucking standing moonsault. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you do it. Have you have you tried typing red velvet standing moonsault into fucking Twitter? No. You should. Let me see. Oh no. I'm about to find out why why I should have. Oh god. I'm gonna read you just some of these. Oh god. Random comments. Red Velvet is going to be pissed that Luchasaurus did a standing moonsault the way it's supposed to be done. Hashtag AEW Rampack. Chokes on food, hollering, laughing at Red Velvet, completely missing that standing moonsault. These are all from different times, by the way. Red Velvet hitting that standing moonsault on John Cena. Damn. <laughs> and you know she missed it. We're going to talk about that. What the? Look like Red Velvet missed the standing moonsault completely. Expect to see that on Botchamania. Oh my God. Red Velvet missed the standing moonsault and landed on her head. I hope she's all right. Jesus. Hope this doesn't seem cruel, but I'm very curious. And this is for this is for NWA in power. Hope this doesn't seem cruel, but I'm very curious to see if Red Velvet goes for a standing moonsault or not. I feel bad for Red Velvet. She's lost every match and she's had an AEW dime. On top of that, after she botched the standing moonsault, she got she got the first you fucked up chant in AEW, which we're gonna talk about that <laughs> later. Because yes, if you didn't know, and I'm jumping a little bit ahead, but she does a standing moonsault and she lands on her head. And that's it. It's not like they recovered or anything. She was then injured. And that was it. You know, that was the end of it. It just became part of the group, a part of the match. You know, um, let's see what else we got. St- time stood still after that standing moonsault from Red Vel- Velvet. My goodness. Wow. Has Red Velvet ever hit that standing moonsault successfully? She missed that by a lot. Somebody once put the, the longest running feud in AEW was Red Velvet versus the standing moonsault. <laughs> oh, that is funny. Oh. <laughs> Hopefully Red Velvet nails her standing moonsault properly this time. Hashtag NWA Empower. Me a couple of weeks ago. Wow, Red Velvet really needs to stop doing a standing moonsault. Me tonight. Well. <laughs> Britt Baker recently oh. put up a picture of herself from when she was in NXT in the crowd with her hands over her face in, in, in concern for Adam Cole. Do you see when she did that? I remember. But she put it up recently, which had a lot of people speculating since Adam Cole's contract is up. Some One person put, I thought this was Britt watching Red Velvet try to do her standing moonsault. 
It was so bad, my mind instantly jumped ahead. I didn't even consider that Adam Cole thing. Dang. Red Velvet didn't botch that last standing morsel. She's so athletic that she wanted to show the mat. <laughs> I like that one. Is Red Velvet okay? Because because JFC, I'm not even sure what that stands for. Oh, just for context, I'm assuming. How do you miss a standing moonsault? Did Red Velvet just knock herself out doing a fucking standing moonsault? Oh my god! This could just be the rest of this. this could be this could just be the rest of the show. Let's just read the fucking tweet. Oh my god! And then somebody else put at least when Red Velvet obviously missed, Hater no sold it while Velvet sold it, and they pivoted to make it look more like it was a part of the match. Yeah, and I've heard, heard a few people saying, oh, a lot of fans are talking about her botching, but they're not talking about how they made it part of the match. And I, I commented to one fan, and I said, that's like saying my drunk friend shits his pants all the time, but the last time he changed them afterwards. So <laughs> that was the worst standing moonsault I've ever seen. How is Red Velvet on the main show? I don't... I'll give anyone $1,000 if Red Velvet actually hits her standing moonsault properly if they give me $250 every time she misses it. How did Red Velvet manage to miss a standing moonsault? Every match tonight has some great stuff, but some real weirdness. Wow. Yeah, a lot of people keep going. Accidents happen, but man, Red Velvet misses that standing moonsault way more than she hits it for her own safety. Maybe she should leave the move alone for a while. That wasn't even close tonight. Yeah. I'm skipping a lot of these, too. (laughs) Just throw out the good ones. Wow, this is crazy. Has Red Velvet ever done the standing moonsault? Why why won't anyone tell Red Velvet to stop doing the standing moonsault? A lot of her stuff looks ugly, not just the moonsault, in all fairness. There's yeah. shit in that match I can show you that looked really bad. Someone said, can't believe they had Red Velvet on the show. Did she Did she even hit her standing moonsault? Because God knows she botched that top rope splash. I think they're talking about NWA and power. Oh, look, I found the one that I commented on. <laughs> yeah, no pass, Rick. No clap back to that shit. Silence. Because I'm fucking right. One out of ten is the success rate of Red Velvet standing moonsault. Someone said. So she fucked up nine of them? Someone's replying to Ronda Rousey and Red Velvet. What the fuck is this? Holy freaking moly, those ladies, there's Ronda Rousey. Holy freaking moly, those ladies have such a hard match to follow. And I'm not only maintained, and not only maintained the momentum of the night, but accelerated. By the way, Red Velvet still managing to stand out among everyone kicking all kinds of ass was so damn impressive. Oh, and I guess this person said the only thing Red Velvet does best is to contribute AEW botches every time she does a standing moonsault. <laughs> yeah, even to Ronda. Yeah, I, I think Ronda has a point, though. Red Velvet will still manage to stand out. It's the fucking moonsaulting part that she's fucking up. The standing, yeah. it's it's, it's It go, all goes wrong after the standing. It's the moonsault part of it that we're worried about, Ronda. You're right, she does have the standing <laughs> part. Crazy. It all goes wrong after the standing. Rhonda's like, oh man, Red Velvet's really starting to stand out. I'm like, yeah, wait till you see what happens next, though. <laughs> if it ended with a stance, we wouldn't be talking about this shit. More than we're talking about your actual tweet, which is about the oh, fact that really- black talent is featured in wrestling, yet when they're busting their ass in main events and holding championships, there's where's the love? Okay, so what black talent would she be referring to? Right, just like... That doesn't make Bobby sense. Lashley's Bobby got a lot of love. Bianca got a lot of love. Bobby Lashley? Actually, do they have any black champions in AEW? Not at the moment. What black champions have they had in AEW so far? So far? I don't think any. They haven't had a single black champion in AEW? Not to my knowledge. We've had some guys get close, but... Maybe that's why the fuck she deleted that tweet. Think about that. I never even noticed that till she pointed it out. 
aren't you in charge of AEW to some extent? You and your husband don't have some say. How come there aren't any black champions? If we were going to go that route. Maybe she deleted, probably deleted that tweet because then that, because somebody would have brought that up. Don't you run this shit? So what black champion is she talking about that doesn't get any acknowledgement? You'd have to first have a black champion and then we'd have to see whether or not they get acknowledged before you can say that. I love how she's like, it's like you have to have a black champion in order for us to say, hey, you know what? They're not getting acknowledged properly. You guys haven't even put the freaking rocket on anybody's back. Right. That's it. And that, that just sounds like a tweet that's just meant for the entire wrestling world. Which if that's the case, once again, inaccurate brandy. WWE has had way more black champions than AEW. That's like not the right tree to bark on. They've had infinite amounts of black champions in comparison to you guys. Think about that. She just made a point in the opposite. That's why she deleted that tweet so fast. You know, we've we solved this mystery here, folks. We're better than the freaking mystery gang. But you didn't need a dog or a pothead. Oh, God. Oh, wait. Stasis just pointed out. Didn't they have a was private party of a champions? No, no right? they got close. No, they got close. Uh, OK, uh, no champion. The closest someone ever had was it was Taz giving them his old belt. Yeah, freaking powerhouse Hobbs wasn't even FTW champion. The first black champion that they had got, got a hand-me-down belt. Oh no, no, um, Cage was the FTW. Oh, champion. it wasn't even. You're right. It was Cage. Yeah, Hobbs yeah. was just there. No, so the closest he got Hobbs was standing was next to a hand hand-me-down champion. <laughs> yeah, why the fuck is she saying anything about black people? Shouldn't she be talking to her own company? She had, yeah, she has to be talking about the entire wrestling world, but then not even looking at the entire wrestling world. She like, has to be talking about the entire wrestling world without looking in her own area. They're the people with the least black champions. Yeah, but you know what's so bad? It's like, how many times have we seen Brandy just open her mouth without actually thinking about what she's saying? Like, can somebody just take her Twitter away? Because fucking up. Like, That's so strange. You to learn proper right? etiquette before you come out here popping off at the mouth, Brandy. Like, this is the wrong time to be going in, going in, Brandy, Brandy, Brandy. Like, no. It, it was just such a weird thing to say and then and then make me realize that you don't have any black champions. <laughs> All right. You're right. I agree with you. You better work on that. Moving on to the next story. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck. What is yeah, awkward ass situation. What yeah, the fuck right? is going on? It's such a weird world out here. All right. Well, on a bit of unfortunate news, Pat McAfee. Uh was not on SmackDown because he caught the couve. Oh, Here is the picture that, that he shared out. He had a high temperature. He says, fully vaxxed, very positive. A-H-T, indefinitely. It's miserable but thankful that my wife and the boys at the office all took tests and they are negative. This is obviously a sign from the universe, probably telling me that I stink and to stay home for a while. I'll see you. And uh, that's the thing that he put there later on. He did an update where he said, Uncle COVID's visit to me update. A lot of napping. The seclusion away from my wife and friends is my nightmare. The aches and heat come in waves. They seem to go hand in hand. They're a real some bitch. Was 98 degrees earlier today. Felt good. Now we're back to 101.5. And this is a fully vaccinated person that I believe. Most important part. We hear a lot of shit through here throughout this whole thing. There's a fully vaccinated person that I fucking believe. Exactly. So now what? And I know that this is a glass half empty, glass half full situation. Unfortunately, I'm always a glass half empty. Hope the fucking melted ice doesn't leave a ring on my table on top of it kind of guy. 
also whereas a lot of people have been saying well lucky for him that he already had gotten his shots otherwise who knows how much worse it could be how much worse does it get (laughs) you know what i mean like i hate to say it but how much worse does it get than when your fever goes anywhere over 100 yeah maybe we could look at it and say that it was like it could have been worse i don't i'm saying worst case scenario i just hope that it's not that the shit isn't working you know I'm not saying it's one or the other, but what I'm saying right. is that in this instance, it didn't work. And no, and, and nothing that you take is 100%. As a matter of fact, in recently, and I don't want to go too much into the education, they reduced the number. It used to be a 95% success rate, around 95, 96%. They recently reevaluated with new information, and it's now been dropped down to about a 77% success rate, only about 10% higher than this current flu one is which the flu one has gone through 40 years of engineering this one's only gone through 40 fucking weeks maybe not even as many weeks as eric bischoff gave to competing against vince mcmahon really and uh yeah it's kind of scary because you know we'll see what's gonna happen i say get it anyway in my opinion just as a safety just because it doesn't look like it kills anybody i hope i'm not wrong but you know and i say wear a mask also do everything wash your hands alcohol blah 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 uh, because we don't know what protects you so go for all the protections When I'm playing an RPG, I carry extra heels with me and things to bring people back. Not because I hope anybody fucking dies, but you never know. Kenta. Better safe than sorry. Kenta is another person who got it recently. I don't know what his uh, shot status was or what his situation was there, but he's definitely somebody who got it recently. And uh, so it goes to show that things still out there. This is the reason why they moved up to Danny Bryan thing. The people who travel will be more in the know than the people that don't. And then he put on his Instagram, I got COVID last few weeks. First of all, I apologize to everyone who had a change of plans because of me. Fortunately, my symptoms was not too bad. Just had a fever a few days, 102 fever and lost my smell. But now I'm totally fine and got a negative test. Stay safe and healthy, everyone. So, oh. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't normally go into anything that's happened on a taping unless it's something that might be bad. Mandy Rose might have been injured on NXT, according to Bodyslam.net. They said that uh, that she had a match with Saray, and Saray sent Mandy Rose to the outside with a drop kick, really nasty drop kick. I couldn't imagine Saray hitting anyone with a really nasty drop kick. Can you? That's so out of character for her. Usually her drop kicks look her drop really. Drop kicks always look clean and casual. They don't look like you're fucking punch through your fucking skull. Yeah, it never looks like this. First, like you have to get the person in the ambulance. Apparently, I feel bad because I don't want to. You're, you're, wanna... you're never looking for somebody to throw up the axe after one of her drop kicks like that. I'm hoping this is a work since we can't see it and was a taping an NXT taping just because I hate to say, but it just sounds so funny. Like, so she gets hit with this drop kick. She falls to the ground and she's with her new stable mates, Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, who then cover her with a towel and take her backstage. What? Like a dead body? <laughs> what? I hate to go into it, but this NXT ended with her doing the Arnold Schwarzenegger to come with me if you want to live to the two of them, right? That's what happened. That's literally what happened. She did the come if you want to live, you know? Eight hours later. And then it's fucking carrying away her cover, her covered corpse. Holy shit. Yeah. It might have been, they don't know if it's real or a kayfabe injury, but the match was stopped. Oh. And then later, I won't go into any more spoilers. We'll go into it when it happens. 
We will go into it when it happens. WWE caught another dirt sheet guy at NXT, and they threw his ass out. They do not want you there if you are in the dirt sheets. If they see you reporting from the dirt sheets, if they see that you are reporting back to a dirt sheet website, then they are going to come and find you, and they are going to throw you the fuck out of there. There was some woman. They have people out there. And there's some woman went up to the body slam reporter and uh, escorted him out of the place. But before they escorted him out of the place, they demanded that he delete all of the spoilers that were on his website physically from his phone. They had him delete the shit right in front of them. And then after that, um, they escorted him out of the building and shuttled him back to full sail alone on a bus where all the fans cars are parked. So Damn. Yeah, they're not fucking around when it comes to that. And just in case anybody is wondering if they're 100% sure they get the guy, they are 100% sure because first they go up to him and then they show him the photo of him on his phone, as you can see on the screen here. And in the photo, you can see that they have the shot of him on the site reporting the information. So it's not like they just go, hey, we respect, like we, we suspect. No, they get the picture of you on your phone typing into your dirt sheet website the information of what's happening on the spoilers. And then they take you have you delete it in front of them and then put you on a bus by yourself back to full sale. I kind of, I, I find amusement in that whole thing, actually. Right. Like, yo, don't, this shit ain't no more of a game. Stasis just compared it to when Tywin sent his, his grandson, the King Joffrey, to bed. Yes. The King is tired. Remember that shit? <laughs> he must want rest. I'm not tired. <laughs> That was, that was easy to walk up to him in the middle of a taping. The king is tired. We gotta get that now. I all I had to do was type in YouTube. Tywin puts Joffrey to bed, and uh, it. I mean, Tywin puts, and then the rest of it came out by itself. Hold on, oh man. See, we're st- we're, we're running late just because we're fucking around here, but I almost can't help it. All right, it's just so funny. Like it's... we're trying to have fun because nothing else fun going on. Okay. We're not having any fun. Yeah, have fun in these fucking depressing that's what they, that's that's what they, they, they put the dirt sheet writers to bed. No, I'm not going to make that a title. All right, hold on. I got it now for the screen here. Oh, God. And people can be like, we don't even like that show. What the hell are they doing? Well, we like funny yeah, scenes, don't we? That's the kind of character I will want to be as like an older guy. Let's go. <laughs> right. Hold on. Let's get it right here. I am the king. Any man who must say I am the king is no true king. Make sure you understand that when I've won your war for you. My father won the real war. He killed Prince Rhaegar. He took the crown while you hid on a costly rock. The king is tired. See him to his chambers. Come along. <laughs> we have so much to celebrate. A wedding to plan. You must rest. Grand Maester, perhaps some essence of nightshade to help him sleep. I'm not tired. <laughs> you send the king the fucking bed. Fuck you, king. <laughs> oh shit. I want to be Tywin. I want to send kings to bed. Not you. <laughs> I, I want to be Tywin fucking Lannister. I'm going to put kings to bed. Put kings to bed. Write it down. 
Here's here's one more very intimidating Taiwan moment before we double back to wrestling between the two of them. Oh, I want to jump I ahead a little. You wanted to speak to me. Yes. I'd like a report on the meetings of my small council. You're welcome to attend the meetings of your small council, Your Grace. Any or all of them. I've been very busy. Many important matters require a king's attention. Of course. You've been holding the council meetings in the Tower of the Hand, instead of the small council chamber. I have, yes. May I ask why? Well, the Tower of the Hand is where I work. To walk from there to here would take time. Time I could otherwise spend productively. So if I wanted to attend a council meeting, I would now have to climb all the stairs in the Tower of the Hand? I love how you just start walking up to him. We could arrange to have you carried them. <laughs> Tell me about the Targaryen girl in the east and her dragons. Where did you hear about this? Is it true? <laughs> Apparently so. Don't you think we ought to do something about it? When I was handed the king under your father's predecessor, the skulls of all the Targaryen dragons were kept in this room. The skull of the last of them was right here. Let's go. Curiosities, and not the beasts that brought the whole world to heel. Because we have been told as much by the many experts who serve the realm by counseling the king on matters about which he knows nothing. But I haven't been counseled. You are being counseled at this very moment. <laughs> I love Yo, how close you he got to him. I know he was the fucking king. I love how fucking close he got to him, though. Like he just took his time getting up the steps. You're being counseled right now. Could tell he wanted to wring his little fucking neck. Like, I would kill this motherfucker if he wasn't the king and just my grandson. <laughs> That's a fucked up thing to say. But you know, if you weren't the king and you were just my grandson, I would have killed your ass. You know this. Hey, we got any more important wrestling stories? I think we did most of them. Yeah, we hit we hit all the big ones. I think it is time for the weeklies. Let me see. Is that all of it? Yeah, we had that. Yeah, yeah, that was the main dirt cheap rider getting his ass kicked out, sent to bed like Joffrey. Uh, <laughs> all Out's going to have a mask mandate in Chicago. But then there was one for a SummerSlam, as they point out here, and you still saw people without the uh, masks. Max Caster doing outside projects. I don't have time to put him on screen. Doing like rap battles and shit. I don't know. Braun Strowman and Buddy Murphy heading to Impact. Had graphics for them too, but you know what the fuck they look like. Yeah, Braun's 30-day uh, no-compete clause ends in a couple of days. So. And that's pretty much the the news, which we managed to stretch out. Don't ask yeah. me how. You know. Yeah. But with that, let's just run over the weeklies, which there really isn't too much to talk about with the weeklies. Nothing really heavy here it was a slower week uh we can NXT- kind of just like hit the key points really from every show yeah cameron grimes ted dibiase celebration where uh, they write ted dibiase out of the story and uh essentially he takes off in his car and that's the end of that right that was it 
They make it rain. Cameron Grimes cash on everybody at the place, which is now being sold on eBay for as much as $30 each. Ball out. So it really was good money when you think about it. Timothy Thatcher being accompanied by Tommaso Ciampa went up against Rich Holland being accompanied by Pete Thun. Uh, he finished him with, with one of those uh, Rich Holland with that slam shit he does. What's it called? Yeah, it was a power slam driver. Right, the power slam driver. You know what? I may as well bring some NXT graphics up on the screen here if I can find the... I probably can't. You know, I'm sure I can. Fancy. One moment. Bear with me, please. No, I'm not going to make you hear that. That's just me bringing it up. Well, it won't be here much longer. It'll be sunshine and rainbows and whatever the fuck they put on in there. <laughs> Gonna open up. Wait, a this has turned into an old-fashioned scrap. It's kind of inevitable that this is how this matchup was going to end up, given the players involved. Thatcher, the epitome of the old school, and Ridge certainly does not need asking twice to get himself into a good old fashioned scrap. Oh, nice block there from Ridge Holland. Swatting Look Thatcher. he blocked that drop kick, and here comes the move. But it woke up Holland, and what a headbutt! Headbutt just flooring Thatcher. Little tip of the cap to you. And up and down. Holland showcasing the power. So Holland goes over. The biggest story after this is that there's a brawl between like everybody that's involved in this feud. Yeah, Dunn, Lorcan. And Champa, as you mentioned, was a cage tiger. I love the way Champa came out swinging. Right. The Champa going right in. Wait, who? That's Oni Lorcan. Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch return. The former NXT Tag Team Champions. They're getting laid out to my... Now, please remind me one more time. Who was the one who injured Rich Holland? That was Lorcan. And now he's on the same team as him? Oh, yeah. They've been, on, they've been on the same team since Ridge came back. I know we talked about this last week, but I'm, like, still in disbelief. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, how does that work, dude? Because Ridge ain't trying to catch that ass whooping again. But did they ever well, address it at all? Did he ever again. say, oh, well, nope. you did nothing? It's just, how is he mad at the wrong people? The guy broke your leg. He, he just was screaming. Back together. If you weren't watching, you'd never know. All right. Anyway, um, the other big thing that you get... You are cordially invited to the wedding of Indy Hartwell and Dexter Loomis on Tuesday, September 14th, 2021. Wow, guys, congratulations again. This is huge news. Okay. Okay. Um. <laughs> 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 that yeah. is awesome. He just, he just fell into his arms ready. It was like, oh, oh, okay. Well, fuck, I guess not. <laughs> So they're going to do a marriage gimmick on this. It might be. I already took it. They're going to do a marriage gimmick on this. Unbelievable. Gigi Dolan and JC Jane versus Casey Kanzara and Caden Carter with the champions or the, the, I guess the, uh, you know, the more experienced veterans going over here. Something that highly interested me on this uh, NXT. And if anybody knows me, you already know where I'm going to go with this one. Plus days as champion. I'll tell KLR the same thing I've told every other woman on this roster. It makes no difference to me who steps up. Get in line, cut the line, take a number, me vale. You could be doing... See, that's where you're wrong, Campiana. There's a difference. (laughs) 
I'm the difference. I don't wait in line. They open up the velvet rope and I just walk on in. So you don't have to be worried about your little friend kicking you in the face or Kaylee Ray stealing your spotlight. I'll take your shine and your championship in the process. Yikes. Ty is someone who can convincingly... I like like Raquel Gonzalez. Ty is someone who could convincingly beat her. You know what I mean? It's doable. It is very doable. That's going to be an interesting matchup when those two finally lock horns. Oh, for sure. For sure. Kaylee Ray against Valentina Feroz. Is that how you say it? Uh, I believe so. Okay. Couple things about this. Let me bring this up on the screen so we can talk about this while it's up on the screen. Talk about WWE never learning about stereotyping people. Like, holy shit. This girl's from Brazil, right? Mm -hmm. Look at what they had her dress like a fucking parade float. Oh, good lord. Jones looking relaxed and ready for tonight's breakout tournament final. Like, what the fuck? The what? Why does she look like that? I don't know. First of all, everybody from Brazil doesn't dress like this. You know, that's right. They must look at different Brazilian women from me. Just say. Because when I they think only, of Brazil, they, they, they only look towards like the holidays and the festivals. Yeah, because what, what did you do here? I'm surprised they didn't mention her being like a, brat, a black belt in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu or something. Or did they? And I miss it. Yeah, I don't know what the hell's going on. Like more stereotypes. But her stereotypes couldn't save her because Kaylee Ray finishes her off with a super kick and then her gory bomb. But before we even get into that, I want to talk about this girl a little bit more because she also starts rolling around like this is Dark Souls. Do you see that <laughs> shit? Yes. Let me bring this up for a quick minute now. I think we're here. Nearly as challenging as maintaining and keeping that championship. WWE will kick off the new year at State Farm Arena in Atlanta with WWE Watch this. Day One on Saturday, January 1st, 2022. Making it the first time in history a WWE pay per view event will be held on New Year's Day. Tickets are available this Friday. Visit Ticketmaster.com for more information. <laughs> oh, in for a treat tonight. Kaylee Ray just rushing off this flurry of offense. Again, when we talk about the types of battles, the types Ooh. of wars that Kaylee Ray has been through, Kane is not her enemy. Kaylee Ray, no stranger to the big stage. Having a- like, why was she rolling like that? She was out of line, man. You know how dark souls be. Yeah, she couldn't find a campfire, right? No. Uh-huh. And it would have hit that finish. Well, there you go. Valentine Faroy trying to spoil the party here for Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray having none of it. Back in complete control. And we've seen this before. Gory Bob. Center of the ring. And that's that. Goodbye. I just, wish, I, I just wish we had it to where we could just like pop up the fucking Dark Souls you died graphic right then. Since you want to roll like Dark Souls, make it authentic, right? And here's Mandy. Because if you never want to feel like this again, Come with me and never look back. Then hours later. <laughs> Ouch. Anyway, what else do we have going on here? Oh, yes, we have the brawl for the title. You've heard of the brawl for all, right? Well, instead, here we get the 
we get the brawl for the title. The title. No Vince Russo here to be mad at JBL. Let's get the boots. There's Champa. Oh, we got chaos breaking out in the CWC. Oh, after what we saw earlier tonight, Champa trying to get a piece. Oh, oh Champa laid out by a rich headbutt. Fuck a rich headbutt. How come a rich headbutt is so dangerous? I get a Samoan headbutt sucking. I don't get the other headbutt sucking. Mm-hmm. And with that, we say goodbye to Ted DiBiase. It's been so much fun, man. What a great time. I could have never asked for any more. Like all good things, though, this has to come to an end. You said it, Ted. You bet, buddy. As much fun as I've had being this million-dollar champion, I put some thought into it, Ted, and this is your legacy, and it belongs to you. Well, man, well, thank you. I thank you, Ted. Thank you so much. Cameron? Cameron. Cameron, no, come here. I want you to have this. The million dollar championship. The million dollar championship. <laughs> look, I want you to know something. Every time you look at that championship belt, you're going to remember who you are. And remember, kid, there's only one million dollar man. Ted, this means the world to me, but this doesn't really sound right. It really doesn't feel right either. WWE official shop replica championship? You just switched <laughs> a championship on me? Replica championship? <laughs> Got him again. That damn Ted DiBiase. That was nice. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly. Where where did that happen at? You know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, I think I don't even know who this is that Kyle O'Reilly comes across here. I forget this guy's name. Oh yeah, it's some. Oh god. But look at this. Name of the kid escapes me. Rough few days, huh? Look pretty beat up. Even worse, I saw you out there panhandling for. (laughs) Fire! Don't try that again. Jump, please! We got a nasty pull apart here. Yeah, I love the way he immediately slapped him. He never even met the dude before. Like, whoever that is, I just slapped them. Apparently, they're going to fight this Tuesday. Mm-hmm. You get NXT Breakout Tournament final match. Carmella Hayes against Odyssey Jones with the finish being Jones reversing that cover into, like, a crucifix pin. The best thing about this match is that the other guy bit his fucking lip. Could have had a better finish for something that would be ending the entire Breakout Tournament. I thought that was actually very corny and underwhelming. Uh, I did not like that. That alone actually killed the match for me. If I had something positive to say, I thought this Jones sequence was kind of cool. Hayes, this could be his moment. Charging in with an axe kick. Jones again rocks. Hayes trying to push, trying to pry. Into the cover. Shoulders down. Do we have a victor? And a kick out by Jones. The energy it required to turn the big man over onto his shoulders there in the time that took cost. Carmelo Hayes the victory, but still down is Odyssey Jones. What can Carmelo pull out? Back in goes Hayes. Oh, shoulder breaker. Good shoulder breaker there. Um, but yeah, I was kind of surprised about what happened with that. But whatever, it was it was uh, obvious Carmelo Hayes was going to be the guy that wins. I just thought they'd do it differently. Yeah. 
Next, we have uh, one of our favorite little storylines happening, right? Yeah, we got Boa with Mei Ying, the team of Tian Sha against Zion Quinn. And to my surprise, Boa fucking loses here. Look at this. Guy, but if <laughs> Ying comes over this way, I promise you, I'm leaving the desk and you two are going to be on your own for the rest. Bravery is debatable, Wade. Well, Boa turned around his fortunes against Drake Maverick, of course, Beth, two weeks ago is... Oh, boy. A message clear from Mei Ying to Boa. And Boa. Oh! Quinn coming out of the corner quickly with a forearm into the cover. Center of the ring. Oh, no! Oh, no! Aha. Uh-huh. After all that powering up, some new guy beat you. Well, I mean, let's be real. Zion, you got the power. Boa just got the suit. What I like is this. He saw a dude did afterwards. Fuck you! I'm gonna just leave through the crowd. I'm gonna leave like Edge. I'm gonna leave like fucking you know what? Nah, 99 I'm Edge. Out. I'm not going up that ramp. I'm just gonna leave through the crowd. I'm gonna shield it. Fuck this shit. Yeah, man. I don't want to be there. Air Hotel Echo Lima Delta. Get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. Six-man tag team match Legado de Fantasma, Joaquin Wild, Raul Mendoza, and Santos Escobar against Hit Rose, Ashante Adonis, Isaiah Swerve, Scott, and Top Dollar being accompanied by B-Fab. And Legado de Fantasma goes over because B-Fab gets got, as our truth will put it. Right. So what was the name of the girl that came out and uh, I guess she seemingly joined Legado de Fantasma? Yeah, I, I can't even fucking remember the girl's name. Yeah. Like, I'll probably remember it when I see it again, but... Yeah. Full disclosure, guys, NXT is Dustin's favorite show. And just like that, Santos Escobar back in control. Wait a minute. B-Fab once again paid dividends for his role. What you gonna do? B-Fab. Whacker with a with a lead pipe. Jeez. Alondra Lopez, is that what they said? Alondra Lopez. Okay. And she throws there. She says familiar and throws it to a swerve. And that distracts him. He gets covered. And Legato gets the tights. Ah! They did everything. They like fucked you all. And then to make it the best thing ever. Is this the end of it? It is the end of it. Let's jump a little bit ahead here. My favorite thing is Wade. Listen to Wade at the end. Well, it's now abundantly clear. Legado del Fantasma still run the bingo. And if Hit Row didn't know, well, now they know. You bastard. Fucking way kills me. Yeah. You bastard. How dare you, dude? I like this stable. <laughs> Yo. You fucking bastard. And that's the last thing you hear. And as for Hit Row, if they didn't know, now they know. And I was like, wait, what? What a bastard. 
NXT drew 685,000 viewers with a point sixteen in the 18 to 49 demographic, up from the previous week's 654,000 viewers, but that week they had a point nineteen in the 18 to 49 demographic. And AEW, I don't know why this is also episode 99. Maybe they had the mislabeled and it was corrected because this was supposed to be 100. Last week we did 99, but this one was also labeled 99. So someone fucked up somewhere, and if it was 100, they didn't acknowledge it. Find out next week. Singles match Matt Hardy versus Orange Cassidy to finish being uh, a pocket pin, I guess would be the best way that I could describe it. Yeah. (laughs) Let me bring it up on screen for you guys as a matter of fact so that we could... uh, Get that going here. It was like a stack. It was like a pocket roll-up. Hey, how about that? Hardy got bit by his own his own dog. Whoa! Oh, the frustration setting in. But Cassidy looking. He's primed to deliver that orange punch. He's dropped Matt Hardy with it once before. Orange punch. No. Hardy had it well scouted enough. Now we're going to get into why Hardy's injured. Maybe we should actually do that first. Did you know what, what injured Matt Hardy? Yeah, it was uh, the crossbody. Yeah, we should get to that. Let's go a little bit back here because he's visibly covered in blood. Yeah, he, you know? yeah, he got it opened up. How far back do I got to put this? Right about here. Another chance to Orange Cassidy. And it pays oh, off this Cassidy time. Let's see if Orange can capitalize. What a great match to start off this great night of action. Right there. The way that he lands there. Pretty much catches like you basically catch his whole pelvis. Yeah, pretty much brutal looking stuff, though, you know. Oh, yeah, and that busted him open pretty badly. But uh, one thing that I did like the, the pocket part that I was talking about came early on, uh, in the beginning with the two of them. Yeah. I'm digging this guy. (laughs) Oh, wow. Oh, of course. A big money map. Yeah, if you reach in the pocket, right, you got the bills. That's that 30% he gets from uh, a private party. And the HFO, double oh, massive truck kick that by Orange Cassidy. Well, want to remind everyone. Ooh, actually, no, Orange Cassidy. Take <laughs> out the money. There you go. $100 <laughs> richer. Oh, Orange Cassidy. Elbows to a seat and no, intercepted. Yeah, got blocked there by Matt. And the side effect on the outside. Wow. That could turn the entire complexity of this match around yeah that's a mistake that's (laughs) these two man cassidy seems to have good matches with just about everybody right he he doesn't have a bad match in him like yeah i've definitely noticed that uh what else do we even think of a bad orange cassidy match what else do we have going on here uh i mean that was really it for that you know yeah kind of what you would expect from these two which was i mean good match but just yeah, like you said, we're going over highlights here because we do this a lot and it's getting late. There should be more than enough content there if you miss us that much. Jericho's announcement. So this is what I propose. If you beat me, MJF, I will go to that commentary table full-time on Rampage. Hell, maybe someday I'll commentate Dynamite as well because if you beat me, 
I will never wrestle in AEW again. Wow. That's heavy, fellas. I'll say it twice. If you beat me, I will never wrestle in AEW again. MJF, if you want to prove that you're better than me, you're going to have to damn well get rid of me, and this is your chance. What do you say? fooled, but I'm not an idiot like all these people in Milwaukee. No, no. See, I see right through you, Chris. The reason you keep coming back to me over and over again is because over a year ago you saw my meteoric rise to the top and you realized if you wanted to stay relevant, you needed a rub from the youngest and fastest rising star in the history of professional wrestling. I want you to really consider this, Chris. I want you to really mull this one over because you are putting your in-ring career on the line against the same man who has mopped the floor with you. Do you think he's going to really retire? I mean, I guess we could go over that in the poll. (laughs) Yeah, so what's so crazy about it is I thought in most cases I'd be like, eh, probably not. But with as long as Jericho's been in the game, I could see it. Because, I mean, Jericho's been around since freaking WCW and, like, early ECW days. Like, that dude's been in the game for a long time. He's kind of at that point in his career where, like, I could see almost any time being when he decided to hang it up. And with everything he's done in his career, it's not like there's really much else he's reaching for anymore, you know? Everybody's going to have to sing along to Inner Circle. Wouldn't that be some shit? Yes. Well, I mean, you say I'll still do commentaries, and let's still get to do yours. Yeah, but how often do you hear the jar? Well, they probably hear it. Yeah, but we don't get to hear that shit. You're not going to hear Judas anymore if that happens. Yeah. It'll be over. I hear the Inner Circle's music without Jericho. It's shite. And you won't have Jericho wrestling again. I'd like him to get in shape, stop drinking bubbly, and fucking wrestle. All right, well, that brings to the AEW World Tag Team Title Eliminator Tournament first round match of the Lucha Bros, Pentel, Seto Miedo, and Ray Phoenix being accompanied by Alex Abrahantes against the Varsity Blondes, Brian Pillman Jr., and Griff Garrison being accompanied by Julia Hart. Finish being the assisted package power driver via Lucha Bros. Yay! But we're going to go into highlights for that, right? So, well, first of all, the new Lucha music. Very, very Lucha. Very good Lucha thing. Not Kaliso Lucha thing. Good Lucha thing. Yeah, no. This is a very, very good Lucha thing here. Let's see if I can get this up here they for you They always guys. have good music, though. That's one thing about them. Mm-hmm, here we go. Lucha! Oh, shit, wrong You one. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even blame me, because you know what? I probably would have done it, too, just for the laugh. Huge 
ramifications in this semi-final round match. The winners will be one step closer to the Young Bucks in the steel cage match at All Out. However, they will have to face Jurassic Express this Friday night on Rampage. Speaking of Jurassic Express, take a look. That's a cool song, right? Yeah, um, they actually broke this song out at Triple Mania, so... Yeah, to, to American fans, this is a new song, but they've actually only had it for a little bit. Oh, I did not hear it. There. I heard that intro, and I was like, I remembered. I was like, Yep, that's the one they broke. They busted out of Triple Mania. That's pretty cool. It it's more suiting for pretty much one of the greatest teams on the entire AEW roster. The other one's cool, but it just, like this one has like a really good presence to it. You know, I mean, almost in the world. I mean, at this point, those guys are dancing on the level of like one of the best tag teams out at best tag teams in any company. Yeah, and I want to run some highlights of them. Honestly, when it comes to this, the highlights are going to have to speak for themselves. If you're on the podcast, I'm sorry. Come click in here, man. Cause, Strap uh, in, kids. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, I'm not going to... I'm not Joey Styles here. Ooh, blind tag. Pillman. Oh! Massive thrust kicks. Pillman is on roller skates. The lung blower by Penta. Ray Phoenix up to the top set on Atomico. Man, that was a hard Phoenix has a beautiful (laughs) hook of the far leg. Inside leg was hooked as well. Pillman. Pillman uh, maybe uh, got the breath knocked out of him there. He's he's straining. That might help him. Look at the torque on those chops. Those open hand slaps. Brian's got to fight back in there. Here's where you find out how tough you really are or you want to be. He's at a disadvantage. The momentum has changed. He's got to be tougher now than Ray Phoenix. And, can- and that's not going to happen. Yeah. Not trying to be negative. You just as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, this is a good double team. We could even leave it here and look at this double team that they do. The Varsity Blonde on Travel. Boots to the midsection by Pillman and the tag out Griff Garrison. Ray Phoenix sent in. Oh, great teamwork. Tremendous teamwork by the Varsity Blondes. The number one. See, I give credit where credit. I'm paying attention. That was a high drop kick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're really solid with that. Almost that kid is that kid is really good. Almost reminds me of the heart attack, but with a drop kick instead of with the running forearm. Yeah, which I mean, that gives uh, that's a lot of credit to Pillman for sure that he can even get that kind of elevation because Griff is a little bit taller than him. So, mm-hmm. and then we have, of course, Phoenix with a crazy dive. And Pillman Jr. Oh God, what a cutter! This could be the end for the Varsity Blondes. Ray Phoenix hooks the far leg. No, Garrison. That long frame of uh, Griff Garrison came into play right there, I can tell you. Because this one was in the book. And Tony, when it goes in the book, it's over. It's over when it's in the book. Someone told me the pay window one time. <laughs> Griff Garrison hoists up Penta on the shoulders. Penta fighting out of it. Ray Phoenix dumped to the outside by Brian Pillman Jr. Now, Pillman's got to create some offense here. Pillman! That's one way of doing it. The drop kick. Penta is staggering on the outside. Now, uh, what uh, do you do with it? Uh, it looks like Pillman, Pillman was going to hit the far side. Sorry, moves, buddy. But he Not was happening. Too much time burning. Daylight! And the Varsity Blondes pay the price. Yeah, that's just inexperience. Pillman's only been wrestling three years now. Keep that in mind. The Blondes got shocked right there with those kicks. Heavy duty, a lot of impact. And look out! Oh! How about that, that fucking guy. <laughs> that fucking Yo, guy. Fucking Phoenix is insane. Unbelievable. 
Good stuff. Though. You would think a guy who dives so wild like that would get hurt way more often than he does. But if you think that that has some talent, where do you see the next match of Jamie Hayter being accompanied by Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and Rebel against Red Versus Velvet? Moonsault Mandy. I mean, Red Sword. Uh, before we even get to her shitty moonsault, let's, <laughs> let's talk about her shitty toe pay. It was a pay toll. Bring this up here. On her feet. Nice coordination there. But I don't, I don't think she knows that Red Velvet is. This girl's going to die. Do you, oh, you understand? She got all of it in Red wow. Velvet. Shit Red Velvet head so right over the chin. Did she go to do it again Jimmy because she was supposed to do it twice or because it wow. came out like shit the first time? I, was, the, I mean, only because I see people do these twice. I would the, think it does it twice. Because it came out like shit the second time, too. Look. Yeah. <laughs> like I it almost. Was just to do it twice. Again. Dude, this girl, all Jimmy jokes Hater. aside, all of the moves that she does suck. Are bad. And she's and they're dangerous. George, what's up, man? Yo, you have to go back and listen. Yep. There's so much TNA stuff in the first half of this. Dude, it was crazy. There's so much. This was such a good. I'm proud of this episode. We had so much fun. We talked all the contract signs. We talked like, what, what was it, like two, three weeklies? It was crazy. I'm just fucking around. We ain't talking about you. <laughs> no, but we did talk. This was this was a really good one. Actually, a little bit. We did. Basically, we, we, we mentioned them because we had, to, we had to check somebody back into place. Yeah, there's a lot of good content in the early parts of this. But yeah, Velvet. Yeah, like yeah, um, all jokes that you missed a banger so far, Joe. Yeah, she's not, she's not one of them. She's not one of them. And then here comes the Moonsault. This was probably... The worst that she's ever done, as far Even as on world. her standards. AEW Dynamite. Let's let's get this up here. You have to take a look. You CM Punk. Boy, she caught her. She caught her right in the face. Right in the face. Red Velvet's not messing around. It's not oh, standing. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I can't help it. Oh my god. Oh. Oh, oh God, I can't. <laughs> She's fine. If I've been watching this for years, if she wasn't fine. If she wasn't okay after that, she ain't built for this life. I oh, didn't get as good of a look at it the fucking first time I saw it, man. Boy, she caught her She caught her right in the face. Right in the face. The fact that she immediately goes dead. Oh, standing moonsault press. When you try to pretend just to not exist after that shit, too. Yeah, look at Britt's face on the side. Red Velvet's not. <coughs> Britt looks like, oh shit. God, oh my. That might be the screenshot. I don't even care. That there's some blur to it. Yo, if you can catch her when she's like, when she's vertical, it will be gold. Oh. <laughs> when the pussy's so good, you don't even come up for air. <laughs> <laughs> My question is, why the fuck her legs up in the air, though? That's my question. That's some new level. Oh. Holy shit. Oh, my God. Oh, God. I'm so sorry, man. They need to tell that girl to keep both feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars, like Stone Cold said before the plaster fell on DX. Oh, <laughs> At least the plaster landed. At least the fucking plaster. <laughs> oh, all right, I gotta stop. This okay, is we 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 gotta get the fuck out of here. We'll be here all night. 
Oh, God. God, next segment, please, for the love of Jesus. Yeah, the finish is she killed her off with a lariat. So. Yeah, so next segment is what appears to be. Is that an evil Uno heel turn? It seems like something is going on with the Dark Order. Order is a unit, and all units have their obstacles. We just faced one ourselves only a couple weeks ago when some of you weren't out there to support me and Stu Grayson. But that's okay. We all stand together now because Dark Order supports their friends. <laughs> you have something to say, Alex? As a matter of fact, I do. It's because of you and Stu that Hangman got beat up by the Super Elite. Come on, Hangman wanted that and you know it. Look, either way, we haven't seen or heard from Hangman since and that's on you. You know very well that I made the decision that was right for all of us, Alex. So if you don't like that, take a step back, hang about in John's shadow where you belong. Oh, I'm, guys, I'm really sorry. Alex, I, I didn't you know what? You know, no, no, no. I'm done Ooh, with all this. More specifically, that was very I'm done evil. With you you need to wake up your mind. Just because your stupid name has the number one in it doesn't make you the leader of the Dark Order. Come on, guys. Man. Too far. Alex, it's Alex. It's not. I'm sorry. I, I, look, I went. I thought we were supposed to be a family, dude. Dissension among the ranks. You get a CM Punk promo. Can't spend His too much first more appearance t- on Dynamite. Yeah, can't spend too much more time on CM Punk today. Be here all day. But you get a little more. But this man here needs to ask a question. What's the one thing, more than any, that brought you back after all these years not being with us in the ring? Do you hear that, Booker? Somebody over here said it. It's Penta El Cerro Miedo. It's Ray Phoenix. It's Brian Pillman Jr. It's Jungle Boy. But before all those young names, there's one guy. So I'm going to go ahead and retire the nickname Voice of the Voiceless because I don't need to be that anymore. This place has a voice. And there's people back there that listen. You know why I'm here. Darby Allen, I watch you. I see you. You're reckless to a point of destruction like you just want to end yourself and I sit back and I look at a guy like you and I look at all the other young talent here in AEW and I say can CM Punk still go? Does CM Punk still have what it takes? Can CM Punk still be the best in the world? And if the answer is yes It starts with Darby Allen because I look at Darby and I see somebody 
That would have been my favorite wrestler when I was 15 years old. I look at Darby Allen and I see myself. He's somebody that doesn't necessarily fit the mold of what somebody else thinks a professional wrestler is. Darby's not the biggest, he's not the strongest, but God damn it, he's got heart. And if I'm gonna answer those questions to myself, can you still go? Can you still be the best? Can you still be the best in the world? That's somebody else's shtick, and you might just be need to be a little bit more patient, okay? Yeah, right? He did that shit on purpose. I love how he, like, outright just put Darby over, though. Yeah, he did a good job with that. Really good job. And did he you hear uh, that, Booker? He had mentioned WWE. And then he teased a little bit. Just a little bit. Putting out this image on his Instagram... For anyone who doesn't know what that image is, looks like... That's an old school picture right there. Looks like two people shaking hands in an indie company. Hmm. Wonder who they could be. Who's the other guy? One's obviously CM Punk. Yeah, well, we obviously know who the other guy is. But uh, Punk wasn't done teasing there. Because then the other image that he put on his Instagram, which I found even more interesting than this one, was this one. Yeah. At that point, that was two uh, two pairs of sneakers. One that had AC, the other one had BW initials on it. There's all kinds of shit in this picture. I'm I'm punk <laughs> I could do another show just in the picture alone. But yeah, the first two images are Adam Cole sneakers, or at least sneakers that say AC on them, next to a picture of Adam Cole, baby. Then the next one are pictures that have a B uh, sneakers that have a BW on them, next to a picture of Bray Wyatt. And the last one, the last two are the Dan, Brian Danielson, CM Punk, Ring of Honor, Handshake, the Code of Honor. I love how George is like, Darby backs himself into a booking corner with this. He gets to have a fantastic match at All Out with CM Punk. What corner is he backed into? Yeah, it's what, what, it's Dar- Darby has an invincible record. I bet we can name a whole bunch right. of people that pin Dar- Darby. Darby's been beaten. Like Darby doesn't need to win this. But Darby's yeah. going to get the fact that he's in this high profile match and let's be real it's the match at all out everybody wants to see which was whatever match cm punk was going to be in Darby gets that honor to be the first one to get a crack at him mm-hmm. so what do we got here that's left on this we got the six man tag team match of darby allen eddie kingston and john moxley being accompanied by sting against the wingmen's Caesar Bonani, G- J.D. Drake, and Ryan Nemeth being accompanied by Peter Avalon. What do the, you think happened? I think that the baby faces went over here, but I think one of my favorite highlights of this whole thing was what I like to call the big fat code red. <laughs> Eddie Kingston's code red. I was trying to think of what I would call this move. That was, you know, just, no, no. Remember um, the old gum they used to have? The, that's, the, that's the code big red. Darby and Allen, only for God's sake. Darby Allen, the legal man. Yes, Avalanche Code Red. Good Lord. Oh, that's one of them ones. He had to do that from the top row for that to come out right. 
what else happened on this that was good? The Christian elite stuff was interesting, right? Yeah. I thought that was good stuff. Somebody was confused on the things that I was saying the past couple weeks. There it is, right there. Don Callis being a carny piece of shit. He showed images from the Indies, proof that Callis fired him in the past. Mr. Callis, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Mr. Callis, look, hey, Christian, hey! No! No, 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 no. I prefer living laxative, but that Oh, I hate to be the bearer of bad news here, Christian, but this backfired extremely poorly in your face. The only thing that video proves right there is that at 10 years old, I was a better athlete than you at 20. And guess what? Fast forward the clock, 27 years later, nothing has changed. <laughs> yeah! You know what that shows? What? That I used my power position to favor my family over talent? You know what that makes me, don't you? I love this. Graham, Vince McMahon, and Vern Gagne. <laughs> but this isn't Eric Watts or Greg Gagne. This is Kenny. By God, Omega. <laughs> oh God. Oh, I love Don Callis, man. He is great. I love how he throws himself into his promos. Like it's amazing. Yeah, not really good shit here. Wow, I uh, I just completely fell asleep standing up. I didn't retain any of that. <laughs> here's the thing, Don. I'm not sure what's weirder, the fact that you manipulated a 10-year-old Kenny Omega or that the adult Kenny Omega is still letting it happen. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, you think you know me? Huh? You think you know me, punk? <laughs> I see what you did there. You think you that, sir? You know what? You want to talk about family? You want to be personal? You know what? I got something I'm going to do about that. Hold my scarf. Hold my scarf. <laughs> you want to talk about family, Christian? This is making me very upset. Hold my jacket. What's going on here? Hold my jacket. He's going to be naked, son, like Ric Flair. What you're going to find out. At All Out is what I knew 25 years ago and what the world is going to see at All Out that when Christian Cage stands next to Kenny Omega you are what you've been your entire career second best it's on oh look at this Brandon Cutler that's spraying the eyes of Christian Cage I'm so sick of Cutler I forget he's there until he pops up on screen I'm like oh you're still here but then I guess uh, why I'm not sick of him. I have to remember he's there. I mean, be sick of him. Where's that? Omega Christian. There was so much on that show. It's, it's thanks to a save from Kazarian, the lead hunter. Caliber. You know the effort these guys will have. Comes and saves Christian with the run-in. Uh, you got a six-man tag team match with the Gun Clubs: Austin Gun, Billy Gun, and Col- Colton Colton Gun. Versus the factories, Aaron Solo, Nick Comaroto, and QT Marshall. And the finish to this actually leads to one of the matches this upcoming weekend. Because yeah. it's, a, it's a big show distraction. 
Going off, big fella. That's for you. Hey, don't be pointing at me, son. Don't be. Don't. Uh-oh. Shouldn't have done that, buddy. Yeah, oh, look at this. Huge kick. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Just got Good the All because of distraction. Got you. Got your plug. Got him. And your boy comes back again, right? What's his name? Which that you one? Like? Cause apparently, I got you know that guy you like a lot. The one with uh, the fucking this dude. Let me bring him up on the screen. Dan, what's his face? Oh yeah. <laughs> I do Dan like this Lam- promo though. I do like this promo yeah. though. Listen to this. Houston show thinking I'm just not getting through to you people with the tough love approach of telling the truth about this dumpster fire of a professional wrestling company. And something occurs to me: what is rule number one in running a business? Know your customers and give them what they want. Here I was, blaming AEW for feeding you chicken shit, knowing you mindless millennials would be eating it up as if it were chicken salad, when it's really been your fault all along. You actually want to see some 12-year-old-looking dorky gymnast that I would stuff into a locker back in high school get on his knee and propose to his girlfriend instead of getting into a fist fight. You want to see the bastard child of Marilyn Manson and Tony Hawk skateboard into the arena while reading a comic book. You want to see some lazy douche in tight jeans and sunglasses wrestle with his hands in his pockets so he can feel cocky in the ring. What you don't want to see is real men because you are not real men. You don't want to see tough guys because you're not tough. Soft and weak wants to see soft and weak. You want to drink your $8 soy lattes, watch videos on TikTok, and go to wrestling shows in safe spaces where it's perfectly acceptable to break down and cry like a baby because your favorite wrestler shows up to work? You don't have to own the toughest team in the world to realize your generation needs some help. And the only way I'm going to help you is by providing role models for you to look up to. Real men who will stand up to the woke masses and show you the way. Real men like former mixed martial arts fighter turned professional wrestler Scorpio Sky. Real men like lifelong martial artist and double black belt in both taekwondo and karate Ethan Page. Men of the year who will stand up for you, fight for you, and set an example for you and your children. God forbid you have any. But who knows? There may still be some hope for you yet. Damn. Yeah, all right. He's good. He's good on the mic. Okay, I'll give him credit. This is what I was waiting for him to have one of these. But yeah, stuff like this is why they brought him in. Yeah, he used to do really shit like good. this all the time well, when he had his little stint in Impact. So. Yeah, I gotta admit, I see why he liked the guy. He does tend to have um, a lot of interesting stuff going on as far as uh, his mic work, you know? I see how he could get a lot of people and hot. And he, like, he is a shoot wrestling fan and a collector, so. We'll see where that goes. Singles match Malachi Black versus Brock Anderson being accompanied by Arn Anderson. Kills Brock. I thought I'd be saying that. Kills Brock something we're not used to saying in this business. No winner of this match. Malika. Black. Then he kills Arn too. Black leaving the ring, which I'm kind of happy of, quite frankly. Uh, he made sure. Oh no! He left the ring to get a steel chair. Arn Anderson entered to help his son. This can't. No, this can't happen. Get the kid and go. Get the kid and get the hell out of there. Security gets some referees. Somebody, somebody. Yeah, Paul, absolutely, Jim. Paul Turner needs to look at the face of Arn on that. Standing right in front of his fallen son. Said, "Get rid of that chair. We'll fight." 
There goes the chair. And Arn, Arn Anderson squaring up, but oh! oh, oh blocked blocked Arn blocks the kick. the kick. And he kicks him in the balls. Not the dick kick. Then he hits him right up. What a roundhouse! Now here's the part where they lose me. Someone explain this to me, right? Malachi Black, intimidating guy, crazy backgrounds, came out of the the insane asylum or whatever. Fucked up. What did they have him in again? It was an insane asylum, right? It was like a mental hospital. Yeah, you just took out this guy. He destroyed Cody Rhodes. You know, he looks really intimidating. Almost beheading Arn Anderson. Is what? Malachi Black? What the hell is wrong with Malachi Black? He has laid waste to the Anderson factory. He's laid the Anderson family. He's laid waste to Cody Rhodes. Malachi Black may be unstoppable. He's a bad son of a gun. Let me tell you this. I've used the term educated feet. How about the valedictorian and the salutatorian? Vincent members. That's a difference maker. This guy could be a champion with one kick. Okay, so this this is the part that throws me off. What's happening here? Wait, wait, look at this! Lee Johnson! Part of the, the Nightmare family! Johnny Lee. They need to pull these guys out. Go hard in the ring from beginning to end. Facing on my fears, laying on the Yeah, keep your eye on And Malachi. He he ran from Lee fucking Johnson? Well, not necessarily ran in the sense of just like, I'm not doing this right now. I already kicked two asses. So. Why, we, we, why see, not, we see heels do we see, we see heels do that all the time. It's not even necessarily whether they're afraid. It's just like, why not kick you know, three? We'll why not kick three asses? Since they're making them stronger, just don't retreat because of Lee Johnson. They couldn't send more people out there with Lee Johnson. That's who he ran from. And then Lee Johnson, could he have taken any longer to get out there to save his buddies? Like, what was he? Was he completely fucking naked? Like, not only did he get to destroy Brock Anderson, but afterwards he got to leisurely walk out of the ring, pick up a steel chair, casually walk back in, have a conversation with Arn, where Arn convinces him to put the fucking chair down, and then manages to block his first finisher, only to get kicked in the balls, to then get kicked again. Then he gets to celebrate, and his whole music track plays. And he gets to climb up on the top turnbuckle. He he gets to climb up on the top turnbuckle and sit on the top turnbuckle and look around at everybody in the crowd taunting them while his whole music track plays. Climb back down and walk across to the other side of the fucking ropes. And then the music hits. He felt bad, so he left him there. He was like, nah, it's not your time yet, young one. That's not even a running at that point. I'll kick you with the face. That's not a running at that point. That's more like a DMV in, right? Like he went on, he waited in line. He took a number. Oh my God. You know, that fi- what we call it now? He filled out the long application and then he was sent to another <laughs> line. And then there they told him to take a number and wait by that window over there. He waited for 30, 35 to be called. Then when he, you know, like what the fuck was Lee Yo, Johnson doing? Can, trying to get everybody else? Can we call, can we call it that now? A DMV in? Yeah, he DMV'd in. He got there. He couldn't have been there any later. At that point, I would have just been like, forget it. Like, if I was him, like, I would have been putting one boot on. I would have been like, ah, fuck it. Too late. May as well just go out afterwards. That's probably you know? right. <laughs> That's probably why Malachi left. It was just like, this motherfucker took too long. Fuck this shit. I'm like, I like uh, too precious. I got shit to do, all right? He got here <laughs> so late and then had the balls to have his music play. 
I don't know what's worse, the fact that he took that long or the fact that he was the only one to the ring when a producer's out there getting his ass kicked. Aren't there people like writing Gorilla? The, who, who hit the button for the music? Lee Johnson is who scared him away. Sometimes, you know what I think they need to do? They need to do the opposite of writing a script. They need to deconstruct a script. That'll help them. And what I mean by that is, and it will, I think this helps with any show, whenever you want to review something, bring it back down to base script form. That's sort of what I do. And then when it reads out, if it seems stupid, then, then now you know. That reads like shit. If I'm not watching it, that reads like utter shit to anyone who's like a long-term fan because you have Malachi Black out there and this whole thing happens. It sounds cool. You know, Brock Anderson's his son. He gets taken out. There's the guy who took out Cody. Arn being experienced blocked the, the, the black mass and he got hit by the dick kick. And then Lee Johnson came and chased him off. You see the way that reads? It doesn't matter how anything else happens here. That reads like shit. If I'm just well, reading the results read of this. To, they're going to wrestle what next week? Because that's where it always leads. That's the most. Like, that's the shittiest part of all. Like, that, that, it, it, it's it's kind of like why kick his ass for free, right? But that's the shittiest part of all that they teased a Lee Johnson versus Malachi Black fight that'll probably happen next week. Why? Who cares about Lee Johnson fighting Malachi Black? They keep putting the fucking nightmare people in these big storylines. No one knows who Lee Johnson is. And at the end of that script where Lee Johnson saves everyone, it, it looks like something's missing. It almost looks like Lee Johnson is a placeholder for who you would have really sent there for that. So that's what I mean sometimes about their strange decision making here. What's Lee Johnson's finisher? Shoot, I'm not sure. Me neither. What's his signature? And, and, I don't know. And, and anyways, all this is building up till Cody gets back. So, Yeah, I know. He's, but he's, but... he's, he's, he's going to carve through. It's not going to matter what's going to happen because he's going to carve through that family and then Cody's going to back coming back and then we'll get the match we want. Of course, yeah. But I'm just saying it's, it's just that the family. That's what Brody did. Brody ripped through the whole Nightmare family and then Cody came back around. Right, that, which, I, which is fine. But they carved through better people. And I don't mean that in disrespect. There was, was less of them when he, to, when Brody was here. You know, I, and it's like I can't even think of who I would put. But I'm just saying. Then if you don't have better people than that, then the storyline doesn't work, and you can't do this. Then the, it can't be that Lee Johnson is one of the people in this angle. It's the same exact reason why I had a problem with with them with that other fucking angle they were doing, where half the Nightmare Family turned heel. They're really trying to keep these guys incorporated into like the big angles. And all they're doing is muddying the big angles. Malachi Black has nowhere near any Nightmare Family people with the way that they presented him. My personal opinion, I was never high on Aleister Black in NXT. I was never super high on Aleister Black in Raw either. I just always thought he was I. I know the internet always considered him one of their darlings. So sure. But what I'm saying is that if, based on the internet's opinion of him, not my own, because again, I just think he's I, but based on the way they present him and the way he came out and the people he's taken out, like how do you go from that to Lee Johnson? Put him in like matches with a, with another heel against Lee Johnson and another Nightmare Family guy, like two on two, because obviously he's going to kill the guy. You know, it just, like I said, it's just disappointing to me that like that shit like that happens. And it's weird when it does, because it almost feels out of place. And I get it. They want to push other talent, but that's not really the way other talent wants to see it. And that certainly is not the way to do it. I didn't know what was going on when the music hit. I didn't know who the fuck that was. It was like, what? Who is this? An, another debut? <laughs> it's like, it's Lee Johnson. Don't try to pop me with Lee Johnson. A whole bunch of dramatic shit just happened. I just watched Arn Anderson, one of the four horsemen, block a fucking kick and then get kicked in the balls and his son's on the ground. And you f- fuck off here with the segment. Anyway, moving along. 
What do we got? Was that the end? That wasn't it, right? No, no. They still had um, Jurassic mm-hmm. Express versus Lucha Brothers. No, they don't. That's it. Guy Black taking a leap from the ring. Lee Johnson, one of the great young athletes in AEW. A member of the Nightmare family. And he's keeping his eye on Malachi Black. JR will be back on TNT this Friday night with AEW Rampage. But then we'll be at the Now Arena next week for Dynamite and Rampage. That is the end of Dynamite, homie. Oh, yeah, because everything else continued over um, on Rampage. Yeah, you had me confused when I was like, really? Not I was. So it went off the air. That's what I mean. Like a few things. Even if I, if you're gonna do the Lee Johnson, it went off the air with with the Lee Johnson Malachi Black face off. I almost feel like if you would have put every person in the entire world that watches AEW in a room one at a time with a survey of who they would have put in that spot for the Malachi Black thing, not one person would have picked Lee Johnson. They got to be careful about that. I'm not saying there's not room for the young guys, but I'm saying that it's weird how sometimes there'll be a hot feud going on that involves Cody or Brody Lee when he was here or somebody like like that. And uh, then they'll just throw in like randomly. Oh, look who it is. It's Nick Comoroto. And you're like, what? Why? Because he knows him? Fuck off. Has to be a bit more of a hierarchy. They're not going to get the other guys over that way. It is going to take time. I don't think it should take the time it does in WWE where you're here all week and all year. I mean, all the while we got young Brock Lesnar guy doing security, so it could be worse. True, but at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> he was true. over here talking about how much of a specimen this was. He was just cannon fodder for Joe now. And I was like, true, but at the same time, and again, this is just me backseat booking, I would have done an angle where Lee Johnson was the one that was out there getting his ass kicked. And then Arn Anderson, being part of the Cody Rhodes thing, came out to help Lee Johnson. And then he gets kicked in the balls and the black mass and all that other stuff. And then his son comes out and chases away Malachi Black. Because then it makes Brock Anderson, who everyone's expecting to be intimidating, look intimidating. And he came and saved his father. As opposed to his father just being there to walk his boy to the ring, it put him like, you know, it makes him more like a man thing because he saved his father. First time we've seen them interact, even though we knew they were father and son at this point, he saved his father and he changed it, chases Malachi Black away. And now next week, we're getting Brock Anderson versus uh, Malachi Black in a match that's not this shitty one where they squash him. He could still lose, but maybe John Cena lose him where it was like he almost wins or he had the, he had a moment where it looked close, but he still just not squash him. And make him as green as that while Lee fucking Johnson is doing the save here that nobody knows. And everyone still winds up at the end with these guys defeated. Because obviously no matter what next week Lee Johnson loses, it will be next week. Brock Anderson loses. Nothing really changes. Except I guess a little bit more of the rankings. You'd be more invested in a Brock Anderson no matter what than a Lee Johnson. The proof is that I know I'm not. No matter how much I try to promise you guys, I'm not going to fully pay attention to that. I've tried with the Nightmare Family stuff i'm talking the lower tier guys i just can't pay attention to it like i don't fucking care i never pay attention to those matches you'll never hear me talk about the good spots of nick Comoroto and lee johnson all these guys because like no one gives a shit about that and i challenge any aw people to tell me otherwise no one fucking cares about those hey that was the end of uh that was the end of aw dynamite they went off the air with lee fucking johnson chasing off malachi black they did an overnight average of 1,172,000 viewers, almost a 2 million. 620,000 of those were in the 18 to 49 demographic with a 0.48 rating. 
This is way above the 975,000 viewers that they did last week with the 0.35 and the 18 to 49 demographic. What's the answer? They are way up, way up, way up, way up. And the reality is that, yeah, and the reality is that unless you're going to deconstruct something the way we're doing on here, where you're going to put it down on paper and you're really going to look at the cast and the characters and the script, most people forgot all about that shitty, terrible, awful, embarrassing segment because there was so much other good stuff there. You know what I mean? If one person shits their pants in a room full of roses, you might not smell it. Yeah, you're not, you're not going to think about that guy. You're going to be thinking about the roses. You know, and maybe we're going to got way more roses than shitty pants. And maybe we're going to hear years from now that Lee Johnson's amazing and that he always had been amazing and they always saw it in it. And it'll be just like Roman where we were like, yeah, you know, he was amazing after all. But it's like it doesn't change the fact that the way you, you did that in the beginning could have been way different. You know, who knows? I'm, I'm sure there has to be a backstory. These, all these people seem to know what they're doing otherwise, so there must be something about people I like Lee Johnson. I figure like this. If we made it through Roman, we'll be okay. No, I because know. That's Roman's what I'm saying. They, they must know what they're doing as far as the fact that Lee Johnson has something to him, but it's just unfortunate that they're just not conveying it good at all. He's always in the wrong fucking angle. No one was saying, oh man, Malachi Black, think of all the, all the possibilities. Malachi Black versus Moxley. Malachi Black versus lee johnson <laughs> i mean at the end of the day and it's like it, the, the, the way they look at it is like you can have to tiptoe like a bitch in the pool you can get thrown in and swim like a man they told that kid get your ass in there and swim he's either gonna swim or he's gonna drown one of you he's gonna come on next week and get beat in a match that's under two minutes even though people kick out of four or five finishers it's weird i mean yeah but hey but anyway, afterwards cm punk did some sort of a promo i think that was caught on phone or something is this cm punk promo phono have a look here. Oh, no, hell no. <laughs> Thank you. And I just got to come back out here and say that it's just so cool to be here. It's cool that you all came here and you stayed. I know it's late. I know sometimes the shows can be long. But you sit in your seats and you're enthusiastic and you give everybody here everything you got because everybody at least that I've seen. Is that Dynamite or Rampage? Because I have one for Rampage that has a better camera if they're both the same one that they put out. Yeah, I want to say if Christian was there, I think I want I want for Rampage. Let me take a look then. Because Christian couldn't... I know there was one from Rampage with him and Christian. What, did him and Christian end every show? Fuck out of here. That has to be the one that they no, put no, out. Cri- no, Christian was in the main event of Rampage. Right, so that has to be... Brother... I never thought I'd be over enough to be able to be the guy that came out here to send everybody home, but... Probably the same one, right? I know I'm not a champion like you, but I just got to come back out here and say that it's just so cool to be here. It's cool that you all came here and you stayed. I know it's late. I know sometimes the shows can be long, but you sit in your seats and you're enthusiastic and you give everybody here everything you got because everybody, at least that I've seen so far, gives you everything that they have. I just want to say that I'm super grateful and I know eventually the luster will kind of wear off and the shine of CM Punk coming out and just having a good time and listening to Cult of Personality is going to wear off. But just know 
that until it does wear off, I'm going to keep doing it and I'm going to keep trying to soak it in as much as I possibly can. If I may. And by the way, it was a great surprise. I wasn't let down at all, just, just so you know. Uh, look, I, I, I dig the humble CM Punk, but I'm going to speak for everybody. It's a big fucking deal that you're here, man. I don't think I've ever heard a Christian say fuck before. I had to pinch myself sometimes. Who would have thought in 2021, Christian Cage by the way, and CM Punk would be standing was, uh, in this ring together? Kaz and, listen, uh, Frank and listen, Christian won the main event. This, this business, it doesn't owe anybody anything, right? But we give our hearts and souls. And listen, like you said before, sometimes you fall in and out of love with things, but you never, you never truly let it go. And... I, for one, am glad you got this passion back, and I cannot wait to see what you do in here, man. I speak for everybody else in here. Again, it's a big fucking deal you're here. I just want to say, as a guy, that has been in AEW since day one. Christian Cage, CM Punk, you are welcome additions to this company. And on behalf of all the other AEW OGs, thank you both for being here. Now let's kick this motherfucker into full gear. No, 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 that's a different pay-per-view. The next one's all out. How come I know this already and you don't? You've been here since day one. This guy doesn't even know the name of the next pay-per-view. Uh, I, 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 I didn't get an ice cream bar. You didn't... You didn't get an ice cream bar? No, but I'm kind of shredded, so I don't know if I should eat one. I think you can afford it. The good news is, if any of you are coming to the now, it's, it used to be the Sears Center, but it's the now arena. Now it's the now arena. There's going to be ice cream bars there on sale, so. Yeah. That's how I get you. I give them away for free on Friday, and now you got to pay for them. I'm sorry. I need to buy kibble for Larry. I dragged him back out here because I think it's neat that he didn't get to wrestle for a very long time and we didn't know if he was ever going to be able to, but now we know he can. And we didn't know if I was ever going to wrestle again, but now we know I am. And it's because of all of you, honestly, so you should give yourselves a, a round of applause. And if you liked what you saw, tell your friends, tell your family, tweet about it. And if you didn't like it, shut the fuck up. Damn, it's good to have him back. Oh, it's, it's good to have both of them back. Because it's like, yeah. holy crap, like... This roster is really cool. I will say that. And that's, I guess maybe that's the reason why I get jaded about it sometimes. Because when you look at the crazy roster that they have, you could do anything, you know? 
I think what it is, and feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, I think the way you're looking at it when you see this roster, I guess it's like your expectation gets higher with it, if I'm right. Yeah, because it's like you got everyone from WCW. Got whoever thought you'd be in a world where like you could watch Christian Cage be the TNA champion on the same show where Kenny Omega's the world champion and CM Punk had right. a promo and Mark Henry and Big Show are doing fucking commentary with JR and Tony Schiavone. It's right. so fuck. It's like there's so much going on here, you know. And I get it. They want to give the younger talent a chance, which is always the thing to do. It's just the, the way they insert some of them. It's just kind of like man, they need their own shit. Because you, can, no one's gonna buy that. Yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, their ratings say that people are buying it right now. Like, it's hard to speak for everybody because of how many people support this. No, it's easy. We're not, we just no, don't I'm have the time to do it on. looking forward to a Lee Johnson match. No, but it's easy. But we have we have the power to do it on this show. Like they do it literally. That is how they do it. We can do a breakdown. I don't want to, but the you bet the TNT does it and USA does it and so do WWE and AEW. They can see when the ratings shoot up on segment and when the ratings drop. That's how they were able to say stuff like the like like what segment with the this is your life rock segment with Mick Foley and the Rock. Remember the whole reason they were able to tell how successful that segment was was because the ratings shot up even though Vince didn't like it. The ratings were going up during it. So they can literally tell what works and what doesn't on a moment-to-moment basis. That's how ratings work. So I guarantee you if we were to go back and look at the breakdown later, the Lee Johnson shit next week is going to be a low point. So, like, it really does matter. They have a lot of eyes on them, but that's what makes it more important because that means that it becomes more obvious when those eyes dip. Before it was, let's see when we get a lot of eyes on us. Now it's a lot of eyes are on you. And now it's going to become more obvious where your weak points are, because now we're going to be able to look at those ratings and we're going to be able to say this shit bombed. And then later on, it went back to normal because that's what happens with good Raws and good Smackdowns. So that's why I'm saying it's dangerous when you're doing something like that and suddenly have Lee Johnson come out. Because if you literally went from CM Punk to Christian to Cody to Brock Anderson to Arn Anderson to Lee Johnson... I bet that the ratings went with you. Just something to keep in mind if that's where the goal is. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying it's not the case, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, I'm looking at it from the other side as well. It's like this company, they try stuff, but if something clearly shits the bed, like that fucking Nightmare Collective thing did, they killed that quick. Like, I believe like, we've the- seen we, We've seen stuff, stuff bomb, and they just shut it down. But, like, but then we've seen them ride stuff out and then see where it ends. But like someone in the chat asked, why don't they, instead of having Darby, which I don't agree with, but why don't they do something like Sean Spears with CM Punk or something like that? Why not do, in this situation, Sean Spears with, Ma- with, with Malachi Black against Brock Anderson and Lee Johnson so that there's enough food on the plate that people don't mind having some peas with their meat and potatoes? You know what I mean? It's kind of like, yeah. don't don't feed everybody the steak the potatoes and then the cake and then afterwards be like here come the peas you know because that's sort of how i feel this was you could even still have everybody here the same players but i just kind of felt like just again i hate to bury the guy i'm not trying to but the fucking lee johnson running at the end of all that and using a comparison even having to use like the big company as a comparison imagine if that would have happened like in any era where the running was was like retroactively from the front to the back like we start off with stone cold and rock getting their ass kicked during the alliance invasion and then the last person to come in to chase everybody out is fucking crash holly 
you know, or something. It's just a weird choice of things that happen sometimes here. I agree with people when they say it's a good show, but sometimes it's weird. Anyway, we're going to stay on AEW because I don't feel like going back and forth and they are the focus and I want to get their poll over more than I'm worried about anything that's happening with WWE. Uh, which brings us to yeah. brings us to Rampage with the AEW World Tag Team Title Eliminated Tournament Final Match: The Lucha Brothers, Penta El Cero Miedo, and Ray Phoenix with Alex Abrahantes against the Jurassic Express's Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, being accompanied by Marco Stunt. And uh, what even was the finish to this? I know that the the uh, the Lucha Bros went over. I forget exactly yeah, what the double team. Um, they got these super kicked. Poor Luchasaurus, I believe, got super kicked straight to hell, pretty much. Yeah, let me go back into my archives here so that we could bring up some stuff. This stuff I want to talk about. I never thought I would say this, but there's probably more shit at, in Rampage. By the way, I like the way they added CM Punk to the intro. Do you see that? Yeah, that was dope. Yeah, I'll show you guys here real quick just so you can see the little. This is Rampage, baby. Yeah, I just thought that was cool. It makes perfect sense because, I mean, he's such a key piece of Rampage's history now. Mm-hmm. This is a nice sequence. The fastest 60 minutes in this pro was wrestling. A good match Side headlock here by Jungle Boy. So and that perhaps quick. the fastest two performers in AEW with Phoenix and Jungle Boy. Look at these two. That's fast. It's quick. No doubt. Super athletic. Both these athletes that are in the ring right now for their teams. Bypass there by Jungle Boy. Ray Phoenix puts on the brakes. Whoa! Jungle Boy tried for the drop kick. Ray Phoenix tried for that kick. Junk. Oh, wow. my goodness. You don't see that much. <laughs> you see things you you'll never see, see anywhere. Exactly, Mark. Good Lord. Jungle Boy coming around the corner. Look at this. Common Geary rocks Ray Phoenix. Yeah, he's not done, Jungle Boy. Falls off the back. what that's called. Back of Phoenix, the Casadora into the arm wow. drag. Beautiful. And Chris, you've been in the ring with Jungle Boy. Oh. You know exactly how fast and how dangerous he can be. I have. It looks like Phoenix is kind of down here. Yeah, there's, there's Look at this Greek guy. Freak, the Greek Freak. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Number one guy in the NBA. Giannis, of course. But yeah, it looks good, right? If they flow so well together. See what I mean? This is what we're here for, man. It's, it's no disrespect to anybody, but look at how this is crazy. This is incredible shit. Well, I want to make sure well, that whatever... In their defense, you can't go full throttle all so long. That's how you burn people out. I know, you but I want to make sure that... that, that I want to make sure that if I invite somebody over or they happen to be here and I flip to that, that Nick Comoroto's not beating up Lee Johnson. You know, because I'm going to be like, shit. I have to explain my way out of this break one. Yeah, I'm going to break that match. Yeah, you know, it's like this is important. If I know the match is gonna suck, I'm gonna be like, "Yo, get some, get some beer real quick, make a run." Because <laughs> I'm just like, you know, and it's important that people see these things right now. We could have that happen later on when we blow up, but right now, even if they are blowing up, but let's keep it that way. We'll worry about that shit later. You know, don't be MC Hammer. He tried to feed everybody on the way up and then wound up poor. You know, get to the top and then feed everybody. I guess I don't know. Also, I like Jungle Boy. I just finished putting him over and everything. We're going to jump a little bit ahead in this match. Because as much as I like Jungle Boy and everything, my suspension of disbelief does not go as far as the level of punishment that he's taking from fucking Penta here. Like, after all, it's like, all right, dude. Look at here he comes. Oh, Look at how fucking... Yo, he... And he kicked what him on the, the fuck? Side too. Cheap. You saw how hard... What? Shot. 
but effective. Sharp. You could, couldn't say <laughs> what in the hell? Let's see now. Right the now, Bucks the love it. champs love it. I wonder who the. It doesn't even look at how bad this ass whipping is. Bucks would love to see advance. Yeah. I really do want to. That's a great point. Who would, who would you think? Oh, my gosh. Kicks him upside down, Sean right? got stood up in the corner. And by look Penta at this. Now. Penta. The... Oh, massive backbreaker by Penta. El- Over that backbreaker, El- right? Miedo. He's got Jungle Boy hooked up. That is awful. I think that was his old finisher, Luchacho Brown. Let me tell you something. Full disclosure, breaking kayfabe here. I have a habit from doing this so long. Whenever I have my notes or whatever around, well, like when something when something happens, just to finish. A lot of the time, before the ref even slides in, I'm just writing down in the spot that I have for the finish the sequence. I already wrote by the time this ref was in that position right there. I already wrote that in as the finish because it was like they worked me. I'm not going to deny it. I'm not ashamed. They worked me. I didn't think that he was alive after that. It was like, all right, he kicked his fucking head and then hit him with everything that makes sounds upside down, right side up and shit. And then it was like all over the place. And then finally, to make matters worse, it ended with that terrible fucking driver where it looks like he hits you with both a leg drop and a driver because you, you rotate on the way down. It was just like, I just assumed he was dead. I didn't give it a second thought. I wasn't even looking at the screen. <laughs> When this motherfucker kicked out, it was like, why did he kick out? Like that was a that was an execution. <laughs> what the fuck? A false finish. And when you look at it, it was literally twenty eight seconds. He hit him with all of those moves in twenty eight seconds. Yo, Pentagon's fucking combinations are nuts. That motherfucker. I've seen him hit almost his whole arsenal in less time. Dude, cheap shot, but effective. Couldn't have said it any better than. I have to go back a little bit on this one more time just because I can't fucking believe. Right. I just can't believe how much damage. I legit thought that was the end. Yeah, yeah, here he comes. Oh, hits him right in the back of the head. And he Gold kicked him on the blind side, too. Yeah, he did. Really fucking hard with all his strength. Couldn't have said it any better than myself, Taz. Let's see now. Right the now, Bucks the love it. champs love it. I wonder who the Bucks would love to see advance. I really do want to That's a great point. Who would, who would you think? Oh, my gosh. Jungle Boy got stood up in the corner by Penta. And now Penta... Oh, that massive backbreaker! By that backbreaker looks Miano. terrible. He's got jungle boy. Look at how this looks, though. Yeah, so Look at how that fucking thing looks, though. One, two, oh, that was so close. That Paul Turner, two point nine nine. Even Giannis. Yeah, that shouldn't even be a two point. He should be able to count to like twenty after hitting someone with that many things in under twenty eight seconds. But yeah, I guess they really love Jungle Boy for him to survive that. That kid's only been fighting at the top level just about all ADW. Now he needs a title. Now he needs a title because I I literally had to backspace over what I thought was his end after (laughs) seeing that shit. I was like, wait a minute, there's more match? Who else is here? Is it bad that I saw that and just because I've been watching Pentagon so long, I knew that wasn't the finish? I guess. Don't ask me why, but I saw him hit that and I was like, how close is this one going to be? Ooh, that was close. You know, everyone in this is really violent. Crazy Phoenix shit happening here, too that is amazing man 
there's just a level of fear that's just absent with Phoenix. And at this point, I think that the Jungle Boy is going to get fucking Penta PTSD because he's oh, he he has some, this fight. He has some more shit that should kill him. Like, look at this. Jungle Boy and Ray Phoenix doing battle on the ring apron. Watch out. Oh, my God. Oh, look at this. What? Just stay away from him. Whenever he tags in, you tag out. This is sort of like a- we said early on in the days of AEW. The Luchadors aren't cute and cuddly here. And and just there's no there's no good lucha thing. These are assassins. Yeah, that's bad lucha thing. And you didn't even have time to think about it before this. Jungle Boy and a bomb destroyer on the apron side. Jungle Boy just got wiped out by Penta El Cerro Miedo, but Luchasaurus has a chance to end this. Oh boy. He's on the ropes. Oh there's another one. There's another one. He hit Luchasaurus for one. That's fucking crazy. Yo, I don't give a fuck how much P. Williams does not like the fact that he doesn't give as much credit as this move. The shit they do with, with these destroyers are crazy. And then we get some more crazy lucha things. <laughs> Treat a T-Rex. Now what? And more combination offense from the Lucha Bros. The cover. Two. Whoa! And even that's not the fucking finish. God. Every match is a pay-per-view. Every match is a pay-per-view. They go over here. We'll go back a little bit to when they go over. September 5th, inside for the AEW team title. Oh, oh, my oh, oh, my oh, oh they got him. They got him. That's it. Cover. There you go. Yeah. Gotta go a little bit. Oh, my goodness. Jeez. Giannis is losing his mind. <laughs> this guy's making $200 million and he can't believe what he's saying. And look at this. This is how they finished the oh, they, oh, they got him. They got him. So that was the move. But yeah. Oh, I haven't seen them hit that one in a hot minute. Yeah, that's what I was trying to bring up. Crazy shit, man. Oh, yeah. They 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 they, they got they got made. Everybody got their money's worth out of this shit. Yeah, at, uh, mm-hmm. This yeah. Sunday at All Out, we get... Good God, they're going to do it again. We get the Bucks versus the Loser Brothers in a cage this time. Mm-hmm. God help us. Miro has one of the funniest, best intros. I want it in the game. It was so good. Miro has... No, it might want it in the game. Miro has an intro that I had to watch twice. That's how much it entertained me. <laughs> it's so funny. I feel bad for Fuego Del Sol, man, because he really is the S.A. Rios of this company. Yeah, everybody's got to be the S.A. Rios. Somebody's got to be it. This is the first time I ever seen somebody get their intro while they're whipping somebody's ass down the ramp, pyro and all. (laughs) That's the part that I loved. Like, I popped for the fucking pyro. I was like, yo, he whipped his ass down the ramp and then posed for the pyro part. You know what that's the equivalent of? That's that time when I can't remember who it was that ran in. It fucking Rowan just choke slammed him anyway. Oh, I remember exactly what. I don't remember <laughs> who it was. Like I remember what happened. Yeah, look at this. Up, and I'm really pumped up right now. Oh, I, and I love that that's the music. That, that horn. The first you see is Franco the Soul come fucking for. On the debut episode of AEW Rampage, received a contract for. Oh, this is so good. Mark the dominant performance by that man, the TNT champion Miro. Yeah, I was expecting to see guys face. <laughs> I can't believe that shit. God's favorite champion gets his part. Look at this. And he keeps kicking him down the ramp, man. 
And he pick him up. He sort of did the Brock Lesnar lift. Contract. Well, yeah. I know he's Sammy's friend, but he bothers me. But I, I don't. I, I hear what you're saying, Chris, and I kind of agree with you because if you're Miro, you feel disrespected. Oh my God, that moment right there was. I, you don't see. That's one. That's one thing I like about this company. They do things that you don't see. That you would. You would think you would have seen something. I've never seen that before. You they know, like, like they do things that you've never fucking seen before. And that was one of them. Like, I've never in my life seen somebody get their intro while whipping somebody's ass down the ramp like that. <laughs> like, I was so caught up. I have to see this one more. This is so fucking good. And I'm really pumped up right now. Oh, what like, the hell? Yeah, right? Taz had to write, oh, what the hell? On the debut episode of AEW Rampage, received a contract for AEW, but we all The music is perfect for this, too. Performance by that man, the TNT champion, Miro. Yeah, I was expecting to see... <laughs> oh, I'm kind of laughing. It's like Jericho's like, I'm kind of laughing. It's one of the funniest things ever. Motherfucker, they're trying to keep a professional in this moment. I feel like Tony Liz probably be laughing. Oh, man. All right, we're going to move. Shit right there. We're going to move along because there wasn't much of Fuego after that. You have the bunny against Tay Conti, right? The best thing yes. about this match was Jericho again. All I'm saying is if Jericho loses this match, he's got himself a guaranteed future in company. He's another one of those guys that has me rewind commentary. Listen to what he says here about Bunny. Then you got to get to somebody's front. And throw him over the top rope, Mark. Look at this Bunny. She's, she's walking with something wrong with her. She reminds me of a baby from House of a Thousand Corpses. Some weird chick. <laughs> <laughs> she is. Baby. <laughs> <laughs> he broke Mark immediately. Yeah, I love at the end when he goes, she is, baby. <laughs> I just love how he the, he breaks Mark Henry not two seconds into this shit. <laughs> throw him over the top oh, rope, Mark. Look at this bunny. She's, she's walking with something wrong. She reminds me of a baby from House of a Thousand Corpses. Some weird chick. <laughs> Correction. <Baby>. Ten seconds. <laughs> <Baby>. <laughs> and here it's funny. Here is another weird thing with them. I don't know why it is that they do this. Bunny gets her ass kicked. And this is a second one of somebody getting their ass kicked to disbelievable proportions, if that's even a way to put it. Like she really gets her ass kicked here. Like it becomes an ass kicking parade. So look at this here. There's something wrong with her, like I said. Crazy baby bunny. It's working for her right now, though. Look at the amount of offense that this girl gets here with. She lost the Ty Conti. Bunny did, yeah. And oh, reversal. Out. Nice. Look at that. Nice. There's one of your Chidoka throws. No doubt. Those are drop Sayanagis. Just pretend that arm is a gi. She's That's hitting her with all those, those drops, right? And using Lift, that like that could pull the shoulder out of socket. But the oh, no. Oh, the knee into the face of the bunny, Ty Conti. She's out of right. yeah, yeah, right. right. it. doesn't even end there. She's definitely out. Yeah, no, you're right. She, and she hits it with this shit. Confused. Look at this. Ty Conti once again. <laughs> and it doesn't even end there. It's like a boss man slam. Uh, Big oh. man. Big Ray. Listen to the crowd. She's got him. Finish it. Line her up. Ty Conti's lining up the bunny. Oh! It doesn't even end there. She's not done. And another, another one. 
Oh, that's even on there. Eight and it doesn't even end there. She got three fucking pumpkins in the corner, kicking this girl's back. Now she's completely. They talk about how she's out on her feet there a few times, right? Penelope, Penelope Ford now. So Penelope shows up, but Eve, that doesn't stop her from getting hit with that shit again. And then she gets hit with this. Look, so she stopped, and it still doesn't stop her from getting hit with a fucking super kick. And somehow, and somehow with the offense, we did, this girl was conscious when she gets kicked. Keep in mind, after everything that happened, the last thing that happened was she got super kicked into this corner. How is she even alive to take, what is he giving her, brass knuckles or something? Man, she got hit with so much stuff. That how would she still even be alive? They just finished saying she was out on her feet. And, this, and she was like running. She was running corners, kicking this bitch in the corner. Man. <laughs> like she is. And then here's the worst part of the whole thing after that. So Penelope distracts her, right? She punches Conti with the brass knuckles. Goes for the cover. Bad enough that she's perfectly fine to do that after the shit we saw her get hit with. That's an Match is over. She doesn't sell at all. We we watched her get get put in fireman's carry and thrown into a knee twice, thrown into all the corners, hit with all kinds of shit, super kicks, crazy shit. She sells nothing after that. Not only was she able to get the knuckles, but she sells nothing. She's smiling out of the face she got kicked like in 23 fucking times. And it doesn't even end here with the bad part of this. An agreement to be... To be part- Poor Ty Conti, who got most of the offense and is doing the fucking selling here. Look at this shit. Ty Conti, who got hit with the stupid knuckles, but was throwing this girl and running across and hitting her with Yakuza kicks and all kinds of crazy She's the one the fucking house. selling. Royale. It seems like the bunny has found an ally in the super bad girl. What the, the fuck? You're exactly right, Excalibur. We're going to look at the bunny. She's perfectly fine after we saw it. It's, it's like that. That's what I mean. There's just these weird parts that happen where it's like, how is that? How did that even happen that way? So that was the other Rampage match. Whew, man. They got to find a balance, boy, because I couldn't believe it. I didn't think that it was a pin that time just because I know them and how crazy they get. But I was just surprised that they were letting this girl get hit with that much shit. Anyway, tag team match was the main event of Christian Cage and Frankie Kazarian against Brandon Cutler and Kenny Omega being accompanied by Don Callis and Michael Naka Nakazawa. With obviously uh, the baby faces going over here like uh, Destin told you before. Yep, Cutler takes a kill switch for the win. Mm-hmm. And then we played the post-match stuff already. You get an old callback from Jericho here. Right now, AEWTIX.com. This company, AEW, we're blessed to all be here. We are on fire, baby. I'm we're on fire! Right fire! Yeah! <laughs> Back to fire! <laughs> After all that time, yeah, callback. You can get in trouble this time, too. That's the best part. Yeah. Rampage Borton, 722,000 viewers. They are down 0. 0.34 in the 18 to 49 demographic. There was no CM Punk here this week compared to the 1,129,000 viewers that they brought in the previous week with the 0.53 in the 18 to 49 demographic they dropped 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 things are starting to level out a little bit more than usual and i guess with that we go into the uh the voting for this sunday's aew right that is correct man i'm gonna throw that up on the screen for you guys oh god i clicked it and it opened up what the fuck i'll click it on this thing that was crazy experience there. I clicked <laughs> right. it and, and it opened up an Internet Explorer. I'm not even joking. 
Ew. <laughs> I was just like, what? I, know that. I mean, it, it could have been worse. It could have opened in Microsoft Edge. No, that would have been an improvement. At that point, at that point, you are, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Just give me a minute and let everybody get it up on their screens. Y'all know we do this as a group. All right, I'm going to bring it up on mine as well. AW all out. Here we go, guys. The Casino Battle Royal, which we don't think we know all the entries to. We might. I'm not entirely sure. I was adding them literally up until the moment we got here. Casino Battle Royal winner receives a shot at the AEW Women's World Championship. Diamante, Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose, Ruby Soho, aka Ruby Riot, Tay Conti, uh, Emi Sakura, Red Velvet, The Bunny, Hikaru Shida, Penelope Ford, Julia Hart, and Big Swall. Any idea who you see going over here? I think amongst all these people, I could see I could see Sheeta taking it because Sheeta hasn't gotten a rematch against Britt. Oh God! So I could maybe see them kicking that one off again. Um, it'd be easier if we knew everybody who was in it. I'd give it to Ty Conti. My pick's gonna be Ty Conti. I feel like she's been putting in the work. You know what? Yeah, you're right. I could. Yeah, that girl's been working her ass off. Like, I feel like I, I think. St- um, I think that match with the bunny was the first time she's lost in a while. So, I feel like no matter what show I watch, she's there. Yeah, that girl wrestles all over the place. Ty Conti. All right. Next up, we have a singles match here. Paul White versus QT Marshall. You know, Paul White's taking this one. That's what I'm going with. I don't want it to be yeah. QT Marshall. Come on. Even if he has QT's can falter in this one. Even if he has Nick Komaroto and Anthony Agogo and Devil Hunter Yoko. I don't give a fuck. Paul White all the way. Did you put some... way more effort in that joke and you should have QT Marshall. Yeah, Paul <laughs> Paul White, uh JR keeps almost accidentally calling him the big show. He's like the the the, the it's Paul White not too great. <laughs> Call him the giant. Are they allowed to use giant or no? I can even call him the giant. Okay, so next up we got the singles match as you guys can see here. Pac versus Andrade El Idolo. Going El Idolo. He just got here, so. I'm going Uh, to. Pac can afford to take the loss. Been AEW since the beginning. He'll be all right. Mm -hmm. I'm right there with you. Singles match of John Moxley against Satoshi Kojima. Continuing his trend of calling out New Japan guys, which, of course, I'm going for Mox. Yeah, I got to go for Mox here, too. We'll see Kojima taking this. It'll be a match, but yeah, Mox is taking this one. The final fight. If Jericho loses, he will never wrestle again. MJ versus Chris Jericho. Ooh. See, this one is tough for me because I'm also thinking of MJF long term. But then he's beaten Jericho already once before. So yeah, yeah, I think I can see Jericho taking this. Yeah, me too. I'm not buying any retirement here, Jericho. Once I thought back to the fact, it's like it's not like he hasn't beaten him yet. So it's just like, yeah, okay, yeah, MJF can take it all. So mm-hmm. not buying it at all. Miro versus Eddie Kingston. Oh yeah, Miro's taking this after that. After that, Fuego del Sol last whooping, like yeah, I'm sold. <laughs> Miro, I think, Any man still has whoop his ass and still get the pyro. Like yeah, Miro still needs to add some credibility to that run. So I'm going Miro also. AEW Women World Title Match. Dr. Britt Baker DMD with Jamie Hayter and Rebel being accompanied. Oh, yeah. So just them against Chris Statlander. Statlander going along. Um, I feel like I, I, I'm, not, I'm not over the Britt Baker run yet. Me neither. I think this has to keep yeah. going. So I'm going with Britt. 
And Chris hasn't been back long enough to have really built up to be able to beat Britt Baker yet. No, definitely not. So easy enough for that one. And next up, probably the match of the fucking night. Oh my God, I don't know what the hell's going to happen here. This is going to be unreal. God have mercy on our souls. AEW World Tag Titles on the line inside a steel cage. Lucha Brothers versus the Young Bucks. Mm, This is tough. But I gotta go with my boys. I gotta go with Lucha Brothers. Because I think of all of every company they've been in, these AEW tag titles are the ones they haven't gotten yet. And we've seen them beat the Bucks before. So it's not like we it's not like the it's out of the realm of possibility. I guess I'm with you guys. I'll go Lucha Bros this way. Cero Miedo. AEW World Title Match. Kenny Omega defending against Christian Cage. Christian already got the impact title, so yeah, Omega's definitely taking this one. Yeah, I don't see him losing this to Christian. But it did it did it kind of add to the match. It was a smart decision of them having him beat him for the impact title because then to the casual fan, it's like, oh shit, Christian can beat him. Oh, Stasis says DQ no contest. You know what? I like that. I'm going I'm gonna switch too. I think this is good to just throw it out, especially with all the fuckery that's been going on between him and the elites and Don Callis and everything. Yeah. And that way Christian doesn't take a loss and then they can Yeah. And then we can say, fuck this, let's go to the main event like we're about to do. Yeah. Seven years in the fucking making. The main event. The return. Darby Allen versus CM Punk. It's CM Punk in the in the return match I never thought he was going to have because against someone I never knew existed. But definitely someone who uh, who deserves the match and who I can see why it fits. Yeah. Like, I said, like we said before, that promo, he put Darby over huge. And Darby has been one of their top guys. Like he's, He wrestles on every show. He's become one of their most well-known names. I mean, the first footage we actually got to see of the freaking game was him. So yeah, Darby, Darby earned the spot. And Darby it is. No, I'm kidding. CM Punk's winning. Yeah, of course. No, you know Punk's winning this. <laughs> well, yeah, CM Punk. I, it didn't even register that you were joking <laughs> that you were picking Darby. That's how funny that was. Like, it was just like Darby out. In my head, I heard Darby it is to get this marquee spot. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mind didn't even register the joke. No, CM Punk for sure is obviously wins this man. Yeah. Alright, cool. You just hit that finish and it'll make you be finished. Oh. I know, right? And again, as always, if there's any more matches added, we will add them to the top of the poll. You can come back and click on it and just fill out the ones you didn't before and it'll still count. Go to talkbrunch.com. It's the top right of the screen. We have the little icon, the little all-out icon. Just click on that. It'll take you to vote. Uh, yeah. Give everybody a minute to get those in. And, um, get our screen off. We have said it once. We will say it again. You find us another ta- another podcast that does content like this. I've said before that if you, if, if you know of any other show that does stuff like this, then uh, don't even give us anything. If you know anybody who puts as much detail and care into their content, then don't give us anything, you know? If you do, on the other hand, then you should give us some sort of a like, follow, subscribe, recommendation, reshare our stuff. If you can think of anyone on the planet that has a level of content, you know? We ain't talking about, like, spread out over the week. We're talking about the fact that we've been here five hours almost, and it's 5.30 in the morning. Yeah, exactly. If you can think of anyone who puts as much detail into the content, video and audibly... Follow them instead, by all means. 
<laughs> but the fact that y'all still here, I guess y'all have not. So, ha. All right. Was there anything really relevant to talk about with SmackDown? I mean, uh, there's the nothing. Becky. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Becky came back. I'll give I'll give this whole thing about five minutes, and then I'm leaving. So I'll try to give it my best five minutes. I'm, I'm on scrolling through the whole thing now to see if there was anything else besides that. Oh, I'm not even scrolling. I'm using. I'm gonna go through the video. So yeah, Becky Becky heel turn attempt. I'm gonna call it an attempt because it's not gonna work. Yeah, it's gonna be just like the last time. The crowd's gonna cheer her. Time to say that I am sorry. Absolutely nothing! <laughs> I have been in WWE for long enough to know that everything is about timing. And you can call it a lucky break, but really all it is is when opportunity meets preparation. And all I needed was an opportunity because if you think I wasn't preparing for this every second of every day, then you haven't been paying attention to my career. They're popping now. Yeah, and of course she you know, doesn't like this it. Could have, this failure could have already been avoided if you had just kept her face to begin with. The crowd's mm. never going to move her. Stop trying. And then they have the nerve to do that shit they do where they bring all the girls out to want a title shot. And In other words, their whole roster right now. And then Bianca basically says, let's do this now. And I love Becky's response. Me and the man. So, Becky, <laughs> forget them. How about we do this right? Let's give the people the match that they want. The EST versus the man tonight. Let's do it. Nah. Uh-huh. Not tonight. Not tonight. Wow. Well, Bianca Belair is not going to get her opportunity. She's going to have to wait. Uh-huh. I like that. Nope. I, I just love the way she responded. Like that, that was the only originality I saw in that whole thing. Just nah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Anyway, they have a WWE SmackDown Women's Title Number One Contender Fatal Four Way Elimination Match. Don't know why. Maybe they just wanted to eat time here with Lena Vega against Carmella against Liv Morgan against Bianca Belair. Finish being the well, not really even. What's the finish? The uh, there was a KOD. We wound up with the same shit. Yeah. We wound up right back where we were before exactly the whole thing happened. You, you know, Zelina gets eliminated. Right Everybody gets eliminated. Liv Morgan, they come out and talk about how this is her opportunity, and she gets hit with the KOD. All she really like gets to do is cover like Carmella. Like she hasn't been gone like a fucking month. Yeah, all she really gets to do is cover Carmella. It was a waste of time. I mean, yeah. At one point. You to give us Becky, and you could have just announced it. Like At one point, Bianca almost dropped Zelina. That was the only highlight, and I really don't feel like going back to that highlight right now. Um yeah. Cesaro versus Chad Gable was chuffa. I'm not talking about just wrestling matches on here anymore. We have too much shit to cover. Um, they did show a little bit more Baron Corbin's comeback, but you already have seen those videos, so I'll just skip to what happy they do Corbin. here, which is Happy Corbin. I do want to show that. Baron, Baron Corbin. <laughs> you can address me as Happy Corbin. Yes, Happy Corbin. Okay, happy Corbin. You look like a whole new man. <laughs> Have you not been paying attention to my social media? Luck is finally on my side after months. I'm filthy rich and I'm happy. <laughs> I love how he got heat for being happy. 
Well, in the wake of SummerSlam, the island. Yo, like they, he got, he got happy heat. I want to see you miserable, you prick. Like I've never seen somebody get heated in the center. Like, I'm happy. My life's turned around. They were like, woo. <laughs> they don't like that <laughs> in the storyline. They, they booed his fucking happiness. <laughs> He didn't say anything negative at all. Heat? They just weren't happy that he's all right. <laughs> That's amazing. Of all the things you can be waiting for all week, that's what you choose. Interesting. Yo, the music. It's a true riches to rags, back to riches story. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Happy. No, he still owes me 100 American dollars, and uh, I don't like the odds of him paying me back. Even though apparently now he's he's hit it big again. <laughs> I love the music, man. Are you <laughs> like what happened to you, man? Remember a long time ago we talked about how they trademarked Happy Corbin back when he was down in the dumps. Oh, now we see why. And we said we that whatever's gonna happen, he's gonna wind up Happy Corbin. Now we know how we were gonna do it. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. Um, you get a tag team match of, of Nick of Nakamura and Rick Boggs and, and against the Dirty Dogs. Chuffa. Killed him. Yeah. You get racist, you Sonya. No, what were you gonna say? I almost started to say we might as well just skip to the for the finale. <laughs> now you get racist Sonya first. Yeah, yeah, we can't ever get racist Sonya. Oh this is my first match. Naomi, I gotta be honest with you. I didn't even know you were coming to SmackDown. Matter of fact, no one even repeat that with me. That's probably something that I'm here to buy my back that I didn't know about. A- anyway, you're here. You're welcome to SmackDown. It's fine. It is what it is. I just don't know if you'll measure up, to be honest. Measure up? Hold on. Because I ain't new to this. I'm true to this. Mm-hmm. I am a two-time SmackDown Women's Champion. So I don't understand what Listen, you mean. I'm going to think about it and I'll let you know next week, okay? I was just kidding about her being racist. She's just being a bitch there. <laughs> I'm hoping. I'm hoping that this is leading to Naomi joining the bloodline. That's the only logical reason for her to be on SmackDown. Because she shows up here. No one wants to push her. They're treating her like shit. Go to the bloodline. They'll fix that right up. Roman will get you six pushes. <laughs> like, understand when this push ends, I want five more pushes for after this. Sami Zayn fights Dominic Mysterio and Dominic loses. Ray before the match tells Dominic that he's time to let him fly on his own, essentially breaking up the tag team. He loses. Ray comes out concerned for him. Salty Dom walks away. I don't know what Ray did that makes him pissed, aside from him being there for him, but sure. Salty Dom. Let down his pappy. There's some skepticism throughout this entire SmackDown in regards to Paul Heyman being left outside of the Usos and Raymond and, and, and Roman's room because of the fact that they were suspicious of the fact that he might have known all along that uh, Lesnar was going to be at SummerSlam and they were questioning where his loyalties lie in an almost indirect way without actually outright saying it. But at the end of the day, ultimately what winds up happening is he presents the title to Roman under the assumption that Roman's going to need to carry the title to the ring because he's not welcome out there with them. And then Roman kind of looks at him like, what are you doing handing it to me now? And he's like, you know, yeah, this is a celebration for the family. And he's just kind of like, wise man, you are family. And then like, they all go out there and do the, uh, 
the the uh you know bloodline thing nice shirt right you seen his shirts oh that shirt is dope i want it yo why are all his shirts so badass now you see that that's a cool shirt get that up on the full crop there look at that shit it is a family celebration here on smackdown You know what I would do? I know no one wanted to do this. I like that shot, by the way. That's a really cool shot. Oh, that's beautiful. I might take that screenshot, too. Just I'm just taking screenshots of my looking artist here. This is like Pokemon Snap for me. Right. <laughs> I was over here like, ooh, I want that one, too. Here we go. I would leave the titles on all of them plus Naomi for like an, an absurd amount of time. Like, I mean... I would go well over a year, almost into two years without any. By the way, Roman did just hit a year. Yeah, I would just not. I would have her win, too. And I would just keep the titles rested on them for like an extended fucking amount of time, just to the point where it becomes like a thing to the point where it's kind of like automatically, you know, like if somebody asking wrestling who has the titles in WWE, it's the people from the bloodline. I would just leave it there until they do get The Rock to come in and be part of this angle in some way against Roman or some shit. I would make the bloodline the focal fucking point of everything that I'm doing in regards to SmackDown. I would never have him lose. I would have everybody in there always look strong, practically fucking invincible and unstoppable on as for the foreseeable future and honestly there's nothing there's no better alternative i don't see like well we could have this person as champ or that person as champ there's nothing strong enough happening in the company right now that i kind of feel like yeah i would just leave it that way like that it's not like they're we it's not like they're fucking oozing so much talent that i'm thinking well what about this person that's not going to get the title there's no one right now that needs these titles this needs to just be like part of this soft reboot where they just hold those fucking things long enough that they add immense levels of credibility to them you know what it could be like and you're gonna love this one because this is a roh flashback remember how scum was around so long it just became everybody else versus scum in a way yeah i'm like like let them get to that, that level where it's just smackdown versus the bloodline yeah we'll just have them always be the top contenders the title yeah. holders the people who are the top of the company you know longer than triple h and stephanie were the authority like they, oh my god, that's oh yeah, 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 yeah. Becky, you might have to run that title, baby girl, because uh, we're gonna need this shit to work out. <laughs> Becky doesn't need the fucking title. What's she been doing on this show? You know what I mean? Yeah. Apparently, freaking adding some, adding something to that fucking wasteland of a women's roster they got. They might that's actually hit ten by the end of the year. That's what I'm saying. There's a perfect time, perfect time to really just sleep, keep the bloodline thing going really strong. You know. Yeah, it's great. It's perfect. Can't find a bad thing about this. And a Balor comes back. Where has he been hiding all this time, right? He's allergic to SummerSlam. Probably, 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 probably trying to figure out the bullshit with that contract, too. Had to expect this was going to be the result. Hang on a second. Balor may have 
got some backup. Montez Ford, Angelo Dawkins a street profits. We got a melee on our hands. And the street profits taking out the Usos. Ford and Dawkins and Balor. And Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns took a trip. And he was like, yeah, I'll catch you later. So, yeah, I guess that's pretty much how SmackDown goes off the air, right? Yeah, uh, the only other thing was that Finn challenged Roman to a match next week, and Roman and Finn for the Universal title on SmackDown. Um, I wonder what's going to happen. I have no idea. SmackDown drew an overnight average of 2.874 million viewers with a 0.7 in the 18 to 49 demographic, 2.993 million viewers in the first hour, 2.815 million viewers in the second hour. So a bit of a drop between hour one and two by 9 p.m. They lost about almost 200 out of the 2 million that they had. Uh, yeah, very close to 3 million, though. Oh, yeah. Like I said, they're, 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 it's not even like they're, they're not even on the same like, level than anybody else. Next week, next week, it's on the next week. The only thing relative to SmackDown is going to be how good they did versus this SmackDown. Yeah, this is a show on Fox, you know, a, a channel known for sports and shit at that time. Those are money numbers, you know. <laughs> I told you guys at the end of the day, that's going to be the only show that matters. That's the show that people are looking at, you know. And unfortunately, Raw has become a B show in so many ways. Raw a C show at this fucking rate. Mm hmm. Speak of the devil, I, I didn't even mean to segue like that, but yeah, it's time to talk about Raw, which last week did 2,067,000 viewers, 826,000 of those were in the 18 to 49 demographic, which gives them a, a .64 rating. They're up, They're definitely up from the 1.857 million viewers the previous week, the .55 in the 18 to 49 demographic. I'm going to go over these really quick. I love the fact, and you know what, I don't even know if I, oh, we'll see. MVP calls Damian Priest a pendejo. That was different. He got highly offended about it. He was like, don't call me a pendejo. Um, Shayna versus Rhea Ripley. Nia essentially buried Shayna on the way. They're not sure. She was like, not sure yeah. what, my, what my partner's going to be able to do to you, but I'm going to splatter both of you by the end of the night. Um, and then the finishes, basically Shayna does get covered, and then uh, Nia immediately destroys Rhea and does exactly what she said she's going to do. Nia looked really strong tonight, I have to say. Yeah. Uh what else happened? I'm going based on memory on this since we're about to wrap up here. Uh, R-Truth got scared by the giant spider in the in the segment with Reggie. That was a callback to like a seven-year-old joke when he saw the giant spider. He was like, ah, spiders, and he got scared there. So cool like that. It's funny because he said what I was thinking with Tozawa as, as ridiculous as it was when he went, you didn't act like a dog. Dog? Like Tozawa was disguised as a dog. I think it was funny that he was on, on all fours as a dog when it was time he got up and sprinted like a man. It's just funny that Archer, you didn't act like a dog, dog. <laughs> um, Eve Marie had a match against Dewdrop, which is funny because I actually had a drop it, of Eve Marie. It wasn't actually a match. I, ha- I actually had a drop of Eve Marie talking about how we have no idea where this Dewdrop story is going between the two of them. Yet it didn't go anywhere. Dewdrop whipped her ass before the match and then I guess abandoned yeah, her. She, she, she took a move and then couldn't compete. Still waiting for Dewdrop to get over. Just and then, and then Eva Marie tweeted it afterwards, talking about how upset she was that Dewdrop did that. Because if it hadn't been for Dewdrop doing that, she was going to show all of us on Monday Night Raw her shooting star press. I'm not kidding. She tweeted I mean, that. Oh yeah, I know. And the best case scenario, she would have Brock Lesnar it and just never came back. Yeah, you know, or she would have uh, red velveted it. This more current reference. Either way, just long as she's off my fucking TV screen. <laughs> 
She could Billy Kidman and WCW it. I don't give a shit. What else happened? We had a oh, Nia beat Charlotte clean. Clean. Why? They know that's their champion, right? What happened there? Isn't that strange? And first of all, this match, did, did this match feel awkward to you? Yeah, like the whole thing just had a weird, the, the pacing of it. There were certain it. points where it seemed like they miscommunicated like a motherfucker. Was, yeah, there was definitely some off stuff there, but I didn't expect that to be the finish. Like, what happened? Like, there was like a, I don't even know. Like, there was like a reverse DDT that took forever to set up. Like, it, I don't know. Has anybody weird thing where it looked like they were like shoot shit talking to each other? I don't know what the fuck happened in this match. I'm going to have to go back and watch this. Just to see if there's a, if if there's something that we're missing here, you know. Like I was so confused this whole time. Yeah, everything was really stiff during this match. Even the even the finish, which was that power bomb she hit her with. Yeah, she like got her hand like on her chest and sent her down. Yeah, so we're gonna have to find out what happened there. I'm gonna see if there's any backstory. Uh, John Morrison goes up against Omas. Omas goes over. Xavier Wood gets tapped out by AJ Styles in the following match. Um, RK Bro has a match against Bobby Lashley and MVP for the main event, and obviously RK Bro goes over retaining their titles. Yeah. That everything? Yes. See. Fantastic. Good. We are wrapping up here. Don't forget this upcoming Sunday we will be in the chat room and then on the air for a post show you can watch live on Twitch or Facebook. So that is really fantastic. Thank you to everybody who hung out. And there'll be other content throughout the rest of the week. As always, we'll do more of the other streams, other games that are coming out, new launches of stuff, and all of that. Maybe Destin will pop in. Maybe Seb will pop in. Who knows who you're going to find on the streams. going to have to tune in because those are a little bit more spontaneous until we bring back the scheduled stuff. Live viewers, thank you as always for joining us on this wonderful occasion. Quest Thompson and Stasis. Willie V2 and EB Gamer, thank you for being there earlier than I am, even though I'm late as hell and being patient with me. Cabigon and Hatsumi, Dan Critch, iPuff, George Z, and of course all of you that listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn, uh, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and all other popular places that podcasts are found. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Talk Brunch Live, episode 478, hosted by yours truly, Rick Dara, a.k.a. Captain Brunch. For myself and Destin Soglo Frazier, we're out of here. See y'all in Chicago. Shut it down.